I'm on that overload, overkill I'm redlining, I'm blue pills High octane's my intake I'm peace, Swayze, man, point break Make no mistakes, I don't care Not one shit will be given here Make the room shake, earthquake Turbulence, out of space, yeah, let it go Cruise control, full speed ahead with my eyes closed I smoke the best, just hydro Make my eyes red like Diablo I'm taking off, next to go Molotov, set the blow These crimson eyes, I set the glow Medieval shit, man, crossbows We dangerous, beast mode Got catapults for the back Bags of dope, man, set in stone, good to go Found my zone in the Alamo, yeah, big time Dinosaur, so big, colossal You stuck in dirt, man, fossils We taking out, full throttle, let's go February 7th, 2020 from the Troy Lee Design Saloon here in Corona, California. Welcome to the Whiskey Throttle Show. I'm your host, David Pingree, and today we've got a cool guest, Will Hahn. This guy is a former 250 Supercross champion, a hell of a nice guy, current team manager of the Star Racing Yamaha team. Uh, it'll be fun to hear his story. Before we get to him, let me introduce you to the regular crew here. Grant Langston, Donnie Bales, our producer. Welcome, boys. Thank you. Yeah, good to be here. And Will Hahn. The man, the myth, the guy who the almost canceled legend. twice. Yeah, I did. <laughs> How many times do you think you're going to have to hear that? <laughs> Actually, for the rest of my life now. Right. It, it, yeah. You're not just hearing it two times. You're going to hear it, like, from now on forever. Yeah, there's the show, and then yeah, yeah. We have the, shows, the show's a few hours long, too. We had some scheduling issues with Mr. Han, but uh, <laughs> we're here. Not at the time we were supposed to, not on the day we were supposed to, but we're here. Damn, we we're going to get through it. We made it. We did. <laughs> no, we're excited to have you, buddy. Welcome to the show. Well, I appreciate it. Um, I want to thank our partners that make this show possible, starting with Yamaha, which Mr. Wilhan can attest. Amazing products. Uh, they're the leader in the power sports industry, unrivaled uh, reliability, performance. Revs your heart, man. You know, like, rev it up. I agree. Absolutely. How would Bobby Regan do it? Gotta. He would wind it up and then tell you to roll it. <laughs> yeah, what's that what he You gotta go. Uh, anyway, big thank you to Yamaha. Get over there and check out their full line of motorcycles, on and off road, side by sides, quads, generators, pianos, whatever you need. They have it. Uh, Power Dot, big big part of this show. Uh, amazing product. If you've not gone to PowerDot.com and checked those out, incredible for injury prevention, injury recovery, massage, etc. Uh, go to PowerDot.com and type in Whiskey Throttle and check out. You get twenty percent off too. Uh, Method Race Wheels, another huge partner of ours. We're, we're so thankful for their support. And they're giving you 20% off. So you need some wheels for your truck, your sprinter, your side-by-side. That's a lot of money when you think of 20% off a set of wheels. Yeah. I mean, it's a big saving. It is a big savings. So don't get screwed. 20% off using the code Whiskey Throttle. Troyly Designs, they're bringing you our time out today. And get over there and check out their full line of new 2020 products, which are out. Stuff looks rad. Um, SKDA. Uh, amazing graphics. If you guys haven't seen their stuff, again, have a look at it. So different than anything you're going to find in the industry. They have their own look. It's very unique, very cool. And everything is built, designed, and shipped from Australia for the U.S. Uh, but seven to ten days, you'll have it, and you'll be notified of all of that shipping process, how it works, how it's where it is in transit. 
Uh, they do an awesome job of, of keeping in touch and making sure you, you feel like you know where everything's at. Four Wheel Parts bringing you our Get At Me Q&A segment today. You send in questions for GL and myself, and we'll answer them. Um, Four Wheel Parts is your one-stop shop for everything off-road. So truck, sprinter, van, whatever you got, take it in there. They'll sell you a method race wheels. They'll do all the service. Those guys are on point over there. Awesome company. Adidas, don't be a dick to your feet. Nope. Right? Don't do that. It's kind of our, that's our stance. <laughs> um, we don't like to be dicks to our feet, so we get into the best shoes, and those are Adidas. Check them out. Uh, Pro Circuit. They race and they win a lot. Um, Eli Tomac coming through here with the win. Keeping that points race tight. Pro Circuit pipe on that sucker. Dunlop Tires bringing you good traction, and pretty much every win and championship in the last, I don't know, a lot of years, right? At least a years. decade. <laughs> yeah. uh, support the people that really support this sport and don't pull out and um, take their money elsewhere. That's Dunlop. Uh, thank you to Nihilo Concepts also. If you're not familiar with those products, man, go check them out. From the frame guards to the lever grips, foot pegs, uh, throttle housings, they make all kinds of cool stuff. Um, NihiloConcepts.com, and you type in Whiskey Throttle at checkout, you get a free gift over there as well. Fire Department Coffee. Bam, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are sipping some right now, and you get over there, they've got a brand new uh, brew out right now that's twice the caffeine. So if you're one of those guys who... You've kind of just gotten used to your cup of coffee, and you feel like it's just not hitting you in the face anymore. Get over there and get some. It'll wake you right up. Uh, 20% off using the code Whiskey Throttle over there as well, so check that out. Seat Concepts, big thank you to these guys. You got that on your uh, mm-hmm. Enduro, yeah, right? So much better. Yeah. Those stock seats are terrible. <laughs> and you only realize it, but anytime you spend um, time in the seat, you know, especially um, if you're on the dual sport off-roading, you're, you're on your bike for hours, yeah, and we're not standing the whole time, so just purely for comfort and grip, and mm. it's got a nice big wide shelf. You know, a lot of seats are like tapered and tight. This thing's just, it's always the same. It's brilliant. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> GL's real happy with that thing. I've got a full seat coming for a YZ125 I'm building. Uh, they do make complete seats. They make just covers. They make foams. They can kind of do whatever you want. Well, so you have, you, have, you have a grippy option, a less grippy, a super grippy. Um, they have tall, lowered. Narrow, wider, like... Yeah, no, it's amazing. I went and looked at seat. I'm like, oh, let's see what the skew number is for the seat. I'm like, oh, wow. There's 10 options in four different colors. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's pretty mind-boggling, the options they have and the uh, how you can also yeah. customize it. Yeah, I know. Anything on two wheels or even snowmobiles that they're getting into now, if there's a seat on it, they make seats for it, and they're way better than anything OEM. So check those guys out. Seat Concepts, they're... Uh, we're stoked to have them part of the show. And last but not least, Specialized. Uh, again, just the industry leader in the bicycle world. Again, Will can attest to this. You've been riding those bikes forever, huh? Yeah, I think, man, over a decade for sure. And now they sponsor our race team. So oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. They just, uh, this year is the first year. Yeah. I, oh, I love nice. that they're, they sponsor a lot of guys <coughs> yeah. in this sport. Yeah. There's a big, uh, somebody over there is passionate about it. And I mean, they love for their motorsports. You know, I feel like they've always done MotoGP guys mm-hmm. and motocross guys. They've always had someone in about everything mm. and you know we we say on here that it's we, we try to partner with just industry leaders period yep. and i try to tell people there's just not better bicycles made no um well, i mean can you echo that i mean for sure i mean and like i said i haven't ridden another brand really in the last 10 15 years but i mean i've been to the factory and i've seen been around all those people up there and like robert Eger is a big reason for that like one of the designers the last couple of years and or he's been there probably 30 years but um I mean, I think it just all comes from the the group up there. When you go around them and you see how they're all getting along, and then everyone's on a lunch ride together and mm. bonding, and that just it's productive all the time. And I think they're 
it also helps, excuse me, that they're in the trenches actually trying it. You know, I think yeah. that they're all experiencing yeah. it as well. Yeah. If you're actually riding the bike, yeah, then you know, uh, you know what, this needs to be better. Or yeah. You can tweak it till it's perfect. Well, the the general consensus is if you're involved in the bicycle world at all, specialized is it's the top. It's the top. It's yeah. the cream, cream, creme de la creme. So, and, but and if you keep an eye out on the website, there's always new stuff coming out. And with the whole yeah. e e-bike technology, they're coming out with smaller, more simple versions, almost like hybrids mm -hmm. of a mountain bike. Um, and I think they got a more, you know, they even hitting some of that sort of that more price point. You know, now that exactly. the cost is coming down, yeah. they're hitting a little more price point. So they are affordable. You know, a lot of people think, oh man, I'd love one, but they're just too much. Yeah. They're getting that point now where you're like, oh, you know, for a three to four, four grand, you can get a good bike. Yeah. What, what it used to cost you for just a, a decent full suspension bike, you can now get yeah. an e-bike. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they just launched a, a Turbo Levo, a new one. I don't know if you've seen that. We talked to Troy Lee earlier. He was up there just checking it out. Uh, 38 pounds. Uh, well, that's another one. There's there's two new bikes out. One yeah, this one's really, this one's really light. light. This one's light. It'd be like no different than a, a normal, your normal mountain bike. Yeah. So anyway... Lots of awesome stuff coming out from Specialized. A new uh, Turbo Levo, if you want to check that out. And another one that's a smaller battery. It's yeah. basically like an EcoBoost uh, just the yeah. whole way, but it's really light. It's going to be the new Cheetah bike. Because yeah. you rock up yeah, and, and you, you don't sell. even yeah. you can't yeah. see it. Only when people figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bring that to Over the Hump next year. For me. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you to all our sponsors. We're stoked to uh, have you on board and, and just proud to be partnered with the best in the business. And also want to mention our merchandise, WhiskeyThrottleMerch.com. Brand new hats, the red and black, brand new team tees. It's got the 8 and the 101, all of the sponsors down the back. Uh, there's new women's sweatshirts, there's beanies. Uh, we got all kinds of cool stuff. So get over there and check it out, pick some up. And uh, thank you. Uh, your guest is brought to you by Yamaha. So a uh, big thank you to Yamaha again. Will Hahn, welcome. You're going to join us for the Method Race Wheels front end chatter segment. I'm excited. I've listened to a lot of these shows. So yeah. All right. Ready to get into it. Nice. So Method bringing you the lightest, strongest, fastest wheels in the world, period. We're going to talk about injuries today. And I thought this was apropos because the three of us have been <laughs> kind of eating a lot. Yeah, yeah. This now, Will's never been injured. No, never. And healthy mm. his whole career. Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't remember ever being on the sideline. Didn't you twist an ankle or something once, maybe? I think mm. I missed one or two races, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, ACLs, femurs, arms, wrists. Yeah. I don't know. We've, we've all kind of been through the ringer. I mean, he rode a, a KTM with no linkage, a 250. That's true. So, yeah, I had to have gone... Yeah, cross whoops plus no linkage <laughs> equals ejection <Bad. laughs> equals uh, hospital bill <laughs> <laughs> equals rolling up windows. <laughs> it's a very simple equation. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about is uh, the mental damage done by uh, injuries in this sport. So obviously the physical side of it is you blow a knee out. It's never the same. You can get a new yeah. ACL in. You rehab the shit out of it. You do all this, and it's it's pretty good. You can go back and do the job. Well, but how often do guys re tear them? A lot. Yeah. A lot. It does happen a lot. And some of that's because you, you feel good at three months, you're ready to go back, and it's at its weakest point. You know, it has to die and regenerate, but, you know. Is that what happens? Yeah. That actually, the graft actually dies if you do, like, a patellar tendon graft. Ah, you know, no one yeah. explained that to me. They just said it takes nine months. But like you said, after yeah. three months, you're like, dude, I yeah, could ride. Good. I could race. Yeah, it feels good, but it's really weak at that point. Mm -hmm. So that's why there's a lot of retairs at three, four, or five months. Well, and the problem is, too, that I feel like we're all in this competition to get back on the bike faster than the next guy right and it like speaks testament to like how you recover and how fast you can get back going but i think sometimes it pays off and sometimes it really bites you in the ass big time 
Well, and, and frankly, like a lot of our guys, we're not, guys aren't doing multi-year deals where right. they just go like, you know what? I'm just going to take as much time as I need, yep. come back when I'm ready. They're like, I don't have a ride next year. I have year. a job. Yeah, yeah I, I got a job. I got to come out and earn it. It's like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. If you take that time, it's like you get this perception of this guy doesn't really want it. Like, right. If he really wanted to be out there, he could, but he's just milking. He's taking a paycheck. Then a guy comes back soon. Yeah, what a superstar. He's re-injured. Yeah, oh, man, that guy's always hurt. Like, <laughs> yeah, what, what the hell is he doing? He should have stayed home for a few more weeks. <laughs> so it's that yeah. it's hard. And especially for athletes, when if you are motivated and you do want to be out there, which for me I felt like was 99% of my career, Oh yeah, I think I'm good enough. No, you yeah, know, you, you and, just and make it happen. You're like, yeah, yeah, it'll be okay. I'll ride my way back into shape, and I I'll think figure that's it out. Yeah, bit of a yeah. And we're all back. kids, and we're stupid. You know, at that age, you're so young. Yeah. Well, you're not making the best decisions. Well, how much anyway. does the lack of, I would say, race intensity play into that part when you're at the test track compared to when you're actually racing? Right. So well, that's the problem. You too. feel better yeah. at the track because you think you're going whatever speed, but then you line up and yeah. Or you think you can do 20 laps, and then you get to the race, and because you were nervous and tense, you can't breathe on lap three. <laughs> you know, now you're like, shit, I did 20 there, and I can't do three here. Yeah. yeah. Well, so and then it's too late. Yeah, <laughs> you're ready. In the main event, you're like, shit. Aside from the physical uh, side of it, like I said, which, you know, any injury, no matter how well you fix it, it's not going to be the same. It's always nagging a little bit. But there's the mental side of that that doesn't get talked about as much as I think it should. Because when you have a big one and it ends in a bad injury, like that's that's sitting up in your brain for a while, right? And, and the yeah. next time you're in a position where if you hadn't gotten hurt, you would have just held it on or whatever. You might be like, oh. You know what I mean? It makes you hesitate just a little bit. And every time you have another big one, it's like you get to a point, I did anyway, where I'm like, what am, this isn't worth it. You know, I, I know where this road goes. Yeah. And it's yeah. back to the hospital eventually, and I'm out. And it's funny. I never really had – I didn't – like you're saying, I didn't have that moment until one of the last ones where you're like, all right, like this had about enough of this. Like, yeah. It's not that fun anymore. There's a breaking point for everybody. Yeah. It's yeah. not – I didn't – wasn't scared to get anymore. I just purely didn't want to go get surgery again. You know what I mean? Like it was like, yeah, kind of just over the whole process of it. And and I was struggling with like you're saying the mental side of it, where you know I'd be off three months, and that's three more months of catching up I have to do to my competitors. I always felt like I was that much further behind. Mm -hmm. Like I could get back to my speed, but that's not where I want to be. Yeah, because they've progressed in those yeah, three months. Yeah, they're as always well. going, going, going. You come in late, or you come in outdoors after Supercross, and you're still behind the eight ball. Mm -hmm. And I, I never felt like I could get that get that momentum back. It's hard. It's hard work. And so it makes, you know, kind of my next point here was about Kenny, but to see him come back from what he went through. Unbelievable. And win, it's, in, it's amazing. Unbelievable. Uh, and and it took time. I mean, think about, yeah. I mean, I even remember last year watching, and I'm like, oh, he's getting there. And yeah. He's going to get a win. And, and then it was like, all right, is he ever going to get this win? Because it seemed like he got pretty good. Yeah, pretty quickly, but then those final pieces of that puzzle just seem like it's taken a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and you see that happening, but I've I I was thinking about it like we're talking about injuries. I almost feel like injuries. It's like playing a game of Jenga. You know, e every time you get hurt, there's that little piece that's yeah. gets yeah. removed. It never gets replaced, and eventually. It's when it comes crashing down, that's you just going, enough. Like, yeah. I know I, I do not want to be in this position anymore. And I was thinking about this the other day when I was riding. I was like, um, someone's like, oh, yeah, there's a jump and this and that. And, and I'm like, you know what? My main goal is I want to leave here in the van, not in the ambulance. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. want to get hurt. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to jump something. And I, f I actually said, I'm not going to do this. 
purely because I'm not going to be stubborn and talk myself into, oh, I can still do that. Yeah. No, I know I can do it, but yeah. I'm not going to. And that's a hard battle, I think, for guys to have as well, is when to back yeah. it down. Well, and, and we, we have the ability in our heads. We know, oh, I could jump this. I know exactly what gear to be in, but at a point you go, why? Yeah. yeah so, I mean, what, what am I doing? Because you can. And you probably would jump it fine, but if you don't, like, why? Why? What was the point behind that? You're still testing Supercross, no, are you? I find myself that at the Supercross track where I'm like, start hitting all the rhythms and you start to go pretty fast and I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. You're like, well, the, the team guys are quadding that. I can do it too. <laughs> well, one of the I'm guys, on their bike. <laughs> I did not three out of rhythm section a couple of weeks ago because it was pretty fresh track and it was sharp and I didn't quite have my timing down. I'm like, man, I, I know what I'm going to do. I know I'm going to overjump into the berm anyway, but... I'm like, if I do clip it, I'm not really that sharp right now. And I was like, no, I just went two one. And he's like, what? You're not going to do that three? And I'm like, no, dude, I don't yeah. have to. Yeah, I'm like, working on suspension. Yeah. I want to see the rebound <laughs> yeah. and the compression yeah. Yeah, extra times. Yeah, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> but no, it's funny. Like, there's days where the same thing happens. The ego kind of gets spiked up a little bit. You feel pretty good, and then. Like, I, I think it was in 18, I crashed pretty hard outdoors just testing. And I, and I don't even know why I was going for it like I was, but I ended up cartwheeling. And I got up, and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Like, why? And I was fine, but, you know, like, I mean, I was sore. It could have been. Yeah, it could have been bad, bad, yeah. You know? I'm just like, what am I What am I doing out here right now? Yeah. Well, what, um, what do you guys make of Kenny Roxon's, um There was obviously a little last-turn deal in Oakland. It didn't look like much on TV, watching it no. over and over it, it didn't look like he, it's not like they made a heavy contact, but something happened with his foot. Um, there was chatter. The picture it was it was you could definitely see it was a knot, yeah, you know, a lump, a yeah. knot of some sort. There was some chatter that it might definitely have been broken. Swollen, yeah. Latest word is it's not, but you think this slows him down? I mean, it definitely can. I think it's. I, it depends on how bad it is. Like, is it that swollen to where the boot's not going on right? Is it uncomfortable? I don't. Yeah, I mean, to me, based off the picture, and if it's not broken, and the area it is, Should it's not on. the ankle joint itself, yeah. it's on his foot. If you can control that sw swelling, the boot will get on fine. I think maybe on some heavy landings, he might feel a little pain yeah. through, you have all his bones and everything. But I gotta imagine, I mean, the dude's got the red plate, he's not gonna... No, not try. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. And obviously, he showed a little bit of mental toughness this guy has. Right. So Yeah, he's yeah, shown that so. he can come back from an injury. Right, yeah. Right. yeah. So he's looking at the other injuries, and he's like, that's not even a dent. Yeah. He's looking at yeah. his leg. Isn't it just crazy, too, though, that like it just seems to be Webb and Roxon find themselves. Every time, somehow. S somehow. I know. I felt bad for Kenny a little bit. Because that, you know, the Anaheim race where Cooper passes him last turn and then like gives him the finger guns. It's like, oh. And then he does it again, you know, punks him last turn. Well, he did it at uh, the oh, Triple Crown last year, right. too. That's right. Where I was mean, that? That was the least margin of victory or whatever. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's three times. times. In the yeah. last corner. Jeez. Well, I would say... It might say be a little personal as well. There's not been a lot of people as mentally strong... Like, I, I would say, when, I, when you think of just mental toughness, Chad Reed comes to mind. Like, that yep. guy's still... Maybe this year he doesn't, but he's believed he could win for 20 whatever yeah, yeah. years. It's crazy. RC, mental toughness. Obviously RC. It's a very small list, right? And Ken's one of those guys. No doubt. To be able to do what he's done, he makes that list. So anyway. Um, all right, that's our Method Race Wheels front-end chatter. I want to move into some Will Hahn. I want to get all up in Will Hahn. <laughs> <That is, laughs> man, I haven't been talked like that for a while. Yeah. <laughs> that's hot. Settle down. Yeah. yeah. Calm down. So... Listen, no, let's just start with this. There's no shortage of drama in your pits lately. 
Um, no. All the stuff that's going on with Dylan, you got those two now pretty close in the championship. Uh, and your guys are kind of have a nice little cushion from third, yeah? Somewhat, yeah. Um, it's still too close for comfort at this yeah, point. Yeah, ten, 10 points what, isn't very yeah. like, what's, that comforting. What's the, what's the vibe in your pit? Honestly, in our pit, it's fine. It's okay. Both guys get along. Like we were on track walk together last week, joking, and yeah. they posted photos of it. Like, it, I mean, as far as that goes, considering they're one and two in the championship, I'd say it's pretty yeah, ideal. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, like we're able to still be seems normal. Um, I mean, after Anaheim too, obviously with the Craig incident and stuff like that, I think that was pretty rough for Dylan to take. I think because, <clears throat> like he said to me after the race, like this is my home now, mm. and I don't want to mess this up type of thing. You know, like I feel bad mostly because I didn't mean to do it. But at the same time, this is this is my home. You know, as we said, like, literally, this is where I'm going to live, and I have to live with this. Now you could s- hate me. You could see he was visibly upset about what yeah, happened yeah. for sure. He definitely. Well, I was. guarantee he's yeah. never had that response or anything close to that in his life. Yeah. No. That would be so. that would be tough. Like, I, I, and I, I asked I Ricky about it because he's gotten booed a couple times, and I. <laughs> You're making fun of me like I kept hitting him over the head with it, but I just want to know what's that like to have a whole stadium just booing at you? What is it like to feel like being so hated? Tell us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be heavy. Like, even yeah. last weekend, he got booed again, yeah? Yeah, luckily, it wasn't that bad, but, I mean, Anaheim was, I'd never felt anything like that. Like, I was like, wow. Yeah, like, it was I heavy. was up there, I was looking at him on the podium, and I'm like, I don't even know how he's talking right now. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I just walked off. Well, Ricky talked about in Indy when him and Pastrana tangled, yep. he was doing the, to the live crowd you know the uh, interview and he gave up and i remember that they because it so booed loud, so yeah. loud he c- you couldn't hear the speaker yeah. you couldn't hear him and he was just like what's the point like i'm just gonna leave yeah nothing you can say at that moment's gonna calm yeah. it down no no that's one of those uh you just lick your wounds walk away and then let yep. everyone mellow out a little bit and explain yourself well i thought it was cool that dylan went on the track walk at glendale and like walked right up to christian that's and like you know they shook hands and yeah. tried to push it away. And, and, I, and, I, and, and, of course, all the media was there to make sure they, yeah. they got that. So we saw that. But when you when you went and, and just watched them talking, you could tell it was two professionals that yeah. understand. Yeah, I'm sure Craig wasn't too pumped, but at the same well, time, he didn't make a big deal about it. I think he probably went back and looked and was like, it probably looked in live worse than it really was. Yeah. Yeah. And I was basically in the mechanics area, and like they kind of, I mean, I'm short, unfortunately, so I can't see over people, but all I saw was two <laughs> bikes flipping or bodies flying, and I'm like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. Like, I didn't think it was going to be that. Yeah. Well, that escalated it was, quickly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, shit. It was a worst yeah. case scenario. And the yeah. worst thing is, is like they show me on TV, obviously, like hugging him after the race. Dude, I had forgotten about that because he ended up riding so good. Like at that point, even when he got up, I don't know, Jet had like a 12 second lead or yeah. 13 second lead. Like he was gone. Yeah. So the fact that we came back and, and won that race and then Justin got second right for all the chaos. Now you're I, w- I was so excited. Yeah. I already forgotten about that moment. And I'm getting messages like that you're a bigger piece of shit than he is for being excited about it. And I'm like... <laughs> At that point, when I was doing that, I wasn't celebrating like, hell yeah, you just clean Christian now. I'm so fucking proud of you. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like a really crazy race. You were getting some hate on that, huh? I did a lot. Yeah, but you can't pay attention to people. If they're making so little sense as to not even seeing what's going on, you're allowed to hug your rider at any point, any time. Right. Anyway, your rider won the freaking main event. It's yeah, not that difficult like, to understand. We went one two at both Anaheim's. I'm just thinking like this couldn't be going any better, right? You yeah. know, and I'm just like, wow, this is unreal. And then I, afterwards, I got home and I'm like, she does look kind of bad like that. I'm like, ooh, hell yeah, you just cleaned everybody out. It's awesome. You know? Yeah, that's that comes back to that's how some people take it, right? Oh, he's pumped on that on that on that ride, which he should be scolding him over yeah. that. And it was like, no, this is you should have been hand gesturing like. 
like this yeah. and then like this, you know, <laughs> yeah. and you could just, you know, <laughs> there we go. Oh, no. oh, man, that was awesome. Can you do it again? And then go on social media and say, man, I was totally against it. Yeah, that was yeah. terrible. Such I can't believe idea. what happened. I, I've talked to Dylan about it. It yeah. won't happen again. Yeah. We put him on probation yeah. as well. well <laughs> we're not, we're not going to beat that. That thing's been beat to death. Yes. Um, hopefully... I think it. I think the dust is settled. And like I told him, I'm like 95% of those people aren't going to say that to you in person. Like the people no. that make those comments that are stupid and yeah. don't make any sense, that they're, they're not going to come up to you and do it in person. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like anything else, right? You take, you know, one person uh, will go and beat something up, but all the people that really liked him or liked the race, they never comment. Yeah. They just kind of leave it alone and right. move on to the next thing. I, right, exactly. I do think it's funny we. The same people for years have been like, man, well, the racing used to be better in the 90s. It was more no passing, more action. They yeah. hit. Yeah. And now they touch. You One know, time and it's like, you can't be doing that. Like Oakland, for example. That, there was nothing dirty about that. I don't even know if he hit him. Who? I think they might have. What are we talking about? His elbow might have elbowed him. They oh, elbowed oh, he elbowed him. Yeah, but, the, but there's, there's ruts. And when you make that block pass, if you watch what happens to Ferrandez, yeah. the bike gets... Yeah. Sort of. No. It as was, you go across the ruts, it's it like hitting train tracks. Totally clean. Yeah. It was totally fine, right? And he still gets booed. So it's like. No, that's what we're going to put him on. Like, are they booing about that? Are they still booing about Anaheim too? Probably like, a little. Yeah. Above. I don't know. I'm like. No, they were booing at you for that big hug <laughs> you gave. That's what it was. They're still <laughs> pissed about it. it. I knew it. And the hand gestures. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. need yeah. more hand gestures. Yeah, like, I you big piece of shit. You. I read that and I'm like, it's pretty. You like? I'm more of a medium-sized piece of shit. I can't even see other people, so I can't be a big one. Yeah. Extra schmedium. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about where you grew up. Where were, where were you born? So I was born in Belpre, Kansas. Um, it's a population of about 75 people. <laughs> so pretty crazy. It's real small town. And yeah. uh, 70, I, 74 now that you've left? Was, no, it'd be 70 now because all four of me, me oh, and my brother wow. and my mom and dad. The whole family. <laughs> yeah. Was your dad a farmer? Or what, yeah. What? yeah. So that's what we grew up primarily doing was, I mean, I grew up in a tractor or a swather or something with my parents. Like that was. I wait a what? Sorry. Tractor. So swather is. Um, I'm not a farming folk. Help so me that's out. what you would cut alfalfa with. Oh. So like to, before you make hay bales, like a like combine. Basically yeah. a combine. Yeah. Okay. But it's smaller and it makes like a windrows of hay, basically. Okay. Yeah. So my mom was always in that. So I was either with her or with my dad or being taped to the steering wheel from our hired hand. Like that was I talked too much, so he'd take me to the steering wheel and tape my mouth shut. No way. And he would like leave me on the steering wheel, like <laughs> looking at him. <laughs> like I mean, he'd go by my dad, you know, and he'd be like. You know, daddy daycare. Yeah, basically. Uh, that'd be fun growing up, though. Like, how you obviously uh, were on dude, some land in the middle of nowhere. Dude, we could get in no trouble. Yeah. Like, you, you literally couldn't. And, uh, you know, we'd, we'd do whatever we wanted. We'd ride quads all night in the snow. Like, that's, you know, we just had fun. Like, we yeah. had kind of free reign, yeah. you know. And, like, even my brother, my brother was four years older than me, so, like, he got to drive along before I did. So, and he was nice enough to let me tag along about any time. Yeah. So, which normally I think that's kind of hard for big brothers to want to take little brother to town if you're going to get dinner or whatever you know the case especially with, with that just that age gap being yeah it's just, big just enough, far enough it's like a like, different group of friends yeah kind of not okay and then it became to the point where like most of my friends were his like that was just i was just with the older group all the time yeah and you know my parents would allow us like we'd go to parties that were local and stuff with our buddies and stuff and but my dad would always said like do whatever you want but you're up at the same time tomorrow yeah so it doesn't the, the hay waits for no man yeah he's yeah. like you know you get your same chores tomorrow but if you're, you just gotta be smart yeah. and like i think tom and i were so terrified of alcohol growing up that you know i we were always like ah oh, we won't do that but we're gonna for sure go there and yeah. hang out and uh man yeah we could get away with anything like i said we we would go make turn tracks in the neighbor's field 
and then like he'd call my dad because like he'd probably be out there in the tractor and hit like a berm. Oh and yeah, probably would never would see it. <laughs> Almost rip a front wheel off or something. But yeah, you next door again? Yeah, dirt was too good. <laughs> dirt was unreal. <laughs> Your dad's like, yeah, I get it. All right, yeah. don't do it again. Um, was was uh, did you and your brother get along really well, or was, you, was there we a, did. any time where you fought? Not really until the latter parts of like you know I think when we lived together when we were both professional we then we started maybe batting heads a little bit but like no not younger we younger you we guys never were yeah no never never really didn't get along. Um, so when did you get in? Where you start? Obviously started riding back then. I mean, how long were you there before you moved? Because you moved to Texas. Yeah, afterwards, I, right? we didn't move to Texas till I was fourteen. Oh, okay. so it was pretty late. Oh, I and like there. actually like my amateur I'd say career was pretty late in that. Yeah. So did you guys have tracks just then built? Yeah. So basically, um, but the first house we lived in was, um, I guess, about four miles outside of like the town Belpery, which was 15 minutes from like, you know, or 20 minutes from like a grocery store. And then from an actual like Walmart or something was about 45 minutes. Oh, wow. So it was like, you know, but what, I'm, what's the biggest town? Kansas City? What would be uh, the nearest to me would be Great Bend. And I think it's Kansas City's Missouri. Yeah, oh, yeah, basically right. borderline. Yeah, Sorry. I'm like I'm directly in the middle of Kansas where I grew up, so it's same distance to New York as it is to L.A. So it's like dead oh. dead center. I'm like, dead nuts. Yeah, yeah. So um, Great Bend. I've never even heard of this this town. Great, Great Bend. Bend. So it's that's the biggest city. Hutchison. Okay. Or yeah. Wichita. Wichita. We're oh, about, Wichita. There you go. We're about an hour and a half from Wichita. Okay. So, so you're yeah, out we, there in it, man. Out, out amongst yeah. it. Yeah, it was. Uh, like I said, well, we were just lucky because my dad's, you know, obviously a farmer, and my mom would. I mean, she honestly grew most of the stuff in the garden, like lettuce and tomatoes yeah. and strawberries. We had all that in the garden, and then we, you know, butchered cows and oh yeah, all, yeah, we had all that stuff. Like we didn't actually go to the grocery store that much. So you're damn near self-sufficient out there. Pretty much, yeah. It was crazy. I remember butchering cows when I was young. Like you, you're wrapping them. Like we'd have them hanging in the in the shop in the winter time, and we'd be wrapping them, and that was just that was normal. Normal. Mm. Yeah. So what? You guys just have big deep freezes. Yep. Massive ones in the basement always that were full of meat pretty it's, much all the time. It's pretty savage. Like, I, I one of the guys I work with uh, yep. raises his own cattle and he'll butcher them. And he's, he took a video of the whole thing. I mean, I'm like... I know. It's a little hard for me to watch. I don't want to know, man. Like, I don't want to see the sausage yeah. you made. Just, yeah. just bring me a steak when it's all set. <laughs> yeah, I'm a hypocrite. Just bring me a good steak. Yeah, I just don't want to see it. It's a lot. I mean... A no, lot of, a lot it, it's tough, and I've done graphic. like even you know deer since then. Like I deer hunt, I'm I hunt, yeah. you know, and this stuff. It's yeah. I mean, I get it. I get that it's it's so lightly frowned upon to the majority well, public. Well, you know? but but I think it, like first of all, you said you grew up that way. Like yeah. uh, you know, even in South Africa, you know, once you got out of the cities, there's a lot of rural areas. People the same way. They live yeah. off the land. They the the cattle is their livelihood. You know, they they grow their their, their vegetables and everything. So yeah, I mean. And when you grow up like that, it is very normal. I had friends that yep. got into motocross. Uh, their family were farmers. They grew, rode quads and bikes, and they got into motor that way. And I remember in school holidays, we'd go hang out. And a couple of times, you're like, oh, yeah, that's cute. There's a little piggy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, even worse. Bacon, I guess. Hey, the meat that you have is in the store is not what meat looks like. They add dye to the meat in the grocery right. store. Oh, yeah, yeah, So the, it doesn't yeah. look anything like that. Yeah, well, way, way healthier food. I mean, obviously, if you're growing it yourself. Well, yeah, and that's like the thing is like it's like probably the biggest thing I love about like the deer I eat now. Like I I shot it. I actually Brad and myself prep the meat and do everything ourselves and wrap it and pack it and put it in the freezer and we you know everywhere it's been. Do you deer hunt anywhere around here? Or? No, Kansas actually like pretty much where I grew. So up. you went back home and yep. Oh, is that right? You yep. ship it home? No, I brought it. Ninety eight hundred. Got an OGO and Packer full, or maybe two of them, and yeah. 
So you brought, you brought those OGO you brought bags a, are good for a lot of stuff. <laughs> they are. They you, are. So you brought a deer in in your OGO bag? Yeah. Well, you 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 mean you butcher it? But I mean, still, don't you have to keep it on on ice or something? Yeah, we'll freeze it overnight, and then you keep some basically. Dry ice. Or yeah, something. some either you get dry ice or it'll stay good. Like when at that time of the year back there, it's so, so damn cold anyway that it'll normally make it all the way back here yeah. just fine. And the bottom of the plane's cold, right? Yeah. yeah. So by the time you get here, you got that hour to get home from the airport, and yeah. it's fine. And What's no, inspection look like? I was going to say, like, there's uh, no issues uh, when you check your bag in? No, nothing. Especially flying out of Wichita like that? No. That's probably normal, that's huh? Normal, yeah. yeah that, no, that time of the year, like that's all you see is orange yeah, camo. It'd be like flying out of Alaska during fishing season. Yeah, be no They're different. just used to it. Everything's no, they'd be like, yeah, it's normal. Coolers taped shut and yep. stinking. Yeah. Um, okay, so who got you into bikes? Who, who, was your dad a rider? Or? So... My dad rode for fun, like quads, and then okay. I, obviously he had like Makos and stuff like that growing yeah. up. Um, I know one of our buddies, or one of my dad's buddies, Kenny Voss, was like the main reason I think my brother got started racing. And then um, obviously I was like, I wanted to do whatever Tom was doing. So yeah. when he started riding and stuff like that, I started quite a bit younger than he did because he started a little later. Yeah. Um, I think he was six when he started maybe, and then I think I was three and a half or four by the time oh, I wow. raced. So I was, whatever he was doing, I was like, just yeah, I want to do the same thing. Yeah. Did you have... Um I mean, because I, I don't imagine that the scene, the motocross scene was huge where you grew up. <laughs> no. That's always been my perception of it. But, yep. I mean, how many public tracks were nearby or were there many? So, Did you have to drive a long ways? Basically, almost everything was private at that point. Okay. Um, we had a local track that had races in Great Bend. Uh, it actually shut down. Uh, a kid got, or I think a medic actually got hit when he was helping somebody like so he sued one track closed um it was actually robbie skaggs's uh, grandpa that ran the track mm. so richard uh. was actually running the track and all that um and it getting shut down uh and actually now myself my brother and one of our friends and families up there um uh, partnered up and we have a race there every year now so at the same track that we grew up racing okay so we have a race there once a year. It's like a supercross, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah, tamed down. It's amateur yeah. supercross with yeah. lights and everything like that. So cool. is, yeah, it, is it open that. for practice? Yeah, the, the, the a few trip? times a year. Not too much. Um, huh. more of a private setting for like, you know, but everyone knows each other up there. So yeah. anybody that rides, like if you hit get a message, everyone's gonna come that's gonna ride anyway. Yeah, for the race, more people will come in, but for practice, no no one special is gonna, you know, drive four hours to come ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but no, I mean, my, we had our track at my house. Um, our, a lot of our buddies rode. Um, my buddy Brad and Brett, they had their track at their house. Andy Hammond, my buddy, had a track at his house. It, like I said, it may, mostly just private stuff that we'd all normally call uh, once we'd get out of school where they'd, everyone would get out of school and then you, you would uh, head to the track and we'd go ride. Do you remember your first race? Vaguely, I didn't pull off on the checkered flag. That's all I really remember. I just kept you, going. You kept going. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what that meant. I just kept going. <laughs> Get that flag out of my face. Because my dad just told me, "Whatever you do, don't quit. Like go." So I was like, "I don't know. What, I don't know what that is, but I'm gonna go." He's like, "Man, this kid took this a little too seriously. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, stop. Quit. Yeah. Quit." I like. It's like Forrest Gump when he's running through yeah. the field and he goes <laughs> under the tunnel. Yeah, it's like we that's Will. I like GL's story. Where was it? Your mom that was yelling something like "yell and go," and you pulled over. What? What? No, oh, yeah. yeah well, there was two things. One, they said, "Listen at riders' meeting," and all I heard was, "If you see the yellow flag waving, you cannot pass." So I took it literally oh, don't and waited that. for the guy to get up. In fact, it took so long, I got off my bike and helped the one kid up. <laughs> My dad wasn't impressed. And then the second motor, <laughs> there was a, a hose pipe across the track. You know, it was a little backyard track that they yeah. would water by hand. And I'm like, 
And the guy's like, no, you can go over. I'm like, oh, thank you. Because at home, I would have got <laughs> shit all over right here <laughs> my dad's hose pipe. So I wasn't going to do it at the race. Yeah. So we had a similar story, but that's, that's pretty neither awesome. one of us crushed it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I have no idea how I did. I don't know. Yeah, I just know I had fun, and I was like, yeah, this is cool. So was there, obviously, you and, and your brother, but anybody else you guys kind of grew up riding with? That you stay in touch with Skaggs? Yeah, I mean, Ron obviously, Skaggs? when we see each other, yeah, I mean, he was like a guy we looked up to. Both Boyers would race at that track, so Andy and Clint were oh, yeah, racing. Yeah, that's right. Um, they were local, well, somewhat local to us anyway. Uh, Where were they from? Emporia. So it's He's about. Also a Kansas boy. Yeah, two hours from us, probably okay. more towards Kansas City area. Okay. Um, and then I guess Nick Metcalf was there riding a lot, um, which he was really good amateur rider. I think he was always battling with. I want to say he was in the Bogart group and stuff like that. I don't remember that name. So he was good, huh? Yeah, he was. He was a legit local guy. Um, yeah, I mean, there was tons of local kids there. That uh, I mean, we'd go to Texas and Oklahoma and race, and that was, you know, for our area, that was like top of the top. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, at what point did you guys start hitting amateur nationals? <sighs> Legitimately, I think. I mean, I mean, I remember doing. I think world minis in like '96, but I was terrible. Um, I wouldn't have done very good, so I don't even know if I, how I did. I think the first year we went to the Reds was '96. I was an alternate and I didn't get in. Tom got in, or he qualified probably. Um, so I think about '96, '97 on, we started doing all like the Reds and yeah. you know all the big nationals. Did you guys have support from anybody then, or were you just no? Full? That was purely yeah. yeah, mom and dad. Yeah, and they were into it big time, huh? Mom and dad. Oh yeah, yeah. there was they they loved it and they they loved everything about it. I think that I think that they were kind of giving us. A second option. I think the farm was going to be there, kind of no matter what thing. Mm. And then this was hopefully a way out of that to yeah. to go chase your dreams, you know. And I think that we all kind of thought it was a, yeah, I don't know, like a pretty small probability, like yeah. how we all did, you know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah, like right. when you're that young, like you're not thinking, no, we're betting the bank on this, you know. It's just yeah. kind of like hopefully it's into something. If not, cool. Yeah, it depends who you talk to. There's some people, their families, yeah, yeah decided at a young age that they were yeah. betting the house on it, but. It's like you said, it is the odds of actually truly making it, meaning being successful, yeah. winning, and making money, it is pretty slim. Oh, man. You're better off I mean, going yeah. to Vegas with all the money you have and just going black or red. I don't know. Yeah, yeah for pick sure. Pick one. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you guys know. Your odds are way better. better. That'd be 50% odds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, way better. We have about 1%. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Honestly, it is like that when you really think about that. Like, the fact that I think that Tom and I both came through and we were both factory riders, like, I think that's... That's that was enough for me. Like, when my dad, when we both rode for Honda, he was like, I'm good. Yeah. yeah I'm all like, set. I was, yeah. was going to say, it's like, yeah, big team. Yeah. Both my boys are factory guys. Like, like He yeah. felt good about that. You know, he's like, we did it. We did it. That's know? cool, though. Yeah, it really it's was. It's going to be a really good, good feeling, feeling, especially as parents. I mean, to have one kid do it is, you know, exceptional. But yeah. two, yeah, it's, it's neat. I yeah. thought it was pretty cool. Um, was, there, uh, was there ever a point where you guys weren't sure you were going to keep going? Uh, or were you pretty just steady the whole way? For me, I was. I had some moments where I was pretty over it. Yeah. Like when I first started getting hurt, um, I was pretty young. As an amateur? Yeah. Oh, you were getting. Yeah, I was kind of just getting banged up then. I mean, I think it was it was tough because I think on like sixties I really excelled. Like I was doing good in arena cross and I was winning all these Friday and Saturday night invitationals on sixties. I got team green I think when I was like ten, and then it was like Tom and I flip flopped. Like I think I got team green first, then Tom got it, and then all of a sudden we like flip flopped and then he was like crushing it. Mm. When we, when he got on big bikes, he really took a next step, and then it was like when I got on eighties I went backwards. Mm. It was like when I went from sixties to more eighties full time I kind of went backwards, and just kind of struggled. And then I think it was. Sometime on 80s, I broke my wrist for the first time, 
And I remember, I'll never forget it like it was yesterday. So my my brother and my buddy were over talking. It was some private sand pit track. The track was awesome. So you could, it could rain a bunch, and the track uh-huh. was amazing. That's all. That's what we primarily rode was like either the riverbed or the sand tracks. And so we went and rode this sand track, and they're across the track. And I'm like, oh, you know, I didn't know they were stopped. So I was like, I'll just ride across the track to go talk to him. And I hit a stick and fell over. Like I didn't have my helmet <laughs> off, nothing. I literally, this was, I was literally like idling across oh. the track to go talk to him. And I like hit like a wet stick and it like washed the front and I fell and I got up and my wrist was mangled. And I'm like, what the, f-? I'm like, holy shit. So I went to take my glove off and it like rotated with it. And I'm like, oh no, oh. I never broke anything before, you know? And I'm like, what, what? And I like fling the grip out of the glove off right away. Cause I'm like freaking out. I'm like, I gotta see it. And sure enough, Tom came over there and he's like, dude. I'm like, no, I know. I just, I'm literally like, <laughs> no, I know. Just, Look what at just it. Happened? Yeah. <laughs> like, what just happened? You know? And it's like, it's like, it's like that weird language, dude. I know, dude. I am, <laughs> bro. Yeah, yeah. Then we're yeah, we're driving sick. home, you know, and we're just like, I couldn't believe it. My parents are like, what happened? Was it bad? And I'm like, dude, I don't know. I fell yeah. over, literally, like. I, I've fell harder in the garage before. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't understand it, you know? And, and it kind of like, for some reason from there, it was like a year, year and a half of like nonstop. Every time I'd ride, I'd crash and I'm hurt. Like mm. it was like never break anything. And all of a sudden it's like four in a row. I'm breaking just stuff. like wrists and, or what? Yeah. Mostly. Collarbones. Honestly, it was mostly my wrist. Yeah. Like, I think I broke my wrist like three or four times in a row. It seemed like, and I'm like, dude, what's going on? And I kind of got over it and I was like, Oh, I'm going to be Tom's mechanic. So, and I was like, I'll just learn to be, learn the bike more and stuff like that. And my dad was pretty adamant about us knowing what to do and like basically if you can't fix it you can't ride because oh. i'm not always here like he was yeah. honestly when we were home during the week it was farm mm. like if you guys got to figure your stuff out yourself like be aware and you know you can change the filter and do stuff like that like i think i was doing top ends on my 80 at like 12 nice. and like i could figure That's it out cool. you know like he's like you got to figure it out and there was some trial and error i still have a, I have a, I have a i'm sure there was some error there yeah dropping the clip still. down the bottom oh Dude, I literally well, have okay. a, a piston <laughs> in my garage still. I've kept it since this one. It was the last one I like really messed up, and both circlips are like melted into the into the piston because I didn't get either one in apparently. <laughs> like they're both literally just melted into the side of the piston, and I'm like, I took it down the cylinder off, and I'm like, I'm in trouble. Like yeah, this is bad. I did this wrong. I did this one wrong. <laughs> but no, I like I got yeah. to work for Tom for a bit, and then honestly, like he was probably the main reason that I kept going. Like he had actually by this time where I was like kind of over it, he had gotten his factory connection ride. And he asked me to come out here and visit him and like maybe train with him a little bit. And like it actually kind of revamped me to like, he's mm. like, basically, you got to give it one more shot. Like, give it everything you have. Like, go home. Like, actually train. Like, at that time, we, yeah, kids I, weren't really like no, at, take at 13 serious, or 14. Yeah. You're not like going on jogs and like you just ride, yeah. you know? And so, I mean, things have changed obviously dramatically now, but I remember he's like, give it one more try and actually like be dedicated to it, you know? And like, I'm starting to figure that out. Or he was, you know, like, he's like, I'm just trying to let you know, like, there is more to it. And, I'm I'm glad he did. Yeah. Because at that time I was kind of like, uh, you know, wasn't sure. I was like kind of not really into it anymore. And I thought I wanted to skateboard. Found that out pretty quick. That's not the move for me. Yeah, break so, more wrists out. Yeah. yeah. Wrist I had a cast ankles. on. Had a cast on. And I don't know how to get knocked out. I was like, man, this is it's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. BMX bikes and skateboards. Like, bad no, I can't jump. I always ended up bad for me. Was Loved them, but yeah, never ended well. Did you go to a pro race at all when you were younger? Like, what was the first pro race you went to? Dallas Supercross. I was probably. I think I cried the whole time, so maybe four or five. Yeah, I don't know. I, cried I was young. We you cried. Young. So you want to be there or what? Probably. I think I had chicken pox, my mom said. So I was probably just miserable. I don't know. Well, that might have something to do with it. <laughs> Did you have like a favorite rider or a moment that you remember from that? or? Not from then. I mean, early on, like the first guy I met at a Supercross when I was still fairly young was probably Nathan Ramsey that like I really liked. Because okay. I think I showed up there and I can't remember. I must have been in a Honda shirt or something. 
and he literally brought me in to like his motorhome. He doesn't know me. Wow. So like, yeah, sit down, man. Hang out for a minute, you know? And I'm like, no, shit. Like, this is cool. And he's just talked to me for a little bit and, you know, good luck tonight. And on the way, I remember, I'll never forget that moment. Like, that was yeah. actually pretty cool because I was like, you know, just just pumped to be there. How old really. do you think you were at this point? Probably 12, mm. maybe 13. So he would have been... 25. I think he was on 450s. Oh, really? Yeah. Factory Honda. So like 01. Yeah. No, wait. Yeah. O- o- two. O- 02. Yeah, something like that. Huh. I remember that. That'll always kind of stick up to me, like the first rider. I mean, I know we went to races before that, but I never, I wasn't going to like talk to anybody. Yeah. I was too nervous and yeah. I just kind of minding my own business and enjoying the, enjoying the show. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Nate's. Like, He's still to this day the same guy. Yeah. It's nice it's awesome. dog. Yep. Yeah. He hasn't changed. Um, all right. So did you start um, doing, doing better at these amateur nationals after your brother kind of talked to you then? Like, was that yeah. a. Yeah, I think the so. The turning point? Did you go home and take his advice? And Yeah, I think, yeah. I think. I mean, I wouldn't say I buckled down. You know, I wasn't on a strict training regimen or anything like that, but I think I started kind of taking it more seriously and kind of understanding that if I did want a future in it, you have to kind of kind of be all in, you know, because I was like kind of into like, you know, like any kid, like kind of into video games, kind of into whatever, and like, you know, I never really, I wouldn't say put much on it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like, I didn't put a lot of pressure on myself if I got fourth at a local race i wasn't like kind of like whatever yeah. you know like it's fun yeah and i think that it in hindsight was actually probably a good thing because i think it maybe would have wouldn't have gone the way it did and and just kind of organically turned into being you know loving it yeah and i think i want to say i got on big bikes and i think oh four and that's when it kind of started like changing for me. Like on 80s, I still wasn't that good. I mean, I was a top 10 amateur guy or top seven, I guess, amateur guy on 80s. And once I got on big bikes, I think I went to schoolboy class and stuff like that. And I started getting top threes and you know top fives in B class. And I started. That's when I think it finally made a turning point. It was about 2004. And was that when you got star support? Because kind of when you come into where I started hearing about you was at Loretta's. I think you were riding for Star, and you. You no, I signed with Star there. Oh, is that what it was? In and then you went and did some races, or you, yeah. you won something. Wasn't there like a... Yeah, I won the Toyota Moving Forward program. That's yes. what it was. Okay. Yeah. I remember they had that. So I ended up... Yeah, you came with a truck and a, and a basically a factory ride. So yeah, that's it what it was. Like, okay, it was like unbelievable. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah like, right. Dude, I get a truck too? I'm like, it's awesome. And you really got the truck? What'd you do with it? Yeah, no, I had it for... Um, man, I didn't get rid of it until... 2012, I don't think, or 2013. Yeah, I drove it the whole time. I had a TRD. I was sponsored by TRD, too. So I got supercharged, and, like, it was... Un- I should have never got rid of that truck. I yeah. love that truck, man. <laughs> it was a big mistake. Yeah. So what year was that, then? That was 2007. Okay. That's my last year at Loretta's. Okay. Now, I, I just want to jump in and ask. Tom says, hey, man, give it a good shot. You, you come back. You probably didn't have any, like, Team Green or Yamaha support. Right. Yeah, I I ended up having um, I was still Honda at the time. Um, so that so you said yeah I'm gonna make a go at yeah and they, yeah and they stuck with you yeah Honda of Houston and and honestly American Honda were like great to me throughout my amateur career like I think we left Cowie at um, maybe the end of one if I, I think I'm think I'm right so it's somewhere in there 12, 12 years old and we went to Honda um, and then Honda from then out like my whole amateur career was like basically kind of whatever we kind of needed they were there that's cool was was Tom kicking you down some good parts from Geico too or uh, not till I think my second to last year we were I got pretty lucky with with some good engines and stuff like that and then I had to go back and race the Reds without that so that was kind of oh uh, it was actually kind of womp in womp. hindsight yeah yeah maybe the bad maybe a bad thing but um, yeah do you do you get some uh, Kripa sandwiches too 
Oh yeah, Cripper, Eric, Cripper was there. Oh, dude, yeah. Cripper made some sandwiches. Yeah, for no sure. Doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, Eric Cripper, Cripper, man, he would make uh, these sandwiches, and they had like pepperoncinis on them, and all kinds. It was so good. You know, you can make sandwiches and put pepperoncinis. I know, but there was just something about you'd show up, dude, and he'd have a sandwich. It was it. ridiculous. I, I, I swear, he, though, dude, like. You can't simulate a good sandwich. Like, right. Dude, I can do, like, my mom will make me one, and I'll do the same program. You can't. I'm with you on that one, dude. You can't. Yeah. It's better when someone else makes it. Why is it? If you put the work into it, you're like, I don't know. It's just dude, I, like, I take a lot of pride, too. I'm like, this one's going to be good today, and I'll eat it, and I'm like, it's mediocre yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it bums me out, dude. I do the same thing. I do see, the same thing. See, Ping, so don't pick on me. I was right. Don't don't pick a pickle. That's funny. Yeah. Um, so, did you have a favorite rider other than Nathan that you met? Was there someone on the track that you like? Um, I like this guy. I really liked Talon Volan for whatever reason. Like, I remember having all his toy of dirt bikes. Um, I mean, I, I liked Brownie as well, and then I liked this guy a lot. I watched you a ton. I mean, there, dude, I was just honestly just a fan of the fan sport. Of the sport. Uh-huh. Yeah, like I, I loved good racing. Like I wanted to see a good race, and yeah. I think that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I was kind of attached to Talon Volan for some reason. I had, I mean, I remember having a bunch of his bikes, and I don't know if it was just 7-Eleven looked cool on the bike. or I mean, I, I loved Mitch's bikes back then, too. Yeah. Like, I think we all did. I was Team Green for a while, and I had the replica bikes. And I also thought the hot, hot wheel, like the painted frame, yeah. it was like that bright green. I mean, looking Which, back now, you're like, they were a little obnoxious, but at the time, it was like, oh. But, dude, I wanted so, it so, so bad. Cool. I could do anything for yeah. him. Like, you know. Talon was, like, maybe one of the most underrated guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was. He was he's, badass. Well, he's one in of those, Europe and here. I was gonna say he's one of those guys. If you actually go look at his career, I mean, he's beaten every almost everybody at least once or yeah, twice. Yeah. Like at, at the top form, when you go, huh? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And mm. and you, I think it's easy to forget that because I don't know if it if he just wasn't flashy enough for it to stand out because he did it, you know. But I think it's easy to. I think maybe when you forget. do it here and there, that's yeah, the problem. Yeah, it gets, it's not gets enough. forgotten. Yeah. But man, he had some incredible rides. I remember uh, his, him his passing RC at Glen Helen. Yes. That was great. That I watched him at GPs, pass Everts and those guys and win. That 90s motocross guy just posted something about him in Europe, like yeah. battling with yeah, Albie yeah, and yeah, all yeah. these guys. Yep. Yeah, he was a legend. And Everton. Yeah. All right, so 07 is your first pro season, uh, and you, you got a star ride? Yeah, so I left Loretta's. Um, actually, Bobby had come up to Motorhome there and signed me at that race. Um, and it was crazy that year because I was kind of the last of what was left. You know, um, Kennard won. He was already Geico. Um, I think Stroop got second. He was going to Mitch. And Izzy got third. He went to Suzuki, and I got fourth, and I went to Star. Hmm. And so and the, we kind of grew up together. Like, and we were always battling and racing each other. And that was I thought it was really cool because... We the last moto we did, we were all signed and we were all talking about it, like in staging. And we we're like, dude, we we are all we're all going. Yep. Yeah, Like we're all making it to the big show. Like you know, we're all, we we're all generally happy for each other. Like no one was like, oh, he got PC or he got Geico. Like yeah. you know what the hell? It was just like everyone was like, this is cool. And I remember we all goon rode the whole parade lap for the moto like together. We all stayed in like this group and like and messed around. around. Yeah, That's we were funny. like, let's go have it's our last time we'll be amateur again. Like this is cool. Yeah. Well, of course you guys were happy. It was like playing musical chairs where everyone got a chair. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, why everyone's exactly. happy. It was exactly. a great game. It no, was crazy. Yeah. No losers in that one, except for the thirty-six other jackasses yeah. that were lined up with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like shit. So they weren't even on the parade lap, so yeah. don't worry about it. Yeah. So uh, that year, then, did you go from Loretta's and do a couple nationals? Yeah, I ended up doing the last two. I did Glen Helen and uh, Freestone. Was one of the last okay. twos. And um, yeah, it didn't go that great. <laughs> no, no, it didn't go that great. Not like I had kind of envisioned myself. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna come better. out and kick some ass. Well, and I just. <laughs> I mean, I think it's just part of being 16, 17 years old. Did you say old. that? Uh, I, 
I didn't say kick ass. I definitely thought I would do better. Okay. I had this. I had this mindset that it. I don't want to say I didn't think it was going to be hard. I didn't think it was going to be as hard as it was. <laughs> you know, say I knew it would be gnarly, but I didn't think it would be. Yeah. It's not that bad. It's ten more minutes. Yeah, yeah. I do thirties. It's just motocross. I'm, I'm yeah. doing that now. I've been doing that my whole life. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll figure it out. I remember. Second I remember nature. like Townley passing me when he lapped me. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, I'm not prepared to go that fast. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know how to go that fast. That's all I was thinking. I was like, I don't even know that speed. Mm. Like, have I gone yeah. to that corner that it fast? It blows your mind a little bit, huh? Yeah. I remember being like, dude, I remember, like, actually, I remember riding at Paris out here when I was younger. I think I might have just got on big bikes and you passed me. Like, you and Ivan were doing a moto or something. You guys were both PC. Mm-hmm. And I remember you guys going by me. And I think someone slammed me and they're like, fuck, I deserved it. You know, I was in the way clearly, but like, it was Ivan for sure. <laughs> I just remember being like, Dude, these guys are gnarly. Like, but you know, I don't remember that two years later when I'm lining up on the gate. Yeah. Yeah. So. But it's an eye opener. And it I, is. I think every kid probably goes through that for the most part. I mean, yeah, there's the phenoms well, that don't, but, but there's also very few I and think, far between them. Yeah. I think there's also that teaser moment when at some track on some day you're like, you can hang. I'm right there with these top guys. Yeah. And I'm younger and I'm getting faster. So you get that, like the tip of the iceberg, like, yeah. And then you go to an Anaheim or a Southwick or a Gnarly yeah. track and where it separates people a bit. And all of a sudden you're like, wow. Well, that and, was a lot bigger. And I think that, that, you know, that day you're talking about, that's th- that guy's 630 of the week. Yeah. And, you know, you're out there, you don't, you know, you start realizing that as you kind of yeah. progress into it, you're like, dude, when, I mean, I've been at Paris and like these little shits like trying to pressure me and I'm tired today. Yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. That, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just, I think it's just, you don't ever think about that when you're in that moment. You're just like, dude, I'm almost as fast as him. Yeah. Like, I can do it. Yeah. But I remember coming out here when I was an amateur kid, like 125B from Arizona. And I, I would go to Glen Helen, like a practice or whatever the hell was going on. And I would jump in behind Steve Lampson, uh, Jeremy, whoever the hell was racing, yeah. whoever I was out there riding that was good. And I would always not get in front of them, but I'd jump in behind them and I'd hang as long as I could hang until they yeah. kind of lost me. And then I'd cut the track and I'd get yeah, behind yeah, them. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's how you learn. No, totally. So like, I never had issues with, with guys doing that, getting in behind me when I was racing. I'm like, I get it. I did it. You know, and it's annoying a little bit, but it is. I would never get in front of them. And some guys will do that. They'll cut the frac- track oh, in front of you. And it's like, snap. oh, hell no. no. I see you twice. I'm hitting you. Yeah, it's on. <laughs> it's on. So that was the last for time. For all I those had, kids out there. That was the last time I intentionally hit someone. Getting in behind <laughs> us, riders, totally fine. Getting in front of us. If you're behind me, pick though, your feet up in the next turn. I'm probably going to come out of a corner where there's a roller and just clutch the yeah. shit out of it. I've done So that. you get a face yeah. full of roost. I've never done that. I'm, way, I'm way more respectful. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, yeah, shit. Anyway. Uh, okay, so how, how was the star team back then? Because it was, I think this is funny. Not funny. It's cool that you are now the star race team manager and yeah. you started yeah. your career with them. But like, man, that team was not what it is now. No, it, and it, I, I don't want to say it was. Um, how do I say this respectfully? It Jay, wasn't what it is no, today. Jason Wigan actually said it properly the one time. He said, at one point, it was like they were like the team that was almost laughed at in the pits, like. Bobby Reagan, and it's some good old boys, and they, they'll be around a couple of years, and right. you know that'll be it. Yeah, that, Weech, that was Weech sort of that. that was Weege saying that. Not any. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and, we knew you guys would succeed. But I'm no, asking for a friend. It's yeah. not, <laughs> It's honestly uh, a testament to Bobby because 100%. there was a lot of years of not 
having good results and he loves getting the sponsor money. That's that's the thing. The bottom line is is his his love for it. I mean, there had to have been years there where they weren't getting hardly oh. anything for support. You know, yeah. like I think we were. <laughs> I mean, we were going for top tens. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that that was a good day. It was like if you know Tickle was getting top fives at that point outdoors, and I, I think uh-huh. if I got a top ten, I was like over the moon, dude. Like we crushed it. Like, yeah. Actually, due to get points, we were doing yeah. good. Like we strive to get points every weekend. Well, everything's relative. You know, for for a new team, that's a big deal. Yeah. Go look at MotoGP Formula One. Anytime there's new teams, they're usually at the back yeah. of the pack. And it takes a long time to hopefully get as a midfield yep. player. Absolutely. So, yeah. But I think that just, the, I mean, and obviously the staff over there that's still there, like Brad's still there. The, there's a lot I was of there. the same people. And, huh? A lot of same people. And I think it was just perseverance and, and belief. Like, like you're talking about like anything. It's like that kind of mental side of it is no yeah. different on that side. I think it was just sticking to it, sticking to the plan. They were the right place at the right time. Yamaha supported them a lot more now than we even got exactly. then. Um, you know, Yamaha Troy's gone, Motor World's gone. And it was like these guys stuck around and through thick and thin. And then obviously had a carburetor probably a little bit longer than should have. Yeah. And then got the new bike and it's, you know. Yeah, and then all of a sudden everyone's like, "Wow, they came out of nowhere," you yeah. know. And it's like, well, well not really. Well, yeah, and 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 I think that that's that's a testament to Brad. Like, I think getting that bike figured out that quick was it couldn't have been easy. And especially go from a carburetor to EFI, like you have to learn not only a new bike, a new chassis. It was like, the hell is this shit? Electronic. Yeah, yeah you know, <laughs> yeah. there's no 180 main jet in this thing. I was gonna like, say, yeah. uh, you always saw you saw in in, in our sport when when these bikes got sophisticated so many guys are like oh man i'm good till here but the minute you pull out that laptop i'm standing back yeah. you know and it's usually for a while there was one or maybe two people that yeah were sort of allowed to actually that use actually it knew what to do and knew what they were doing yeah, yeah. yeah there's still not a lot i mean it's still uh there's a science to it for sure like, we, we we see it even at the dealership level you know all the newer stuff coming in for service it's all modernized you, you find the, the diagnosis on the, the laptop you know everything's plugging a tool but there's old school mechanics that are just like ah oh, man this is i'm just i'm out yeah yeah, yeah. it's like a new wave almost of mechanic <laughs> yeah. so so in 08 you were back with star did you have a multi your your deal was through 2008 then like the, the so i rode the last two in 07 yeah and then i rode supercross and outdoors in 08 and i did have a, another year on my deal and at that time so the thing you won at loretta's was a a two-year deal well <laughs> or no, it wasn't supposed to be okay but when bobby and i sat down in the motor home and we talked he he agreed to what i thought i would need two years to at least I mean, I'm going to take a year of learning, like yeah, yeah. kind of anybody and maybe more so in my spot because um, it was really all new to me. Um, but at that second year after 08, it was like Steel City, um, Yamaha and Troy and Star was supposed to merge. Mm. And that left me in the cold. So they had to absorb half of right. Yamaha Troy. And they had, I mean, Tickle was better than me. And obviously it was a better choice. So it was basically left me out, which and that whole deal ended up in, and I'm not sure exactly logistics on that, but it didn't end up happening. But Bobby still feels bad to this day about it. Like the first race, I think I worked for him for. Like he gave me a hug and wanted to apologize to me for it. And like I didn't need an apology. Like I don't, been, that, I don't hold grudges. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't hold grudges, and you know what I mean. Like I didn't because I yeah. came back here. Like I'm, yeah. you know, I'm not not mad at anybody. Oh, and I, honestly, I thought you had like a an underlying plan to destroy the team. Yeah, that's my. Yeah, I can't believe you just did that. To sorry. Me. Oh, this blew sorry. my cover. Yeah, sorry, man. No, and I think that. Um, I mean, seeing it on this side now, too, you get a different appreciation of what everyone's putting into this. I think it's easy to be kind of ungrateful when I was 17 or 18 that 
I mean, I'm getting 19th and 21st most time outdoors, like, you know, and it's like, well, why don't they want me? Well, I mean, pretty, <laughs> yeah. pretty obvious. Well, let's have a look through the uh, results. Yeah. Uh, there you go. So, yeah. no, and I think, honestly, that was a turning point for me that I, I needed that uh, wake-up call to kind of get my ass in gear and kind of realize that, you know, you're not that good. So, in 08, did you have any, any standout rides that year? Uh, I think I got a sixth in Supercross, which... I, I was pretty proud of. Um, I probably should have had a podium at San Diego that year, like if I would have had my head oh, together at all. I remember. Like, I, I, I was in third, road like solid. three laps to go, and I just, I think I got freight trained like the last two laps by mm. like four or five dudes. Mm. And if I had had like any of my shit together, like. You gotta yeah. be real it was, careful when you say that. I remember, I remember that. <laughs> you don't want to tell it, people you got freight trained by three or four <laughs> dudes. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good We're going to pull that damn, sound bite out. Can you pull that out on the show? That's and we'll, not a good line for me. People already questioned me plenty. <laughs> That was one of those that seemed like... Tune in where Will Hahn talks about getting freight trained by three or four guys in San Diego. Damn it, Brad. Well, when, you, when you get freight trained like that, it, it sucks because when one when one guy... I was about to say, when one guy comes, <laughs> when one guy gets to you, it just seems like you're so busy racing out, almost like out the uh, review mirror. Yeah. And then you just it just snowballs, but... I call that getting NASCAR. You know, it's like when a guy getting gets NASCAR. out of a draft, he's going to do something, and everyone's going. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to go for the win. Oh wait, hold on, yeah. never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I got tenth. Yeah, and that yeah. was I think because that was also around the time that yeah, we got we to were, know we, each yeah, other. Yeah, we were all hanging out then. Well, because yeah. you became buddies with Josh Grant. Yep, I was actually living with Josh that year. Um, how'd you and Jay? I actually never asked that. How you and him got hooked up? So amateurs, we both rode for Honda of Houston. Um, he would come stay in Kansas, like before Loretta's and stuff, because Kansas uh, okay. actually did get somewhat hot. Like it got humid, I guess, mm. not like Texas, but it was yeah. it was humid and it was hot. And he'd come and ride and train with us before Loretta's and get ready for those nationals. And we just remained friends the whole time. And I think I was out here, and at the time I was living with Austin Stroop, and with whatever was happening there with the family and they needed me to leave which you know whatever it's fine and so you probably have some great stories <laughs> I, i'm not going to ask you to tell well, like them. we're going to have to get the sober guy out of here he's <laughs> yeah. really ruining the program <laughs> he's killing my vibe man. yeah pretty yeah pretty much but so i called josh because he was like the guy i knew that had a house and he's like yeah i got a room i'll rent you a room for you know 500 bucks a month or whatever and i'm like cool i can afford that sounds good and um, yeah, luckily, luckily he took me in, honestly, because I really didn't have anywhere else to go full-time out here. Mm. Um, and then that led me into getting to know you really well and being at the Yamaha track, and then I didn't have to wait till noon anymore to ride, because you and Chad were cool enough to let me ride with you guys. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that was the it. deal? Oh, I remember that. We, didn't, we had to wait till like, 12 or 1 to ride. Until the, the 450 guys were done doing what yeah, they yeah. wanted to do. Yeah, which, which, I mean, I, I hated I that. I felt, like, I felt like a dick when I was there, because they, they would show up, and everyone offload, warm up the bikes, and sit and wait and you'd eat like a sandwich and be like, oh, I'm not going to wait for it to digest. I'm going to go do my motor so that they can. Yeah. It was kind of a weird deal. Eventually, when it was like we weren't testing, it was like, yeah. yeah. Well, let's all go ride. Yeah. Um, we had some fun times in Florida. We did, dude. I was thinking about the other day when we were like pulling out old boats and going through gator pits. And oh, dude, how about the night? How, I don't know how much everyone got paid. They sw swam across the gator pond. It, it, was, like, it was like 10 o'clock at night. What? We saw gators in the pond at the at the property, and it was a couple of your buddies from South Africa. I think uh -huh. I think you swam, dude. Yeah, I did. I'm pretty sure you did, and you guys were all trying to talk me. I'm like, no, there's not enough cash, dude. I don't know how many how much money got rounded up that night, but I remember being like, dude, I'll give a hundred. I'm not going though. It it took me a long time. Were to you get the staying balls. with him at his house in Florida or what? Yeah, no, J well, JG, JG had a house there too. Oh, okay, literally across the yep. street. Okay, so I mean, I could hear them blasting music. It was always funny because you were like. The 
shy, quiet a guy, and JG was just like train horn in the car, stereo blasting. Dude, we knocked the guy off a bike in Claremont from there. Oh, thing. I remember. Dude, he, ba- he ate shit right away. Like, he had a train horn on it was his a straight van, train horn. And he came up to the sidewalk, like right behind this dude on a BMX bike, and then honked it. And the dude just right away ate shit. Just beat her. Which, I mean, I would have too. Yeah. He would scare the shit out of me, and I even knew he had a train <laughs> yeah. horn. He would pull up and hit, oh, like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. We did have some good times, though, man. We definitely yeah, had some good times. Because we though. lived on a lake, so there was water sports. And yeah. I remember everyone's like, oh, we should wakeboard and wake surf and this and that. And it was like, grab the banana. And we just load everyone up and just <laughs> <laughs> around the lake, Dude. throwing everyone. And it'd be like, okay, that's where the gators hang out. Stay away. So we. <laughs> Get the boat and do a uh, turn and whip them through the through the reeds dude, and everyone fall off. You would never swim that fast in your life because I believed it. I'm like I didn't live there or anything. Like I'm like just got here and I'm sw- I couldn't swim any faster. Dude, back towards the boat or to the <laughs> banana. Dude, I'm like dude, get like me back running off. on water. Yeah. You just keep it idling the boat. And just keep doing circles. <laughs> so I'm out on that. Uh, Gators, I'm out. Yeah, I, I would be with you on the sidelines for sure. I think I was lucky that I was a bit more naive to most of that, like that I didn't really realize probably how dangerous it could have been. But I was just kind of like, yeah, these guys wouldn't do that to me, dude. Like, fine. <laughs> you guys <laughs> were literally throwing people to the Gators. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. 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 Well, it happened to me once, and I, I was with some wakeboarder guys, and um, and I, and I fell off the wakeboard, and of course. Not far from me, I see a decent-sized gator on a on a log on a dead tree, and it goes, and I'm like, no. And you know the water there; it's that tea stain, yeah. so you can't see diddly squat. And it comes off, and it, now you're like, I can't see it. I know there's a gator right near me, underneath. So I just took my wakeboard, pulled my knees in, and just cut my undercarriage because I was like, if this <laughs> bastard comes from below, I want to have as much. But it, it, it's a little nerve-wracking when you're just floating around and you, there's gators around. But uh, uh, yeah, they don't seem to, they're not that bothered with people. Yeah, we're all still here. Yeah. That was a long summer. Yeah. <laughs> so I, mean, I think we're pretty, pretty good. Yeah, we did all right. All right. So that was 08? Yeah. And so 09... The Yamaha Troy star merger that didn't happen. Yep. Left you without a ride. How'd yep. you get with KTM? Uh, I think basically at Steel City, Bobby had told me that, hey, you know, we're not going to re up and whatever. So I went over to every rig that was there that day because I was like, well, I didn't really expect that. And it's, you know, last race of the season. So I was like, not really prepared. Oh, you didn't know that was coming? That was kind of. No, like- no, it was last minute for them as well. Oh. So no one really knew until that last race. And then I was like, okay, well. I just went over and talked to each team one at a time. Like, hey, do you have any spots for next year? I know this is late and not exactly crushing it. I got 22nd today. Um, are you looking for a guy that wants to mop the floors or something? You know? And I think I I'm really good at testing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like slow walks in the park. I just want to throw in, I got 22nd today. No yeah. points. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking for something, you know? It was weird. So somehow it came to, together with MDK. Uh, KTM, and I think it may have been with Sipes or something, or Brayton had called me and said, hey, like, there is one spot available, um, but it was Supercross only. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, okay. Like, I didn't have an option. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. like I was really picky at that point. I'm like, And I was like, and it's factory. I'm like, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, they called me and ended up doing it, and ended up turning into eventually a full year. Oh, it did? Yeah. It ended up, I ended up doing, well, you wouldn't remember the outdoor results because it was worse the next year. So... <laughs> So, no, Supercross was actually awesome. Like, I, I was around really good people, um, 
being with Brayton and Sipes, like I knew them forever. We grew up kind of racing together. My brothers, my brother raced those two, and like I saw, I've known them forever. Um, and that ended up turning into something good. Like I think I figured out some more about myself in Supercross. I got a podium. I think I got Florida third right? or fourth. Yeah, third or fourth overall in the series. Like I think a tie with Jessamine or something. Um, and, and like I said, I just ended up. I started kind of finding myself, and then I went outdoors, and I. I I'll be honest. Lost I, yourself again? <laughs> I couldn't ride that bike, dude. Oh. I was terrified of it. Mm. And, I mean... Just outdoors? Yeah, Supercross was bitching. It was super fast. It was stiff. It felt good. Especially, like, on tacky tracks. Like, I felt like you could do anything on that bike. Mm. But on outdoors, I was terrified of it. I'll be honest. Um, I remember getting a whole shot at Red Bull, and I think I got 12th in the moto. I think I might have led a lap, even. And they came back, and they're like, you're riding like you're scared. And I'm like, right, yeah, I am. I'll be honest, 100%, I'm scared. Yeah, mm. I feel like it's going to throw me off any second. That is weird, because no one has ever, ever had that problem with a KTM. <laughs> so I got to feel you're full of shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, for sure. I mean, and, and I think I was just smaller. Like, it, you know, it was really stiff. You know, you know what? I've, I've tried to make sense of it a little bit, but I think sometimes with the KTM, and I remember you even said, you know, like Supercross, you felt like at one point it was okay if the whoops weren't too gnarly and things like that. And yep. I think we all kind of had that... And then outdoors, some people were like, I can't ride it. And I think what it was is with that frame and everything, the bike's looser. Yeah, so something. it twitches more. But with I thought with my um, being on KTM at a younger age, I think I got used to and molded okay. to riding a loose bike. Because when I went to a stiff chassis like a Yamaha or something, I just was like, man, this thing it's so stiff. And you can soften the suspension as much as you want, but it's still it not the feeling anything. I want. Yeah, then yeah. I would get back on something that was a little more loose. And some people are like, man, this bike is just moving. But I'm like, but it's moving, but I still know where yeah, I'm going. I like it, yeah. And I was okay with that. But I, I noticed with a lot of people, they're like, unpredictable, didn't like it, couldn't ride That's it. how I felt. Mm. I felt like any minute I'm going to swap or it's just going to boost me over the bars. Like mm. I was just, I, mean, I just could not get comfortable. And then I, I made the mistake of riding my brother's bike at home one day, and I'm like, oh, Which was man. a Geico Honda TVD? No, what? it was actually a Kennedy. Um, oh, Cowie. Cowie. Cowie, yeah, 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 yeah. it was actually a Cowie, and I was like, man, that thing's good. I think that's how it's supposed to feel. Yeah. You know, and then I ride it, and I'm like, stupid move. Really stupid move. But, um, no, yeah, that year was, I mean, it was it was a big a big learning year for me. And then I, I got that podium, like I said, and I, and I actually felt like, I could do it. Like that was the first time that I've been riding since I was pro that I was like, I can do this and this can be something here. Like I have a chance. Well, that, I think it was Orlando. You got that. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> um, that was about the time I kind of took over here at TLD. Yep. And Bones from Pro Circuit was like, I was hitting him up. Hey dude, I need a guy. Like who can I get? Cause we were no budget, you know, trying to make typical race team. <laughs> yeah. Trying to make some miracles happen with, you know, Shoestrings. Yeah, like loose change. And he goes, Wilhan. And I'm like, really? Scrolling through the outdoor results. So, so really? For real? <laughs> he goes, no. He goes, listen, I watched him. And I'm telling you, that kid's got something. He That's was cool. Bones was your biggest, like, he kept telling me, Wilhan, Wilhan. So anyway. That's really cool to hear that. We made it happen. And uh, I mean, I, it was a breakout year. I got to think for you, you were on the podium like every weekend. Uh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. And that group of people, like... Honestly, I don't think we could have put a better group together. That was when you were on the West Coast that year yeah. with Ping. And then was, was you Weimer winning? Who was winning? Weimer. Weimer. Weimer, yeah. He'd win and you were on the podium quite a bit. Yeah, huh? yeah it was me, Kennard, him, and Tickle, I would say, was like top four guys. Yeah. And you ended up, if I remember right, you ended up beating Trey. Yeah, second overall. Second in the championship. So we beat Geico Honda's team, which, you know. Was, yeah, was huge. Well, that's a big deal. 
Yeah, everyone has goals before the season. That's a it's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, so that was that was um, anyway that one podium did a lot for you. You know, it did. And you know what was gnarly was I guess that '09 that off season. Like I I knew that MDK KTM was done mainly because I didn't get paid all summer. <laughs> but oh um, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a slight hint. Yeah, it was a pretty good hint. Like a basically, it's I a paid. good indicator. Well, I got to stay on for outdoors, but I had to pay. So I mean, <laughs> oh, so pretty much, out. yeah, it worked out fine. <laughs> but nonetheless, so um, no, it was one of those things. I, I mean, there was no per diem, and I think my last two months or something like that. You just you check was in the mail, but I still haven't got it. Yeah, you even said it's still the in mailman the mail. struggles around. Yeah, there. so I mean, sometimes she just gets lost, man. I mean, yeah. one day it's going to show up and. Yeah, and, and, it. and a little cash. Yeah, it'll be fine. It That'll won't be, be expiring. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be nice. Um, Damn, USPS is so unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how many times I've done that to people when they really needed the money the most? Exactly. Messed up. They probably feel bad they had to rewrite those checks, too. Well, that was also, if you think about the timing, that was when the sport, I feel like, was changing because For sure it, was it was after the recession, and there were still some teams that were hanging on or had multi-year deals with, yes. with sponsors, so at the end of 07 was when the recession started. It it started affecting the industry yeah. in 08. But like I said, a lot of teams and people had multi-year deals because during the good times, people were starting to sign, yeah. especially team deals, three, four years. So then you saw that wave in like 9, 10, 11, just a lot of these smaller sure. privateer teams. just A lot of attrition, yeah. Going by the wayside. Well, so... The good news is you got to ride for the coolest team in the world in 2010. It was good. Dude, but that didn't, dude honestly, if I wouldn't have done US Open that year, I felt like I wouldn't have got anything. Like I was nervous. Like I think I think I didn't I ended up dislocating my elbow there, which is shocking to everybody that I went and got hurt, but I went there on a privateer Kawasaki 450. Um, which I was going to ride for MDK at the time. MDK was doing a different team on Cowies. It was going to be, I think at the time, it was supposed to be me, Nick Way, and I went to Disco. Was that with the one that Wardy was putting no. together? That was a different No, team. this was a different one. I can't remember the actual name. It was going to be like SPR Cowie. Or I can't remember. It was okay. something like that. And it was a guy that I got to know from MDK. It wasn't actually Kwame, but it was okay. a partner of that group that was an investor. The Kranjak? Was it that Kranjak? <sighs> no. And I can I can see his face. I can't think of his name yeah, right yeah, now. Okay. Um, but basically, uh, yeah, like I, like I borrowed one of my brother's Cowies, got ready for the race, came out here. They had a new bike, brought my suspension, um, and went there. And I think I qualified third. I remember being like, cool, this is awesome. I'm pretty good on a 452. I'm like, this is good news. And then I think on the first heat, I got tangled. It's such a tight first turn. We'd locked bars, and I went down, and I got up, and my, my elbow was out. So I remember mm. being like, well, that's over. Sweet. You know, and then that ended up falling apart. I remember when you called me, I think I was, I was building my Supercross track. At home, I had an elbow brace on or something still. I remember being like, he's like, hey, you know, I got this spot. And I was like, dude, I mean, I kind of already signed this deal with with MDK. And I remember literally hanging up and right away, Steve Odaka had called me and been like, hey, the the, the Cowie deal's done. And I was like, <laughs> hey, um, hey, Ping. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I'm in. <laughs> I, remember literally I was like just messing with you, buddy. Yeah, I've, yeah, I no, was I'm always in. in. I'm in. I wonder if I remember that. I can't remember if I... Uh, Things, it's That's funny how you remember ago. certain things and some things you're like, I don't remember yeah. that. Yeah, I just remember being like, shit, I hope he didn't go somewhere else right now and just sign someone else. I'm like, did I need this? <laughs> wow. Okay. So, um, that season, I mean, uh, I don't know about you, but like, I look at even every season that I raced and every, in the two seasons I was here at TLD, that was the most fun I think I've ever had with a race team. It's funny because I look back. And there's so many things that should have made it, like, 
harder than it was, right? Like, I, I, I mean, I'm not, like, pity party, but I didn't make hardly any money. Yeah. You know, I should have been, like, bummed about that. But I never did. It was, like, my best year. I had the most fun. I never was worried about it. Like, I literally was literally living paycheck to paycheck going, like, you know, yeah. to live, eat, or whatever. You know, and I remember being, like, I never thought about it, though, dude. There wasn't one part where I was, like, stressing about how I was going to pay for the next thing or whatever. It was just... I'm having a blast. Yeah. Did well, you and, guys... and it was like, we, we didn't have any much money to pay you salary. I don't even remember what it was, to be perfectly honest. But it wasn't a lot, I promise. And then the bonuses weren't that good. <laughs> well, I was no, just going to ask what the bonuses were. $1,500? No, it was just whatever Honda was offering. We, you know, like, yeah. what are we going to do? We didn't it, was, have... it was literally the Honda cart money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was, I think it was 1500 so for d- second or something. Uh, what? Yeah. So you didn't get Honda, you didn't get like fifteen grand for a third? No. No, 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 I, no, think, no, no. I think uh, I think a win was five. 3000 or 5000 yeah, yeah, it wasn't much. I remember, like, I got second, a lot of second and thirds, and it was, like, a grand here and, like, 2500 here. And I was, like, I mean, I was pumped. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I needed it. Yeah. But I was, like. I think Troy, didn't he put together maybe a bonus for overall in the series? So maybe you got a bonus there or it's something? It's possible. Yeah, I can't remember that exactly. Either way, you were grossly underpaid for how well you Th- did. It was 30. But yeah. 30K. I remember being, like. Uh, at the time when I signed, I didn't, I didn't care. Yeah. I was, like, oh, well, whatever. It was just good timing for both of us. I needed a good guy. Yeah. And I didn't have much money to pay. And you were no. like, I just need a ride. I need a good bike. Yeah, and an opportunity. You know, yeah. And I mean, dude, that, like I said, that year, like, I mean, th- the funniest thing about that was, is like, you know, there's, there was times where like when I was home, I'm eating like gas station breakfast burritos and stuff like that. Cause it was, you know, 99 cents and <laughs> just is what it is. But I didn't care, dude. And I was fast and I was felt good. And yeah. like, I could operate on that. And yeah. I was around really good people. They believed in me. I believed in them. Like Maddie was freaking awesome. Yeah. Matt Jordan. Like, I needed him at that time. As your mechanic, he was, and every person he worked for, he was with Blow Seer before and yep. they did great. And with you, I mean, you guys were like, he was really good with the bike and really good dude, working with you. Unreal. Yeah. Like our, how we got along in our chemistry was like, I I don't know. I'm not saying it would have went like way different. I think it would have been probably the same result because everyone got along good there. But yeah. he really, I felt like he changed me during the week a lot. Like, and like obviously you being there and I think like it was just, it was all around a positive. It's important. You know, w- we've talked about a little bit, you know, over the years with people and, and the relationships, but I mean, it, you, it's a big deal. If you go look at certain guys' careers, Look at people that were, that moved with them if they moved. Yeah. Because they knew. Without them, were, you don't you, feel comfortable. Yeah. Or you don't have that symmetry, you know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you still could have won elsewhere, yeah. but it was better, more enjoyable, a security blanket, comfort yeah. food, whatever you want to label it. It just that relationship can make such a difference. It really does, and I, I mean, I knew I was at home the first day we were at the test track, and I got Maddie to look at my junk, <laughs> that, and he didn't get mad at me that we were, I was at a good place. <laughs> Well, we the had, team didn't freight train you that day either? We, no. Okay, good. We <laughs> had some, like, really stupid games, the mind game. We, yeah. We, we, Dude, we played that in Florida yeah. nonstop. We did. That was really fun back then. I remember being on an airplane, and I'm walking <laughs> by, and someone goes, oh, hey, uh, is that my water? And I'm like, no, no, that's mine. And, I mean, I'm walking down the push-ups. Oh, yeah, the right then and there. You right there, choice. in the middle of the aisle, doing push-ups. Dude, like, how about the... If when we were on the podium, you had to you had to get your word. Yeah, the word game. He he had told me one race. He goes, "All right, if you go on the podium tonight, sperm whale." <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, great. You can slide that in pretty easily. Yeah, I was Dunlop thinking, tires is good. Sperm whale. Well, I I should have won, should have could have won, and I didn't. And I remember saying on TV like, "Yeah, I floundered around like a sperm whale out there." <laughs> And you were really good at that game. You'd like just work it into where it seemed normal. And my dad was like, why the hell are you talking like that? <laughs> and I'm like, 
Did you? I mean, you gave me a word, and I have to say it in sperm whale. Like, what am I supposed to say? Like, I don't, I don't know. I yeah. felt like that was the right way to do it. You did one. You did like a floor interview. I want to say it was in Texas, maybe Dallas somewhere. And I said, all right, swamp donkey, <laughs> you got to get it in. And you did. Yeah. Like, no problem. Oh yeah, I was kind of all over out there like a swamp donkey. But you know, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like before the interview would even catch it or whatever, people were like. What did he say? Was that? Did I catch Swamp Donkey? I think it was Wygant that was like, "What the hell are you guys doing?" <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, this guy keeps giving me words, and I got to somehow uh, fit them in." You know, I I always operated better under like a light pressure. You Same. know, like trying to keep a, a fun light environment. There's enough pressure on you already. No, You've got to keep it a little. Yeah. It is. Otherwise, people feel it. Like, how's it going? Oh, you know, this is not right. Yeah, your it's tension, easy to get that your way. tension For sure. rubs off. You know, like I think. Um, it was a big reason why Johnny O was so good with Ricky or whoever he works with is because he's, his demeanor is just so calm. For sure. You know what I mean? But he probably would not be a good coach or trainer to someone that had that same personality. If you had a laid back guy that yeah, was you yeah. always, too it chill, is yeah. like, I don't think it would be a good combo. Yeah. He, mm. he was with guys that you almost feel like he had to go every now and then. You're just chill doing out. Your, you're yeah. doing your thing. Just yeah, it'll come down. to you. Um, I want to I want to bring up a story and see if you even remember this. So we were doing our photo shoot out at the test track, and we had been sponsored by Liat Race that year. I don't oh, remember, I remember this. this. And so I said, like, listen, well, I, I need you guys for the posters. We got you got to be wearing the brace. Like, I don't. I'm not going to ask you to wear the brace. I know that's very personal, but like for the photo for the poster, I need you to have it on because they're a team sponsor and uh, and and Will was like, all right, yeah, you know, I'll do it. Like I don't, you know, he didn't want to wear it. I didn't. Which I totally got, and I'm like, yeah. I get it. Just go find a little tiny, you know. I said, you don't even barely have to get air. Just do a little hip jump, and the, whoever was shooting it will get it, you know. Even a corner, like whatever, something really easy. And you were training with Ryan Fedora at the time, and he, like, got all in my face about it, right? Like, <laughs> why, you know, he doesn't want to wear this thing. Why are you making him wear it? And I'm like, bro. How do you how do you think I'm paying him the thirty thousand dollars? I mean, I got think he's raking in that fortune. I need every dollar to get us to the races, you know, like. And so I wonder now if, like, as a team manager, you kind of look and because at the time I could tell you were rolling your eyes at me, but well, I, I I do I understand, but I was so against it I didn't want to wear it. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Principle that was the main reason from my mind. I was just totally against it at that point <laughs> where I was like, no, like not the fact that I mean I know I knew we needed to <laughs> go yeah. racing, yeah. you know, and, and even now like I I understand I understand it's just I mean dude it's not that much fun if you're not a pain in the ass right? True. Sure. Do you remember me prank calling you? I the time, and I think I get you. I got you to like come work for me at tra at Transworld. <laughs> what? I remember a long time ago. <laughs> I think I got. I was. I called you as Don Maeda. And no, you didn't. Yes, not. I did. I swear on my life. And I took the job. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Did you offer him thirty grand? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't even remember, but I remember being like, I think I even messed up at the beginning and said I, I was Ross, and I just I got Don and Ross confused for a minute. And I know like, it's Don. And I go, like, oh, hey, what's up, Don? I swear, dude, I remember doing it. Oh my gosh, hold on, maybe I vaguely remember this too. I think I remember that Don called me. I thought it was really weird. Yeah, so that was you. Yeah, I didn't I even know that. I never knew that. I remember. I well, we we'd go. Remember when uh, Ivan and I would always go to Hearts Track when it was raining here? Yeah. Like we'd just leave that uh -huh. night and we'd go ride and then we'd come back or whatever. Like that season, for some reason, Ivan and I rode together like every day. It seemed like. Mm -hmm. And he would ride our track actually. Yeah. And for whatever reason, like I had Skype on my laptop and I had like AT and T card and I could like you could call someone. The number come up was like zero one two three four five six seven uh -huh. nine. 
And like I called everybody, dude. Like I was calling everybody and got everyone to fall for shit. Like the whole way there, and we're all like laughing our ass off in this Sprinter van, like dying. Well, the kids got got us because now you can do it where you can call someone and it comes up as your name and number. Oh wow! So you could have like if you did that now, you could have it come up Don Maeda on his That's phone. That's scary, man. I know the kids got me pretty good. <laughs> well, you gotta be tricky now with the, with all this like. You know, all the, the high-tech stuff and yeah. stuff like that. Like, I have Venmo, obviously, and like I've, I've paid people or whatever. And when I do that, I don't, like, put what it's for. I put, like, either if I'm pissed that I lost a bet, like, it's normally a cuss word yeah. or something like that. And I think I paid one of the mechanics, and we put it as meth. Like, I was joking, right? Clearly, I'm joking. I don't do meth. But, like, it was funny. It's $5. And Buys a my, lot of meth. Yeah, no. apparently. <laughs> so, my dad calls me today, and he goes, dude, you got to watch your mouth on your Venmo. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, one of the ladies I work for, you know... Saw oh it. yeah, and I'm I, like, dude, I didn't even think about that. Maybe I always thought that's weird with Venmo. Why do you? Why would it show? Because you can make it private. Well, I should probably do that. How are we talking about Venmo? <laughs> no, because my uh, yeah. my wife is a hairstylist. So same thing. She's yeah, paying yeah. and getting paid, and people will she'll put funny stuff or whatever, or she had done that, and then yeah, she'll get hit out. Hey, uh, you know. Yeah, apparently I see you got forty five dollars for a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you got a uh, that's a deal. Yeah. That's that's a deal, man. Yeah, no, Don't want to get kicked off Venmo yeah. now either. No, dude. I know. Yeah. You're walking on thin ice. Yeah. Anyway, um, hey, we're gonna take a quick break. This is your Troy Designs timeout. We'll be right back with more Wilhan. I want to introduce you guys to PowerDot, a wireless muscle stim unit that is controlled by an app on your phone. It's incredibly simple. This is something I've used for a little over a year now to help with arm pump and nagging injuries and I've had amazing results with it. They recently worked with Adam Cianciarillo to help rehab his knee after surgery. He had an ACL replaced, and after talking to him, it's something he swears by. He's adamant that this is the one thing that got him back on the bike quicker and got him healthy. So if you have any muscle pain, any nagging injuries, or you want to recover the best way possible, head over to powerdot.com forward slash whiskey throttle for a chance to win a free unit or get 20% off your next purchase. That's powerdot.com forward slash whiskey throttle for 20% off and a chance to win. You can thank me later. I see the sunrise. I wake up in the morning feeling so nice. I burn a couple bowls of the all right. I look out to the world and it's all mine. Yeah, it's all mine. I see palm trees and joints, kids smoke palm trees like ointment. My weed breath is fresh cause I keep my appointments. Now I can finally see like I smoke some DMT. What you think we should sound like? What you think we do at night? Cause we the best of this shit. We made a mess of this shit. We wrecked the rest of all the western with the recklessness. If you's a bitch, you might get snatched up like some necklaces This where the rest of us live You, you, you say You say we feel like the West Coast I say we sound like the past You say we feel like the West Coast Alright, we're back with more Will Hahn That was your Troyly Designs timeout. Get over to TroylyDesigns.com and check out the new Liberty Collection. Uh, This is probably the coolest looking helmet you're going to see all year long in a production helmet. It's the SE4. Got a Statue of Liberty on it. We've talked about it on the show before with kind of the the white stripes like the old Disnations look. Very, very cool. There's a GP pant jersey and glove that goes with it. It's rad. Check it out. TroylyDesigns.com. Will, so back to 2010. Uh, A little bit that season we we mentioned that... uh, we had a, just a great time as a team. Um, Clint Backland, uh, 
who who's a, a Clint, character Clint Kalonic Backlund. Yeah. Um he was he was a lot of fun. We had Rich. Did we have yep. Rich on the team? Yeah, Rich was Cole's guy. He was Cole's guy. Yep. Cole Seeley. Oh, yeah. And then we brought BT over for the summer. Uh Matt Jory was your mechanic. And we had Mikey. Was Mikey still there that year? Yeah. Yeah, Mikey yeah, was still there. Yeah, we had there. Mikey. Uh Coker was there. Corey, the driver? Yeah, Corey. Oh, Corey, yeah. Dude, bro. I mean, we just had, like, a really fun collection of guys. Dude, we did, man. I mean, like, <clears throat> that whole season, like, even, like, we, I knew that going in the off season, like, how much fun we were having, and then, like, Cole and I started, like, we roomed together every weekend, and you start kind of finding out stuff about, you know, your teammate more than, I mean, we were friends, but we weren't, like, you know, we weren't going to dinner or anything crazy. Yeah. Like, we were, we were good friends. or like, no issues, but we weren't, like, hanging out. But then you start rooming together on the weekends, and, like, I realize this kid can be an accountant. He can be a BMX rider. He's <laughs> good on a dirt bike. I'm like, what can guitar. you do? He can, yeah. Like, I can ride a dirt bike. I can't throw a ball. Like, I can hardly walk. I'm like, <laughs> I can't really function anything. Like, if I put him on a dirt bike, I'm okay. Aren't but, you like, pretty good at a, on a guitar? No. Did no. you play a musical instrument? No. No. You had to think about it. it probably I no. did. I was like, I was thinking, I'm like, did I ever one point? I'm like, but no. Skin flute. And then it was like, no. Skin flute. <laughs> <laughs> it's too shriveled up now. It's cold here. <laughs> it's Cali cold. Um, <laughs> so wh- I, I do want to ask this because, like, I got some heat at the end of that season when I left and went to medic school. And there were some issues because I wasn't coming into work every single day because, <laughs> just like you, I wasn't getting paid a normal salary, so they said, all right, we'll right. take one day a week and go do your magazine stuff. Well, that doesn't fly with a crew of mechanics that are out there busting their ass seven days a week. Right. So, was it like, was there a bunch of trash talk going on when I left at the end of that summer? Because I think you guys had three rounds left, Tyler Key filled in, but I had no, to start school. Because truthfully, like I know there was some things early on that maybe we didn't see eye to eye on, or like, there was some stuff with the Liet brace and all that, but like I was actually genuinely bummed. Yeah. Like, I thought we had come, you know, like, as a team, like, that was, like, one part of, I felt like, a really good working atmosphere that we had. Yeah. And I thought that that was, I mean, like I said, it's a package. And yeah. I, I was I was honestly bummed, and I didn't, honestly, I don't remember anybody talking shit. Oh. Well, there was some drama. Maybe it was without all the writers there. But anyway. That's what, I don't think. I, I no did feel bad, but, like, you know, to me, um, I, I'm glad that it went the way it did. Because Troy didn't say, okay, I'll pay you a good salary. Because I would have stayed. Right. I was having so much damn fun, I would have stayed, you know. And I'm, I'm glad my life took the turn that it did then. But Everything uh, happens for a reason. Yeah, it does. For sure. But I felt bad because I, I left all you guys hanging with a few rounds to go in the summer. Yeah. Hanging. I mean, you were fine. Like, it was bad. No, he had a championship on the line, and you walked away from that. It was outdoors, Jim. It was outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> there was no title in that. That's it. Hey. A but, top 20 title. But we, as you mentioned earlier, and I, I don't mean this to pat myself on the back. I mean this is a compliment to you and all those guys we just mentioned. We were, dude, we were a shoestring, two-year-old team, and we had you on the box with Cole a couple times. Yep. Every weekend at Supercross, and BT on the box three or four times outdoors, racing for wins in the 450 class. I got, with a two-year-old team. I got a podium outdoor moto that year at Southwick. I got Did second. You really? or th- I got second or third the first moto that year, and I think I got lots of top fives. Like at that point, I never, I had never touched a top five. Like I was going five four, four five, five six. It was six. a great year for you. It yeah. was, it was unreal. Like the whole team, but even I think Cole got a podium in the moto at Paula. I think he went like two twelve. It was something crazy like that. We like we ended up like we were doing good, dude. It, that we, I mean, the team killed it that year. Yeah. 
and it was fun. It was like just to me the no, it was, it was one of my favorite seasons ever. It really was like everyone, like I said, everyone just got along, and it was like even like Tara's there. Oh yeah, Tara Geiger. Yeah, was Tara there. Geiger's yeah. there, and like that was and fun. she was killing it. She no, was on the awesome. box every weekend. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. I said, it was just it's hard to script that. You're like you look back now, and you and you kind of you end up taking some of those moments for granted because it was honestly one of my most genuinely fun years I ever had racing was, was yeah. just that year. Like it was like, we could do no wrong. We were kind of, I mean, for lack of better words, we were kind of fucking around. Like yeah. I took training really seriously. Don't get me wrong. I took my riding seriously, but we do, we joked a lot. Like a there, lot. Was, there was never a weekend that you like sat me down and you're like, dude, you got to get your shit together tonight. Like, or anything like it was yeah. another crazy. Like mm-hmm. we were like, dude, we're just going to do what we do. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, like I was trying to just help the guys that needed help. Like Cole didn't have any direction. Yeah. So kind of him more, but you, once I, I think I talked to you into coming down with Charles once to make sure, see if it was something you're interested in. You're like, I have my deal. Yep. I'm, I'm comfortable with it. And I was like, all right, do it. Yep. And, you know, BT knew what he needed to do. He had his own program. So, like, we knew we knew we were all working hard. Yep. So, why stress about it and make it, let's have fun. And Troy, that's always been his mantra. Like, if we're not having fun, I'm not. Yeah, why are we I'm, doing it? I'm not spending my money to go be stressed <laughs> we're out. We're not getting rich doing this. So let's yeah. have fun at least. Yeah. So, anyway, it's. I don't think there's a lot of teams like that anymore. It's just so high pressure. There's so much money on the line. A lot on the line, yeah. So <laughs> For sure. But, 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 but look at it, even with their team, you know, you're like, all right, let's get the sponsors. Let's build it. Then you get the factory behind and things escalate. Guess what? Yeah. yeah. Now it it's can't, time. Even if you want to have fun, it, there's a part of you that is like, let's look and act serious. Because if it looks like we're having fun it's and, and you don't yeah. do well... Yeah. First thing, they're screwing around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, now they got the coster staring at them every weekend. If yeah. if the results aren't there, we hadn't. You know, we were there was no expectation of us. So no. I say it was the perfect storm yeah. of just good guys, good right time, right place. Now we had Harley's wide open in the pits and stuff. For <laughs> you know, like it was just kind of. And me naked up top, getting Rich to come up the stairs. Hey, Rich, can you come up here real quick? Rich, pick, will you look at this? Yeah, I could. I could get someone, one of us, to get me an assist on that. Like I'd be over there just bent over. <laughs> Every time, like, hey, Rich, can you go upstairs and grab that? Yeah, no problem. Go up there and shit. Dude, <laughs> oh boy, can't cannot see that. Yeah. <laughs> what about we used to do the on the rower back here? We do the 500 meter challenge. You remember uh, those? Yes, painful. I that, still, I think tough. maybe I, the closest I've been to blacking out. Yeah, trying yeah. to keep it. And Backlund was like really good. No, I was gonna say, didn't Clint beat us? Think Clint had the best, even better than Townley. If I remember right, maybe yeah, not. I think I think so, dude. I remember. I remember. You guys saying his time or something, and I had done it at home, and I'm like, dude, no, I, I can't beat that. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, we you just we'd go one after another and see. I, you could I put remember the best hearing time about it, and then a couple times when we were screwing around, like at the gym or something, yeah. it'd be like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, and it's that also that back and forth motion. I swear, like you said, if it, it throws you dude, off, I felt I, like I was going to black out on that too. The first time I ever did it was with you at LA Fitness. Oh yeah, yeah. the first time I ever well, did yeah, a 500 meter challenge. Yeah, we would do it. I hated it. It's the worst <laughs> 90 seconds of your life. And yeah. like 30 seconds in, you're like, got this, I got this. That took and then 90 seconds? That was, took me about 60. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Better than me. I, think, I don't even think my best. I think my best was 138 or something. I don't maybe. even remember. No, I don't either. I wasn't very good, though. But anyway. we're not, we don't have the... I mean, we don't have the... Ro- yeah, no, no, no. I know. I know. You know. We're just not built for it. No. Okay, so at the end of that year, I know the team, you know, I remember talking to you about this. We obviously really wanted to keep you yeah but you went to geico and you know understandably so that was honda's premier 250 team and it was kind of your dream to be over there yeah and 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 honestly dude like that was one of the 
I mean, to this day, probably the hardest decision I've ever had to make as far as, like, I know it sounds bad, like, man, what contract do I take? Like, there's obviously way worse problems going on in the world than that, but, like, it was very difficult for me to make that decision. Like, I've called so many people, asked opinions, what do I do? You know, then I, Maddie wasn't going to be able to come with me, and, like, that was a big part of it. And I just remember going at the at home one day, and I'm like, I had, like, whatever, two days left on the first right, and, like, my other contract offer expiring and I remember I just went on a road bike ride I'm like I gotta get away from everybody Turn, mm. leave my phone here like, I gotta get away from everybody right now and like I need to make this decision myself because then I got to a point where everyone had an opinion and it was like messing with me made, made it like, even worse yeah, yeah and I'm like alright it's just too much like, I'm gonna go by myself I don't wanna talk to anybody I'm gonna go out there and it just um, ended up dying on me on the road bike ride. I'm like, I have, I have to do it. I don't, for whatever reason it was, my, my brain was just, and my heart was just telling me, like, you got it, you got to do it. Yeah, yeah. I think and that's it, pretty. Normal. It was honestly the right decision. We, we obviously hated losing you over here, but like, they were getting more support. They had more money. I was yeah. say. You know, they had more resources. It was, I, it was I have the right to call. Imagine it was a obviously a lot more lucrative deal as well, right? No. no. Oh, really? No, to be what? As far as money? Yeah. No. No, I think. To be honest with you, I think Troy's was five thousand more. Is that right? Just to be completely upfront with that, yeah, no, Troy, Troy treated me right. I think. Did you have? The, but you had the Honda bonuses there. He, I think, so he podium up, bonus. No, I think all. he ended up making. He was gonna get the bonuses. To he was gonna figure it out because I remember that being a big deal. Like, well, yeah, it's great if the salary's the same, but I mean, like, yeah, what if I if I get yeah. a bunch more seconds or if I start winning, I don't want to be making two thousand dollars a win or five thousand dollars a win, yeah. you know? But I uh, know I think it was it was a match deal at mm. least. It had to have been at least exactly the same. Pretty I know close, that. yeah. Yeah, it was. It was within. That does make it tough. It was tough, man, yeah. and and like and these guys were sh- sending me ads of like the next year of future of Troy Lee and stuff like that, and I was like, dude, they took a chance on me when yeah. I didn't have anything. Mm. So that was like really weigh on me. It was hard, and, yeah. and I had so much fun here. You know, like I really this felt like home. Yeah. And so it was. It was tough, but I like I said, I just felt like I need, I needed to do something. Yeah. I needed to do that, and I felt like that's what I had to do. Yeah. So. How did that switch go? Um, when you started jumping on right away, were you like, oh, this bike's better? What? I, I'm curious. Because I know at the time we were doing, Mitch would build our motors, Maddie would do a little bit of massaging inside, but I mean, I wouldn't say our bikes were on the level of Pro Circuit right. or even Geico, right, at that time. Right. And, I mean, I know, I, I felt like the engine was, was really good in the Geico bike right away, um, but... <laughs> to, to be honest it didn't handle very good compared to the TLD bike like in TLD and Supercross like I remember that year I could hit any set of whoops and I you could were hit them a beast open. in the whoops yeah I, I, I used could, to for a little guy huh? I used to be so impressed because you are yeah you're you're maybe even shorter than me which is very hard to do and you were not afraid of whoops at all no no, no I, set that, I remember that year all of a sudden it was like I could hit any set of whoops and I didn't care what they looked like I'm like I could hit them wide open and Confidence then, like, is a beautiful yeah, thing, isn't it? Yeah, and it was like as soon as that clicked for me, like I could do it on any bike. It didn't really matter or suspension, but like I remember going there, and we did struggle for a while with some suspension. I remember you guys didn't you have like stock clamps or yeah. you had a stock fork stock tubes forks or something, and yeah. a stock shock body and stuff like that. But it probably had 18 mil shafts instead of 16 and stuff, you know, make it better or whatever. But mm. yeah, we did struggle for a little bit as far as like getting the chassis to where I felt like my TLD bike. I like honestly, I mean, it was really low. I remember yeah. Bones cut the shock and did all kinds of stuff. We had a really low sub frame on it. I remember it, but it was like, I loved it. Yeah. You know, as far as handling everything like that, I was like, I couldn't do anything wrong on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we took, it took it was some little bit of struggles there, I think initially for like handling, but the bike was really fast. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got to say, when, when you hear stuff like that, you go, it actually kind of reminds you just how good Bones was. That he could go, I think this is what you yeah. need. There you go. That's for you guys. And then you go to a team with a, Obviously, probably even had an in-house yeah. guy, and you're like, 
I'm not getting back to what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, yeah, that that spoke a lot to Bones and also Matt. You know, Matt was For good sure. at watching the bike and going. For sure. mm. You know, he was. This is a champ. He won championships with Wardy and Supermoto, and I know it's Supermoto, but he was just really good at watching the bike he and knowing what it needed. That's what I would never. I mean, he'd ask me kind of what I'd feel, but I would just at some point I just let him like mm. whatever changes you want to make, just do it. Like I don't. Yeah, like I trust you. Yeah, your, yeah. your judgment. And he would him. just do some clicks, and it it was better every time. So it was always yeah. like, okay, so when you see something, just do it from now on. Yeah, he Matt could have been. A championship mechanic for whoever he wanted. You know, yeah. he was that good. He just yeah, he was. I don't think he wanted to be on the road anymore. He's no. doing his thing with for sure. Yeah. Um. So that season was that the year you got hurt right away? Yeah. At Anaheim, so, right? Yeah, that ended up being probably like, I mean, in a whole sum, like probably the worst year of my career. Like as far as injuries, and I got kind of lost, and like just, got, I mean, just straight up over it. Like yeah. depressed and like. What am I doing? Type I rem- if I remember it right, if it was this year, it was like a tight left and then a little double. Yep. And you got bucked or something. I literally out. washed the front coming out of the turn and it like, it like hooked. Snap back. And it, like yeah. it snapped me, but I, it popped me over the face and I just landed on my head just right. And oh. I, I got up and my back was broken. And like, I wasn't a hard crash at all. But the, I mean, it stemmed probably from the first practice. I think I was like a second and a half faster than everybody. And I, right before the finish line, like once again, ego or whatever, um, I came out of the whoops and I got like a kick at the end of the whoops and I couldn't stop. And I went over the berm and I hit someone head on. And so that, I, that same day? Yeah. That first, the first practice that day, I broke my hand. The first practice, oh, which no one knew. I I, no one knew. Oh, okay. I, no one knew I hurt myself. Okay. Like I hit Topher Ingles head on, like blasted him. And wow. I'm surprised he didn't get hurt. Like I had to go apologize to him. Cause I was like, fuck. And, <laughs> but I was like, I went back to the team. I'm like, well, I'm a second and a half faster. Like, yeah, my hands broke. We just going to have to, we're just going to limp it through the first four rounds and, take that break and then when we come back i'll finish it out you know like i i I went into that year like maybe obviously probably too confident but i was like no one can beat me yeah like i'm good like my off season went so good the bike was good i everyone says i felt more fit than i'd ever felt in my career like i dropped a bunch of weight i think i started eating like paleo that off season and stuff like that and i i'd never had like a trim stomach i remember like ryan come up to me one day and being like dude look at your stomach in the mirror right now i remember being like shit like check me is, out this is pretty rad you know like <laughs> yeah. i've been doing sips my whole life i've never seen an ab and yeah. now all of a sudden like i'm kind of ripped and like i felt lean and like like i said i felt like i could beat anybody like i didn't yeah. i didn't care that year i'm like i'm gonna win yeah i i love and hate that because you always say no one could beat me except yourself and that's that's the thing i think i think i learned the most that year was like i almost went in there like too invincible like, I, I literally, honestly, I didn't feel like I could do anything wrong. Like, I got my whoops back. Like, the bike got good. All of a sudden, I'm like, I'm like, I can hit any whoop section. I'm fitter than anybody in the class. I felt like at that point, I'm like, I'm going to win. It doesn't really matter. Mm. And like I said, I went over that Berman practice. I hit Topher. It broke my hand. And I'm at the truck, and I'm like, it doesn't really matter. It'll be fine. And literally, I think there's a second lap of that next practice. My front end washed, which I don't know if I couldn't hold on because of my hand or I was going to crash anyway. Who knows? It's all hindsight. And when I got up, I knew it was over. Like, what did you break? Uh, in that one, I think it was T two through five or something. Okay, so between your shoulder, shoulder blades. blades, yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, it was just weird because it knocked the wind out of me so bad, and I realized that. I mean, I broke my back a couple more times after that, and it was like, it was like you just broke ten ribs. It was so weird, like I couldn't breathe. Mm. I'm like freaking out, and I never broke any ribs. Was it the spinous process, or no. was it actual vertebrae? Oh wow, that's what was weird. That's what I always thought it was like, oh, it would connect to your ribs. That would make sense, but dude, I just couldn't breathe and the funny thing about that was is like i walked off because i mean i obviously you don't know your back's broken I, at the first part i thought i just broke some ribs and knocked them out of myself and whatever i'm like kind of just confused and like 
honestly more so upset because I just, yeah. I sat on the back of the mule. Like I walked over to Bodner, sat off and I'm like, I'll ride off with you. <coughs> and I'm like looking at my whole class, you know, and I'm looking at them. And I'm like, I start crying because I'm like, it's it's over. Yeah. Not, That's, those, are, those are heavy moments, man. When they you've, are. You've worked so hard. That whole off season and it's gone it's in gone. eight yeah. minutes. My, my crew or my, my year right there was done. I was like, it's, it's over. <laughs> it's like Carmichael had said a couple of times in his show when he had his moments, like at Anaheim when he went over the bars and that one race in Pontiac or where, yeah. not Pontiac, uh, I think that it was Pontiac, Pontiac. Where he out. Where he yeah. out. That was Pontiac, yeah. He goes, I'm, I'm like this going, well, there goes my effing championship. Like that, <laughs> yeah. that thought was what went through his head, you know. That was the first thing I thought, like, nah, I'm hurt or anything. I'm like, it's, it's, it's over. This year's over. But right you now. knew you were hurt that on that crash. You're like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I knew something was hurt, but I didn't know how bad. And then when I, by the time I got back to Asterix or whatever, they had the ambulance there, and I'm like, yeah, I, I can't, I can't breathe. Like I don't know what's going on, but I cannot breathe. So I thought I had like eight or ten ribs broken. Is what uh, I felt like. I, I, I just couldn't function. Mm-hmm. They didn't put me on the backboard. Like I didn't, I didn't get seat collar and strapped or nothing. So that's that's what's funny. I ended up get to the hospital and they wanted to decline everything because I didn't come on a backboard. But I was like, well, I didn't. Then yeah. my back, I walked like I was fine. I didn't feel anything in my back. I just couldn't breathe. It's amazing that I've seen like a few riders that have broken their back get up and walk off. Yeah, and you're, Chad and you're like, did that Dallas yeah. years ago. Yeah, and he said the same thing. Battle to breathe was in pain, but didn't think it was as bad. Yeah, back. you would never. Your your brain's not going on. Oh, it's my back. You're just like I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Like what's going on? But mm. yeah, and that just it from that race on it turned from bad to even worse you know so so did you need you didn't need surgery on that right no i got really lucky in that um it just i think it was three three or four months of recovery okay you know, basically shell dr G. Yeah, yeah yeah the turtle shell um you got you got God, comfortable on look that on, i was gonna say they just yeah. look so uncomfortable they're terrible i remember i think it was that year i actually had flown home to texas and i went and watched a local race and um it was hot so hot so i being a genius that I am, I pop my T-shirt off and just run the shell, no t- no shirt, and like that's the tan line you don't want. Yeah. <laughs> I can promise you, <laughs> the turtle shell tan line. Yeah, turtle shell that tan doesn't pull not, chicks. That's huh? not attractive. No. <laughs> okay. You so want to see under my shell? <laughs> did you come back for nationals? So, I had this idea, and this was when I was still had this kind of thought process that I had to be on home, at home when I first started riding, I didn't want to be around people, blah, blah, blah. So I actually talked to at the time, then I'll reverse a little bit was my mechanic that ended up going with me to Geico was uh, Jay Burgess. And he was at KTM, worked with him at MDK and he had been around. And so he ends up coming with me to Geico. And honestly, it was just like Maddie for me. Like he was perfect for me. He had, he'd been with Nate dog. He'd been with a lot of guys. He'd been to Europe and he was kind of that last, I felt like the last part of the puzzle I needed. And so, I mean, I got really lucky with, honestly, the mechanics I had in my career. Like, I had really good mechanics. But, so, I had talked to him, and I'm like, let's drive to Texas when I get clearance, and we'll ride there for at least a couple of weeks, and then we'll come back here, like, till I get a little bit of speed. I don't want to go to Paris, like we were just talking about, and yeah. go get my doors blown off when I'm, I mean, I've been off three and a half months. Like, I'm not going to be very good. Yeah. So, we go back there, rode the first day. I only rode turns. I'm like, I feel pretty good. Then I ended up, like, Oak Hill was probably two miles from my brother's house. And so, we went down there, and they had, like, a GP track. So basically a vet track. And um, I was like, okay, I'm going to ride that. It's super hard pack. I remember that. But, I mean, you know how it is when you've been off that long. Like, I could have rode on rocks. Anything's yeah. care. Yeah. yeah. Like, this feels good. And I, all I remember is waking up in the ambulance. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, I, I woke up, and I'm like, like, where am I? What the fuck's going on? Like, what happened? I hate that feeling. Yeah. I don't remember anything. don't remember crashing. Like, nothing of it. I don't remember even getting squirrely, you know? And... 
So I'm like trying to gather myself and this one was pretty bad. Like the pain was pretty good and, and the concussion was pretty decent. Um, pain in what? What did you hit? Like shoulder. Yeah. I think I, I broke my shoulder blade uh, and like the first three ribs. Which is so, also close to your yeah, previous bad. injury you just had. So. And then, yeah, so that was where it was kind of scary. So I, they ended up, I go to the local <laughs> hospital in town and they end up life flighting me uh, into Dallas or Fort Worth. And so I get off the plane. Like, you know, when you get concussion, you're like pretty blurry like not really thinking that clear well when they're wheeling me in off the helicopter well and first i get in the helicopter they take off and the windows open right and i'm like not quite there and i'm like everything seemed loose and when we take off it's like you know like that and i feel myself like shaking out of like the strap like i'm like i'm, I'm like dude i'm fucking going like this is where it ends for me like i'm going out the window like I, and my, it never would have happened yeah the window was probably open that much right yeah but then my brain's going like dude you've got to panic right now <laughs> so i like tell the dude i'm like hey dude i'm not like i don't like dudes but will you hold my hand he's like yeah for sure I just have my hand. And I'm like, because I, I was like, dude, I can't go the whole plane ride without a handhold right now. Because like, I feel like I'm going right out the fucking window. And I remember the guy probably thought like, what the hell is wrong with this kid? He's an adult and he wants to hold my hand. I'm like, dude, I don't care. Like, don't, I don't, don't care. Don't judge. I don't want you. Just hold my fucking hand. And so uh, that's only funny because in all my years, I've been a paramedic for seven years. I've never had somebody say. Hey, we hold my hand. <laughs> dude, I didn't care at that point. I was like, all I could think in my brain was, dude, I'm going out this window and I'm going to plummet down to BFE in Texas near Decatur. That's going to be where I die. I'm like, no, dude, no. I'm like, hold my hand. Hold my hand. <laughs> you I'm see this? Here. Hold it. Yeah. <laughs> He's got like the monkey lock grip. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're not letting me go. I literally done anything at that moment. I would never have let go. If so. I go, you're going with yeah, me. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So when we get there, the only thing was is they wheel me in and it's like, dude, you... This is broke. This well, they, I didn't know their name in my previous injuries. Oh, so it was like okay, shoulder, back, wrist, Bro. and pelvis. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, I am bad. I'm like, I don't remember even the crash. Yeah, like my wrist doesn't even feel that. Yeah, bad. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm like pretty bad, you know. So I get in there, or whatever. So long story short, it's my shoulder blade, but my shoulder blade was broken like pretty, pretty bad, mm. and some ribs. So it was, I just couldn't really get off the couch at all. Uh, I couldn't really move on my own. Like, I couldn't sit up because I think because the ribs and the shoulder blade, I don't know. But they ended up not doing surgery on it, which in hindsight, I should have just got it plated. Um, if I could do that over again, I would have because I ended up breaking it later on in the career and I actually got it plated mm. and it was fine. Um, but that was extremely painful. And again, once again, like it was two days on the bike. So at this point, I've ridden my Geico bike, you know, off season, obviously. But right at this point, I've, I haven't raced yet. And this is now April. And like I was gonna get me ready for Hangtown, right? So I'm like, well, Hangtown's over now. Yeah. So and Jay, did, Jay didn't see the crash either. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, he did. did. No, I, I basically flipped into him. I think that was one of the main reasons he like he stopped being a mechanic for a while after this. Like later on, like after I I resigned there, I guess later on we'll get into that. But like he he moved on to like R and D department. That was mm -hmm. like a big thing. He couldn't see that anymore because unfortunately I got hurt like that in eleven. It was like a really bad year, and mm -hmm. he, I think it took a toll on him a bit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I remember just like, well, okay, that's out, you know, so now I got to figure out more rehab and go through that again. But I'm like, you know, it's okay. Everything's fine. So I'm getting healthy, I guess. And moving on, we go, I come back at Redbud, which probably hindsight, like you said, we, we, we can do, you know, be fine. I'll get through it. And it's the hottest race of the year. Good race to come back to. <laughs> yes. So bad, bad idea. But I ended up, actually, I ended up doing good. I think I got six or something and I was like, awesome. It's a good, good comeback, you know. And then I think we stayed for a boot camp up there, which I was 
probably not ready to do. It was too hot. Stanton's and, place? Yeah. yeah. Or uh, Larocco's. Sorry. Oh, Larocco's, okay. And then so we do that, and I come back to the next race, and I think I think we all sucked. No, no, we did Millville, and we were okay, and then we went to Washougal, and I think we were like 12th, 13th, 14th, and 15th. Like we were all, we were all, but we were all zapped from the training camp. Like mm. we, none of us could ride. And luckily it wasn't always me, only me, because I was like, dude, I'm riding as hard as I can, and I'm like not competitive. Mm. And so we kind of regrouped. We had the weekend off for Loretta's, and then we went to Unadilla, and I felt good. I kind of went home and, you know, got back. <laughs> I slept, basically, <laughs> and then I uh, got going again. And um, first moto, first lap, I crashed there, and I woke up middle of the track again. At Unadilla? Yeah. So this was, I've at this point, I've raced two or three races. Um, and and I, how, how many concussions had you had in your whole career at that point? At that point? Not not too bad. Probably seven. Okay. I don't know. I mean, dude, I, dude, I had three before I was ten. Like, oh, that was you did? scary. Yeah, I, oh, that happened. Wow. I happened when I was pretty young, like my first okay. three or four. Like actually going out was like Jeez. I was pretty young. Um, <laughs> which was a big not that bad. Like seven. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, this was a big reason why I stopped racing. Was I went to a doctor after my last concussion, and I, you know, he's like, "How many documented do you have?" And I'm like, "What do you mean documented?" He's like, "You know, at the like doctor." I'm like, uh, "None." Like we don't go to the doctor for a concussion, dude. Like we just take some time off, and like we're all scared of that. Like, that's something no one talks about, right? Yeah. Like we, you're just like, yeah. as soon as you can like focus again, you're good, or get your heart rate up, you're good, type of thing. And at that point, it, it wasn't evolved into concussion testing that we have now, and like don't have that protocol. Yeah. You know, it's come a long way in the for last sure. few years, even. And like we went through it together, like all the ones that I could remember, and he was like, "Well, there's no secret number that, boom, you're done." But he's like, "You have enough right now to be done," and I was like, "Okay." That's all I needed to hear. I was like, okay, well, I'm done. I had something. Yeah. Oh, is, that, is that right? That was pretty much. That was yeah. like, I was on the fence anyway. And then when he told me that, I was kind of like, well, dude, I don't have a second head. Like, I can put plates and whatever I have on my body, but yeah. you don't fix that. And I was kind of like, well, I want to have kids and a family at some point. Like, and if I, I can't be able to feed here, myself and not yeah. drool, and if yeah. I can't be here for them, what's the point? Wow. So, but yeah, that that one, I I crash, I wake up, and furious because. Then I get back to the truck, and I told Jay, I'm like, dude, don't worry about it. I'm okay. We'll get ready for the first moto. And he's like, that was the first moto. And I said, okay, we're going <laughs> to oh, pack geez. her up. We're going to pack her up. I'm going to head back. You know, we're going to head home and regroup from this. So I knew I had broke my collarbone. And, like, I knew it wasn't bad because I could move it, but I could, you know, you could feel yeah. the collarbone. You're like, oh, it's whatever. It's And my collarbone's broken. I got a concussion. Obviously, I'm going to miss the last two, but not a big deal. So just when I get home, I just get an x-ray of my collarbone because I'm like, should just make sure I don't need surgery or whatever. And I obviously can't race the last two, so to let it heal on its own is not a big deal right now. And I knew I knew I need to get my head good for next year, so I was like, oh, whatever. And uh, go to get an X-ray on my collarbone. My back's broken again. So this was another three or four months now. Oh so I had broken T two through T seven or something this time. So it was three and four you said earlier, right? Yeah. So you broke those again? Yeah, I rebroke basically everything. I think maybe five held on, but basically like top and above, like ones that was like broke bad, like they all went. Like the middle one, like whatever the one I broke the first time, whatever was in the middle there, I can't remember now, but that one was done again. So it was like, well, that one stayed strong, but everything around it went. Jeez. So I'm like, maybe I should have worn that Liette that Ping gave me that day. You know? <laughs> uh, that isn't going to help <laughs> no, that. No, I wouldn't have. Were you wearing a chest protector at the time? Uh, an under, a hard one under. Yeah. But yeah, but no, I mean, still didn't. Like how the doctor explained it to me, because I was asking him, because I was like, do I need a neck brace? I need a, like, what do I need to change something? But he's like, yeah. no, when you hit like that and you can, it's, it's compression nothing, fractures. No, yeah, nothing's going yeah. to, nothing's yeah. going to save that, you know? And so whatever, I get healed up from that. And I think I go to, I get the off season or whatever. Actually, I'm feeling like 
pretty decent, but you're like what we were talking about earlier. Like you're kind of dealing with that kind of mental block. Like I didn't come into 12 Supercross like I'm gonna win. I just came in like kind of like racing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm happy I'm, the off I'm season here. went good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I'm I just spent three months on the bike for the first time in a long time. It went pretty smooth. I think I went to Anaheim one, and I think I won my heat race. And I like I burst into tears on the podium because it was such an emotional year for me. Like, dude, there was parts of eleven where I was like doubting myself so bad, and like I was, <laughs> I was hanging out with probably the wrong crowd at home, like at, at some point, and doing things that I knew I shouldn't have been doing. Um, and I, that sounds bad, and I don't want to elaborate on it too far, but like it wasn't. I wasn't doing drugs, you know, bad, hard drugs or anything like that. But, you know, I just knew I was doing the wrong things and kind of partying a little bit. And because I was just like, dude, like, it's kind of matter. Like, I can't do anything right right now. Like, I, like that whole off season and that whole year, like, I did everything by the book. And I was like, kind of like, dude, like, clearly it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, like, you know, you start losing that, lose that track of like. You start having that fuck it attitude. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like. Just fuck this, fuck that. And luckily, one morning I'd woke up there in 11 and been like, dude, you've, <clears throat> you've got to get your shit together. Or this is going to go bad. Like, so. I just had like this, I don't know, like that moment, I guess, when maybe you just kind of see light at the end of the tunnel where you're like, dude, this is not how you want to be. Like you're living something you don't want to be living right now. And, um, yeah, it was a big eye opener for me. Like I even went and talked to my parents about it. Like I had flown and talked to Sandy and Robert about it and Fedaro and been like, dude, I'm like, you know, I, I actually have an email on my phone I should read that like said you need to get back to California from Sandy. Like it almost makes me choked up, but like, oh yeah, I remember Sandy. Yeah, and, and she's like, you know, this is where you're successful, and this is what this is where all the good doctors are to do rehab correctly. Because I was like back there, I'm like, dude, I'll do rehab here, like locally in, in Texas. Texas? Yeah, yeah, and okay. I'm like, I'll just do it here, you know. Like, and Fed was out here, and Cindy was out here, and I was kind of like, dude, I'm fine on my own. Like, kind of wanted to be on my own for a little bit, you know. And in hindsight, yeah, I mean, Doctor G's here. Everything that I needed was here, yeah. but I was kind of like, no, nah, just you know, leave me alone. And like I said, I was just kind of depressed, honestly. Yeah, you can get you get down, and it's like you don't get really want to be around people. Yeah, I don't want to talk. To, I don't want to yeah. answer everybody's question. Like, did you get hurt? Again? I was going to yeah. say uh, that's the thing that I think sucks is you like you know what's going to be yeah. asked. Like, how are you feeling? When, when are you going to be riding? Like, is, does it hurt? What happened? You're like, yeah, I didn't want to freaking talk about it. Yeah, I just didn't want to yeah. have to answer all those questions. Like, yeah. I want to be on my own and like yeah. just leave me alone. I want to be mom's cooking and stuff like that. Like, I wanted to kind of just be alone. And then like that email comes through, and it's probably at the perfect time. And I read it, and I've been like, yeah, it's pretty much all correct. You know, basically <laughs> calling me out, and I'm like, it's pretty much all fact. And yeah, I got back out here, and like things had kind of changed with the team in 12. Um, as far as like they wanted us here full time. So by the end of 12, I had bought a house here full time, and you know, it was really hard to leave my parents and my brother like that. Like, I mean, that was kind of like I spent half the year here and I'd spend the other half of the year there. And at that point I had moved here and been like, okay, I'm all in here with the team and I, I need to be closer to them. I need to grow with them. And like, if I'm going to learn my bike, I can't be in Texas shipping stuff back and forth and trying to learn. Yeah. So I was like, I need to be here. And like I said, I went in and won that heat race and it was like such like a lift off my shoulders. I actually felt like, okay, I'm, I'm okay again. Like I can go, I can go race and mean it again instead of just getting through the night. Mm-hmm. I think I went out in the main and I was like third or fourth and I ended up crashing. Not bad. Um, but I ended up getting like seventh cause I just, it was the wrong place, wrong time to crash and everyone freight, freight trains train, you. Yeah, yeah. Freight train me again. <laughs> All the dudes. There's a, there's a you habit. Freight train <laughs> yeah, it's dudes. a lot of freight trains. Um, yeah, one of those things, but, um, I wasn't bad. That was the best of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then move on. The next week at the test track, I missed time a staircase just right and I ended up breaking my hip, like cracking it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, I tried to bail, didn't get off in time, and then whatever, the, the history is the rest. And at that point, I'm just like, dude, 
like where does it does uh, it yeah. end? Can yeah. anything go right right now? Like I felt like I'd made that move and then I got in second in Supercross in ten and I'm like I'm, I feel like I'm doing everything right to go win and like now I, I can't even stay on my bike a couple months, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, dude, I'm losing time on all these guys, like I'm becoming irrelevant. Now people are going to be like, why would we take a chance on this kid? Like, you know, he hasn't stayed healthy. Like, I did the whole season at TLD. I think I think I missed two races outdoors because of my shoulder or something. But, like, I hardly missed anything that year. Yeah. And, yeah, I got to that point. And I think I had flown home maybe just for a couple of days to see my parents and stuff. And they, luckily, I, was on, I wasn't off the bike too long. The hip didn't need surgery or anything? No, just, no. Yeah, I got I was... super lucky. It was up, like, up high on the, like, I guess how your hip comes up and then has that, like, yeah, almost like, wishbone yeah. like, hole in it. Like, it was up high. And I'd done that before, and I broke my pelvis when I was super young. Um, I'd kind of done that before, so I kind of knew. Was that with, with one of your concussions? No, I didn't get knocked out. That's what was oh, crazy. Okay. I bailed. I ran out of gas. Oh, is that right? I rode my, I rode, oh, I was on 80s. Like, you know, you don't have a time clock. Oh, or, not on the Geico bike. You mean no, when you were this, a kid. Yeah, this was a long time ago. Yeah, I ended up bailing, and they opened book fractures, so you do the splits too far. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, which sounds, I mean, it's hot. I can't believe I can bend that far, but. It's hot. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not hot. Well, it wasn't. <laughs> Too many of those moves leads to being freight trained. I'm just telling That's you. That's true. Yeah. That's show that, show that don't move stretch off. that move too much. Well, now I can't. Now it's calcified. And clearly <laughs> I can't. You know what I mean? But um, so, yeah, I guess going back to that, I'm like kind of almost going back to where I'm like, dude, what am I doing? Like, how, how can this not get any better? And then <clears throat> actually it's funny. Like I was like, well, it's contract year for me. I had signed the two-year deal. And I'm like, at this point I've raced now three or four races total in a year and a half and I'm like okay it's a matter of time before either my pay gets cut or I'm just not going to get resigned which I don't blame them I'm like at that point I'm like why would I be mad if they don't yeah. sign me yeah. and so I get this call from Jeff Myshack he goes hey uh, I want to I want to offer you an extension and I'm like what <laughs> he's like yeah you know I, but I'm you know not going to pay you that much but I'm going to put a lot of incentives in there I'm like okay yeah you know like He's like, I'm going to pay you a flat salary, basically, that, you know, it's going to be low, lower than you want, for sure, and but you won't get cut. Like, if you race one race or ten, it's going to stay there. And, yeah. like, he never cut my pay. I'm not saying he cut my pay before, but he was just basically saying, like, you're kind of a yeah. risk, yeah. but this is guaranteed yeah. if you want it. And so I was like, yeah. Like, right when he said that, like, I was like, the fact that you guys still believe in me right now, yeah. like, yeah. where do I sign? Yeah. I don't even need to know the numbers, Jeff. You know, like, I was like, I'll just do it. And it was heavily incentive-based. And so I ended up riding a couple rounds on Factory 450 that year for Honda because... In uh, 12? Yes, because Trey got hurt at L.A. that year. So they had Cole and I fill in for, like, Cole and I split yeah. rounds. Didn't you get, like, a seventh or something on the 450? Something yeah, really well. Yeah, seventh or ninth or yeah. something like that. Cole, Cole did awesome. I think Cole yeah. got, like, he third got or fourth. Yeah, yeah well, he, he got second, third, or fourth. He was one of those guys that pleasantly surprised me. Uh, not that I didn't think he could do it, but... One of those guys, when he moved up, I was like... He was better on the 450. Exactly. I was like, I don't know if he's yeah. good enough to be a podium guy. And, super, and then all of a sudden, you watch him, you're like... Yeah, he was, he was just better That bike gels yeah. with him. You yeah. still did well in it, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I got 7th or ninth or yeah. something like that. I mean, it was top 10, I think, every weekend, which I was like... Coming off injury, I was like, that's pretty good. Like Just being there every weekend is a yeah. good thing at that point. Yeah, at that point, I was like, dude, I'm... I'm going to races. So you healed up. You had missed a couple of the West Coast rounds, yeah, and I, you were doing some of the East Coast on the 450. Yeah, so I started doing East Coast Supercross 450, and then um, as soon as it went back West, I got back on my 250, and um, I think I went five, four, three the last three rounds, and I was like, I was like, 
okay. Yeah. You know, we're, we're on the right track again. Cause then I started losing sight of like even the podium again. I'm like, I haven't been on the podium since 2010. Like I've won a heat race since then. Like that's it. Mm. And I haven't done anything. It's been two years and like, I'm starting to kind of, you almost start losing faith. Like your belief. Yeah. yeah that, like, yeah. is it even going to happen again? Like, I, I feel like, Two seasons in racing terms is a long time. It feels like it. Like when you have, yeah. a, when you've had the taste of being doing a, a winner's interview, and then yeah. it just doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Does like you said, you almost is it ever going to happen? Yeah, it felt like Was it that wasn't. Lucky? Yeah. And then so yeah, so anyways, I go outdoors and like. Luckily, like Jay was still working for me, and we had this goal: was every round, every race, you get points. There was no yeah like. You got to be top five or anything like that. It was just every round, every race, get points. And we did that. I said for one round, I got 21st. Like I had crashed like four times in one turn at Southwick for some reason. Like in a row. Like the next stop, I'd come around, fall. Next time I'd come around, fall. And it was like, dude, I'm like, I get up. At one point, I look over at the mechanic and I'm like, dude, I don't know what the fuck's happening. Like how can I not stop crashing here? Can we just cut this corner out next motor? So that was actually the video that like the dude comes over and runs and picks my bike off of me. Or his bike off me or whatever. Yep. Have you seen that one? I have seen it. I have. So that was that video. Uh, I didn't know that my bike got plowed, so it bent my front brake rotor. I didn't know. So every time I even thought about front brake, it just like locked. Oh. And it's obviously sat in the sand. So I was like, dude, I'm like, dude, I'm good in the sand. I'm like, what is happening here? Like, I can't even ride. (laughs) Like, there's no front end grip. (laughs) So whatever. So we we made it. We did every round. Um, Got my best career number that year. Like, it was actually, it was cool. It was good. It was like, started to get positive again. And then, yeah. It was nice. It was nice to feel that feeling. So it was a, basically a rebuilding year totally, for you. Totally. All right. So then 13, off season went well. Yep. And you, they put you on the east. Was there a reason for that? So I remember being in the back of LaRocco's car. I think we went to a fitness test. It was Bogle and I, I think, that were in the back of the car. And then I can't remember. Actually, it might have been Eli and I. I can't remember. It was one of us. We're together, and I think he gave us the option. I remember him being like, west or east, and I said, I'll win east, and Eli's like, I'll win west. Or some, it was something like that. I remember us both being like, we'll win if you separate us. Like, I want to be separate. Like, I feel like he's the guy, hmm. and like I felt like I, I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't know if I could beat him. But I feel like if we, I felt like we needed to be separate. Hmm. And I but that also makes, that. a lot of teams do that in general anyway. Yeah. Like, if you, if from what I've just seen, a lot of times they'll take, say, on average, four-man team in the 250s. There's often two more experienced yeah. guys and two younger guys yeah. on average, not always. And you often see they'll put the two strong guys on opposite coasts and two young yeah. guys. Yeah, I mean, makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah, no, yeah, just like I said, I think it just – I think one day we got decided there. Um, I had just got ready for West because I kind of assumed that like you, like anybody does, you never know what can happen. Yeah. And it's always probably the week before Anaheim. So if you're not ready, then it's not going to be fun if you get thrown in. So I stayed ready. And then I think I took like a week or two back, like backed it way down and then got back going again. And everything just, it was almost that year that I felt like 11 was. Like I felt like I couldn't do any wrong. Hmm. And then that, that season ended up being your championship season. Was there any races along the way that stood out for you? Yeah. How many, how many did you win that year? Just two. Okay. I think I won, it was Atlanta and St. Louis. And uh, mainly St. Louis because it's pretty close to where I grew up. Like, you know, that's like a lot of friends and family come to that one when I was racing it. And um, that one always, I mean, Atlanta can't ever be replaced because it was the first time I'd ever won a main. And like, I don't know that feeling. I didn't sleep that night. And I actually, I actually exploded my toe in the heat race. Like I didn't even, I never went back to the truck from the heat to the main. Like, yep. I, I literally got dressed in, in Asterix to go to the main event I walked into the hot lap and went out for the parade is that right yeah it was crazy and that was my first win like I never thought it would go that way like huh. you know you have to be like I thought 
you know, we all think like everything's got to be kind of perfect. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. you can't do this. Like, I remember getting back to the truck and like I said, hey, I don't know what I just said on the podium after the heat. Like, my teammate and I had hit down the start straight and I didn't think anything of it. Like, I ended up winning. No big deal. In the podium and my foot was super wet. And I'm like, that's not sweat. And I'm like, I have no pain. I'm like, it's kind of weird. <laughs> I'm like, weird. So that my I'm toe beat that, its pants. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, they're asking me questions and all I can think about is why is my foot so wet right now? Like so strange, and I'm like, I came back. I'm like, I don't know even what I said to her on the podium. Like, Why is no everything idea. with you sexual? Right. So wet right now. See, I get that all the time, and I don't mean for it to be like that. Is it because I'm like, I wasn't going. I just bring you. it on myself. <laughs> like, um, no. So we get back there, and I remember taking my boot off and taking my sock off, and my dad was like, oh, like I almost passed out because my my toe was like a grape, like like you hit it with a hammer, oh, like shit. I just went really wide open. Yeah, just split. Big toe? No, small. Like second, oh. second over from the big toe, maybe or something like that. Okay. So middle, I don't even know. What, I don't know what you call big toes like tiny like your middle, finger. middle to finger. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Middle toe finger. Yeah. So the screw you toe. We get back there, and I remember the doc being like, "He's like, yeah, I can do it, but you know, not racing." And I'm like, "No, no, I am. Like 100, percent I'm racing. So either I put it back in my boot right now, and you like bandage it, and I'm racing, or we sew it, or you stitch it, and I'm going racing." And like the lady was like, ah, and he's like, "Okay." Because he was like, I guess. Bodner? Yeah. I think it was, no, it might have been Ryman. I can't remember. Okay. It was one of the, no, it was actually, it was Alexander. It was Alexander. Okay. And so, my dude, we're going. So, he like shot it a couple times, whatever. Tore which, it all. Yeah, That's all they can give you. It was, like the shot in my toe was like, dude, oh my, I don't know yeah, what it was, but I was like, bad, huh? oh my gosh. Like, I was like, worse than any tattoo, worse than anything. I'm like, dude, that's bad. I don't know what that was, but it was bad. I wonder if he gave you lidocaine. I don't know it what was they, numb. Okay. Whatever it was, it was, it was lidocaine. Numb. Yeah. yeah. I just remember being like, wow. The only painkiller they can give you is Tordal because it doesn't yes. cross the blood brain Yeah, barrier. yeah. But it they does can calm do, you down, though. They can, does it? I swear, dude. Like, I, it always, every time I had a Tordal shot a race, I was like, whatever, dude. <laughs> like, I'm just going to ride. I'm going to go get a Tordal shot then. I swore it, like, calmed me. It, like, chilled me out a little bit. Well, lidocaine will make it numb. That's what they give you, like, in a dentist chair yeah. or whatever, you know. So, whatever. We're in there. And then, so, I get it all done. And then so my he, dad. Did he stitch it? Or he yeah. Just dude, you know what's gnarly about this? Is so, my nail had come off. Yeah. He stitched my nail back on it never fell off dude well because it was stitched on well yeah yeah no <laughs> that, but, your logo's not gonna fall off your head either <laughs> i understand that but like when the stitches came out it never no, like no, it you know didn't I mean? die it, it didn't die it must have yeah i don't know i don't know how it happened but that's like weird it just c- continued to grow it was no big deal i mean that's super sensitive obviously like if i bump that toe like you want to like like borderline cry yeah but like yeah, it was it was the strangest thing. I remember being like, "Oh, it'll fall off in a couple of days," you know, whatever. But like, I'm surprised he stitched it and then let you race. Like, I, I would have guessed he would have just wrapped it up the best he could to go race. And when you're done, yeah, we'll clean it, and stitch it, and whatever he did, he stitched it, cleaned it, put it on. I put my he wrapped it up in whatever he did or whatever, and I threw my gear on right there in asterisk, and I literally ran to the gate. Wow! And my mechanic was already up there. And that was your first win. Yeah, crazy. <sighs> Yeah, that is crazy. Because it never should have worked out that way. And I, I think it was wire to wire. I think Dean was on me, and I'm like, it didn't. That's fine. Yeah. So that year, you were on the box every race except for the shootout. Not everyone. Not the shootout. I put him. Oh yeah, I didn't race the shootout. You're right. Yeah, yeah, I, I pulled out of the shootout. No, no, but the East, you. Yeah, I, got I third, put him to everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. That was nine races. I think I put him nine. Adrenaline's the best painkiller too. Oh, dude, yeah, because I didn't feel anything. I think I remember after that race. I remember, I told my dad, I'm like, let's go have a drink. Like I'm gonna have a drink. Like I don't drink during the season normally, but I'm like, let's 
I want to have a drink right now. Like, yeah. I'm excited you're here. Like, this is awesome. Like, oh, your dad was there? Yeah. And yeah. he was like, you know, over the moon. I never slept. I couldn't. I tried. Like, I didn't Amped, sleep. Huh? Yeah. Like, I was so excited. And then I wake up the next morning and I'm like, dude, my toe is going to fall off. I remember being like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, What's going to heartbeat? It. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, wow, my toe is bad. Because I was like, yeah, we'll go ride Monday or Tuesday. Like, everything's good. Like, no big deal. And I'm like, dude, I can't ride. I remember being like, there's no chance I can ride right yeah. now. Like, I don't know how I did it. That's crazy. So, um, if I remember right, too, you Vegas was part of the points, right? Um, yes. It's yeah, changed was, a million there times. A, there, there was, was an East West final. Okay. It was yeah, separate. There was remember? an East and West. Yeah. yeah. And if I remember right, didn't you crash in practice and break your hand? The last lap. Of the last practice. That's right. I remember there was yeah. some drama because everyone was like, is he going to be able to ride? And I remember I was like, come on, Will. Like, Dude. you've been through so much. I know a lot of people were pulling for you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what happened? I, I, I never heard the specifics on all this. So, and it, it kind of stemmed from maybe the last four weeks before that. Like I had lost ground on Marvin. I was kind of riding conservative because I mean, when Dean crashed out or whatever, at that point, I think I had a little bit of a cushion, but when he crashed out at Indy or whatever it was, I had a pretty good gap on Marv where I was like, I can kind of, I can control this. And that's the wrong kind of mindset to get in. And I was like, then I had like people on the team talking to me like, freaking out i remember being it was like it was like unseated qualifying or um untimed qualifying no times like dude what are you doing and i'm like dude i'm just looking at the fucking track yeah i like, calm down like then i started getting stressed out because i'm like dude he's stressed like we were talking yeah. about earlier yeah like when one person kind of feels that you can you start feeling it's that. a trickle down effect yeah and then i'm like well shit i better get my shit together and then it was like i was crashing in heat races and i wasn't doing that all year and i was like too much pressure like i had to win yeah and then but i started losing ground on marvin and then that last race, I remember going there and being like, dude, I'm leaving it all on the table tonight. Like, I'm going to show them in qualifying. I'm faster. I'm going to win the heat race, and I'm going to win the main event tonight. Like, period. I'm going to win tonight. And I went out in that practice, and he got in behind me, and I'm like, all right. And I think it was like one or like a minute left or whatever, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to show him what's up. He can get on me all he wants. Go for the toe. I'm going to I'm gonna show you I'm faster tonight right now. And I literally, I barely chopped the throttle in the whoops before the finish line. I think because some, like a uh, lapper or maybe a guy on a slow lap was just getting out of the way. And I chopped just enough to get like past him. They were tiny. That was yeah. the craziest thing is they were tiny whoops. And I was like crushing whoops all year long. And I'm like, they're tiny or whatever. I just chopped the gas. Dude, it just tucked. And uh, it fully went endo and I cartwheeled. Like, and so what did you break? So the Bexley boxer's fracture. I was going to oh. say, isn't it, wasn't it a boxer's yeah. fracture? Dude, those hurt. Yeah, it was bad. Have you noticed how many times a guy's gone down the whoops and had that tiny? Yeah, I guess because every time back? you always like you either do this yeah. or you do this. Like you so always it's either do your scaphoid. Yeah. I've always I always put my hands out so I've broken both yeah. my scaphoids. <laughs> so <laughs> scaphoids. Boxer's fracture. <laughs> yeah, I got Things like boxer. I like to spread the love around. I got the scaffold here somehow or whatever. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what that is. And then the boxer's fracture and then <sighs> whatever, yeah. Do you still have a plate in there? Yeah, for the boxer's fracture, yeah. Yeah, yeah I do too. Yeah, I w thought about taking it out, but I'm like, it doesn't hurt. Yeah. No, just Mine save it for when you need to give someone a wake-up call. So, yeah, dude, how, how did you race with that? Like, so my boxer's fracture, I punched a pit bull that had a hold of my dog. I was trying to get him to let go. That's fair. And their heads are so thick Dude, that's, and hot. That's fucking. I was gonna say you must have punched it pretty hard. I got my dog away, and I looked down, and my thing's just all burr, like big old teepee right there. I'm Dude, like, that's not good. It's gnarly. But it hurt. Like I can't imagine racing. Yeah, it, it did. And I, I remember, like Bodner wanted to X-ray it, and I was like, "You can X-ray it, but don't bother telling me. Like I have to race. Like I don't. Yeah, I, there's no I, way I I'm not gonna go line yeah. up. I'm like, don't tell me until yeah. after the main. Whatever the result is, I said it doesn't. It doesn't matter at this point. Like yeah. if you want to know, that's great. <laughs> 
So I remember, like, I mean, and you know. Did the x-ray? Yeah. He did. And okay. he didn't say anything. He was, like, cool. You know. Um, I, but you guys know. Like, you know when it's broke. And, like, you can feel it. Yeah. And I'm like, I know it's broke. So we go back to the truck. And we're sitting there. And I just said, I'm going to go upstairs. And I like, put my headphones on. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I'm like, don't. Don't talk to me about the race. Like I was sick of answering questions about the race anyway. Like there was like everyone built up this rivalry between me and Marvin that didn't exist. Yeah. Like we didn't talk all day. Like every weekend we'd like talk on track, walk, and be cool. I remember like at that race, everyone was like, "So you guys are like kind of like rivals and stuff." I'm like, "Not really. Like, well, we're going for the same title, but we don't like dislike each other. Like I actually like the guy. Yeah. And I'm like, he likes me. Like we're cool. Marv's super chill. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of the same way. Like I don't know if like any of us, like, either one of us, was kind of like kind of happy for each other when we were winning. It was like kind of like yeah, good job. Like, yeah, well, good you, job. You guys have the those sort of personalities. Yeah. Like some guys, they gotta hate the competition a little yeah. bit. You've you've always struck struck me as someone that's just like, hey man, it's racing. Yeah, yeah whatever. Like we'll I gotta, leave I gotta it be out better. There. Yeah, I gotta be better. You know, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And so, so you still had to do a heat. It's not like you had to just go do the main. You had to do a heat and then the main, right? No, that was our the our main. Well, the was the, heat. the main. Okay, yeah, that's right. So you only had to you go qualify in the day, and they took the yeah. top 20, <clears throat> 22 yeah, guys, 22 and that's guys. right. And you lined up for the main. I remember that. And that's how you went to the shootout afterwards. So, so at least probably was that. a good yeah. thing, yeah. actually. Yeah, no, I honestly, I don't know. If we had to do a heat, too, I don't know if I could have made Because then it moves, and then it gets it swollen and sore yeah. and stiff before the main. So you did it. Did you do a tortoise shot? Did they tape? Yeah. Like, what did you do? So I went back. Dr. G put everything he could put on it, like, machine-wise, like the, you know, like, basically, like, the power dot, like, something like that was, like, Did he use it. the magic sauce? I don't know what's magic. Which one's that? <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, like, I don't want to <laughs> know. There could be a few things. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't think I want to Did he freight trade you with the secret sauce? <laughs> he did. He did. Here we go. We got all this. <laughs> Take it all. So we went there and then went and got the tour at all and then came back and I put my glove on and then G like taped these fingers together okay. and then taped over this. Like, and I, I, I could never ride with tape like in my life. Like if I'd had to tape like a blister, like I can't ride with that. And it's your throttle hand, dude. Yeah. And oh. I was like, I was like, this is going to be gnarly. And then that was the year, like, you come in at 95 and you flat, they launch oh, yeah, a single yeah, yeah. into flat, into bumps. And I'm like, that's going to ruin my night. Like, it's going to hurt every lap. But every lap, I remember just, like, landing and being like, ow. You know, like, oh. You know, and I, I think I held on like that. Yeah. Like, I barely held on. Changes your angle, huh? <laughs> it's like no, a yeah. the grip. <laughs> no, no, it did. And it was like, everything was kind of off. And I, I felt fine until about... I don't know, I got a good start, and I was, like, second for a while. Bowers passed me, and I was in second, and then Marvin caught me. And as soon as he caught me and passed me, I was like, it's kind of all I had. My hand actually came off in the whoops before the finish line. And what was the scenario? You had to finish right behind him, right? Yeah, I couldn't. Okay. I couldn't. No one could be between us yeah. at that point. I think it was a five-point gap. And Bowers won, right? That's the one yeah. race he won? That's, that's when he came yeah. to ride for Mitch, came off yeah. arena cross, and then... yeah. yeah. Okay. Kind of surprised some people, I think. Yeah, yeah, he rode But he great. rode flawless. Yeah, he did. And that was the craziest thing was like, and then he like nonchalantly doubled through the rhythm the last lap. And I can like kind of see, and I'm like, dude, like, and that, you know, it's like out of your control. I remember being like, it's like, not like literally nothing. You can't do anything. And if Marv would have won and you got second, I still won. That oh, you okay. still would have won? Yeah. But if but, he was third. But if yeah. I was third, yeah, I lost. We were tied and yeah. he had more wins. Yeah. So. He would have had one more win. Yeah. Yep. So Marv was going crazy trying to get Tyler and. Yeah, and I think it was literally this far. I remember, I remember like going to the corner and looking up and seeing that Tyler wanted to been like, <laughs> like so, yeah, bam, so, bam, yeah, bam. I mean, like, <laughs> dude, what was those emotions like? Because that's a crazy way to win it. Yeah, and I, all that you'd been through, and then break your hand in practice, like, oh, you, it's like this emotional yeah. roller coaster. Like, I just, I felt like, 
for some reason, I was like, I have to get it done. Like, I don't have a choice that night. Like, I have to do something, or at least try. You know, I was like, well, I've come this far. Like, I'm not going to be at Hangtown now. Like, regardless, I knew I wasn't yeah. going to Hangtown. I'm like, that's another national I'm missing, yeah. you know? And, um, yeah, I mean, moving on, it was just like into that feeling. Like, my, oh, my whole family was there. And, like, the team was genuinely so excited for me because I think because they kind of saw me go through everything. Like, had they not believed in me through those times, like, I was, like, messed up at home and, like, kind of depressed and, like, like I said, around the wrong people and, like, and and my family like without my family and them at, the, at that time like i don't know where i'd be right now yeah like i don't i don't think i'd be right here you know yeah. that's that was crazy like i really think about that a lot where they pulled you back in line they really did like and they they remember them calling me like dude you can still win and i'm thinking like i've raced twice like how do, how do you figure you know i remember being like i appreciate that it's flattering but i don't think yeah. so you know mm. but yeah no i just like i said i got lucky that all those people were there and yeah it was an unreal feeling and i'd, I'd remember going out that night to like go <laughs> obviously i was going to have drinks for sure i was like dude i am going out <laughs> hard right now and um full send like a cast i had a fucking cast on that night you uh, went and got to the er and got a cast or did they no, do it no, like a like a bodner like it was like okay. a soft cast or yeah, whatever yeah. with like eight Sam splint or something yeah, yeah yeah so they splint it or cast whatever it was and i'm walking around being like i didn't care i was fine i'm like you're like just brace it so I you could just <laughs> yeah. slide. Can I hold it, it in the can so I don't even have to move <laughs> yeah. my fingers? Just <laughs> and then release. <laughs> it was like that. It was pretty much like that all night. I wanted about that far apart my yeah. fingers. Yeah, as long as I can do that, I'm good. I remember. I mean, typical like got near chat at the after party and being like, "Do you want a vodka like cranberry?" I'm like, "Yeah, for sure." And just, I should have known. I knew. I knew chat better than that. It's vodka only. Yeah, vodka water maybe. I'm gonna be like. Yeah. <laughs> the water was just the ice melting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically. that was it. Yeah. Um, well, I, I I just remember that night, be, like everybody, I think you're one of those guys where everyone was just super happy for you. Yeah. You know, you don't have a lot of enemies in the pits. No, and I felt like that, and that was like a cool feeling that it felt like everyone genuinely was like pumped. I remember, I remember you said that. I can't remember when we spoke. I don't know if it was that night or not, but I remember I was like, "Dude, I'm so pumped for you." And you you said to me, "You're like, dude, I kind of felt that way." Like. A lot of people came and expressed yeah. how genuinely happy they were, and that's pretty cool because it doesn't always happen. Guys, no. waiting, people are like, yeah, good job, man. But I think like yeah, it generally felt like knowing the, the you, Paddock was happy. Yeah, I think they were like yeah. that guy deserved that. You well, know? no, because you know if a guy's not humble or if a guy yeah. um, had it come too easy or you know it's yeah, easier yeah. to write it off a little bit like oh yeah you know yeah no, you, I think everyone. You're a nice dude. You're you're, yeah. you're genuinely humble and kind of self-deprecating in your humor, and and you'd had these really hard couple of years. Yeah, that was the thing. I think that everyone, everyone kind of saw like, that. Yeah, everyone was. And then the way you break your hand and win it still, like that was just. People Did were Marv sad. ever talk? Did you ever talk to Marv about it, Dave? So that's what was cool. Is like that day, like everyone's like the whole press day. It was like trying to make this rival, and like I was actually really bummed. They made us hold the number one plate together. Which I was like, it's kind of fucked up. Like, Friday before the race, I'm like, you have to both touch it. Oh, really? I was like, that's kind of like, I feel like that's almost bad luck. It's like seeing the trophy, like, too early for me. I'm like, like, we have to both touch it. I'm like, mm, that's not, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, like, it's like building it up, right? That's like, the they want to hate Yeah, that's they and wanted I'm, to do that. Yeah. And I'm like, it's kind of like, I looked at it, I'm like, that's lame. Like, I don't think, touch it, you know? And I remember, like, at the gate, I went over and told Marvin, I'm like, hey, dude, like, I know everyone's trying to make this all weird all weekend, and we, like, talked, and I was like, dude, like, good luck. And he goes, Cause I know. I was like, I felt weird all day, like, that we couldn't talk to each other. Yeah. we like, literally every weekend, like, like I said, track walk stuff, we'd say, like, what's up? I can be, like, civil. Like, no, we're not going to dinner, but we'd be cool. Yeah. And, like, yeah. that weekend, we d didn't talk at all. I remember being like, dude, good luck. I'm like, you too. 
That's cool. It was just cool. Yeah. Like yeah. that was, and I think we were both would have been, I mean, I didn't want to lose that. I'll be honest. I would, I would have done anything not to, but. Oh, so would he, you yeah. know what I mean? Somebody's got to win. So yeah. we, we, Donnie and I actually Somebody has to be the today. loser, and that's why I, I always stepped in and just did that. You know <laughs> what I mean? took one for the team. Yeah, I didn't want to <laughs> make the other guy feel bad. <laughs> you know what? I'll get second. Me did him. Yeah. You win. I Let me know I, how that is. I don't need the money anyway. Like like GL said, we, we passed him on the freeway today. He, he's doing okay. Who? Marv. Oh, oh, Marv. He was in his M4 with M4. his Acropovic yeah. exhaust pipe. Oh, yeah. Revving. He, he must have come somewhere from the test tracks to go on the freeway. Yeah. And I happened to be in the passenger seat and looked over, and I'm like, God, this guy looks a lot like Marvin. Yeah. Then he looks over, and I'm like, that is Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, you win the 250 championship. You go outdoors. How did outdoors go that season? Uh, I think I missed the first three or four races. Um, actually, pretty good. I didn't get like any podiums, but I think I stayed top five quite a bit, um, which I, I really wanted a podium outdoors. Like, overall, I never got an overall podium. And, uh, or a win, I was like, I could still go for that. Um, but it was, I would say pretty damn good. Like yeah. considering I came in late, like, yeah. you know, how that is like when you come yeah. in behind the ball a little bit and everyone's kind of got that, that momentum yeah. going and stuff like that. Like all things considered, I ended up winning the whole shot championship, which that was cool for me. Like I came in late and I wrapped it up early, which and it was 15 grand. I was like, I was pumped. What? Yeah. I ended up doing my backyard. I remember like I had it like three rounds early and I'm like, dude, I did my whole backyard for getting whole shots every weekend. And like, it was crazy. It was God cool. Dang man. Um, okay, I, I kind of remember that they used to. Yeah, it was like they would have a, a, a score on the screen. Yeah, yep. And it was a running total. I don't remember that. Fifteen G's. You would get dude. double points if you whole shot at both, both motos, motos in the on the day. same day. Yeah. And I did like the first two rounds. I went whole shot, whole shot, whole shot, whole shot, and then boom, I'm in the lead, like big lead. Wow, like, dude. Yes. So okay, when you won that title, then did you have an automatic rebump for the next year with Geico? No. So well, I mean, I, I had signed back in twelve when they like called me yeah. when I was at home or whatever, and it was a two year deal. But I got I got pointed out. So technically, I mean, in theory, my contract would have been void mm. because I I mean it was a two fifty deal. Yeah. So luckily, basically, they amended my contract and just said, "Hey, look, here, basically, take it or leave it, like a deal." And it was you know I basically. Basically, be a TVT rider, but on a 450, like alias stuff like that. Like, I had to stay. I think I got helmet and goggles and gloves, maybe, or something like that. Okay. Or um, boots, I mean. And uh, for the second year. So yeah. You, you so defend a year, right? No, I, did, I couldn't defend. Oh, you were pointed out? Yeah, I pointed out. So that was that was that was before they changed the rule where you yeah. could always defend. Which, of course, I think they changed it the following series of seasons. Of course <laughs> yeah. they did. So, they always um, make rules. And I think they don't really think it through, and then someone comes along. And they're like, "Oh, we're gonna have to undo this rule because it's stupid. It doesn't work." Oh yeah. Oh, Will really got screwed. Let's change that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> even when Lamson was talking, and I'm like listening to him, and I'm like, "Wait, you pointed out in two it, classes in your first like three years." I'm like, "How does it even happen?" Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. It should never happen <laughs> like that. Well, that's a whole other argument. Yeah. So okay, so they put together a deal for 14 yep. to just ride the 450. Yeah, yeah. So that my year was, I think it was, I had an option if I wanted to go back to 250 for outdoors, like to get more experience outdoors. And I was kind of like, and I think at the time, because I was out here full time and they kind of felt like I was somewhat of the test rider, like I did most of the testing. So they were like, I think they kind of needed me for the 250 as well, which I was, I didn't really carry the way. Um, I just, I wanted to ride the 450. I want to ride the 450 for them. Uh, and they ended up putting together a, f a program for Eli and I. So we both ended up moving up that next year, and we had our own semi, and it was actually it was awesome. It was really cool, um, and it was going pretty good. Yeah. Uh, how did you do that season? What were some of your highlights? Because I, I 
I can't remember. Um, I, for some reason, I thought you rode two videos in Supercross and then moved up outdoors, but no. I guess that's not right. So I ended up taking that summer off because of, we'll get into that okay. <laughs> eventually, but uh, I started off kind of slow. I think I was like a 10th to 12th place guy, and then I just slowly started getting better and better, and I think I went to, I actually broke my, I broke that hand again with the plate in it, so it must have been the bone next to it. In practice, I endowed in the whoops at Anaheim too. I still raced that night. I think I got like eight. And then um, I couldn't race San Diego by the time I keep just saying the adrenaline. Like mm-hmm. I got through the night and I was okay, but then I got to San Diego, I couldn't ride. Like I, I, yeah. I tried and I was like, I'm gonna crash like pretty hard because of this. I can't <laughs> hold on, and I'm like, I can't. Yeah. So I took San Diego off, and I think that then it went east, went to Dallas. Dallas was better, like seventh, eighth. Like I started, like I, but I was in the hunt. I was like with them. I think I qualified out of the heat, which was hard because it was heat and semis. So yeah. it was only top four. So I was like, this is, it was hard to get your heat. Eighth in Dallas. Eighth? Okay. <laughs> so, so yes, yeah, someone yeah. there. Oh, that's good. And then I went to Wyndham's after that, and that's where I was going to stay the East Coast season. And I ended up going to, we went straight from there to Atlanta. And I could actually, that was the first time I had ridden during the week in a couple of weeks. Um, and I went to Atlanta and I, almost beat James in the heat race or I mean I pressured him the whole time and then I got fourth in the main like I um, yeah, I was like I was doing things I was like, I'm like this is like I started to feel good about my bike like I felt like I belonged for the first time that season like I was like I'm one of the guys now and then after that I, I don't know I, I didn't think I think I got a f- sixth at Daytona or fifth sixth um, sixth uh, <laughs> you can't bullshit us right yeah. now yeah, 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 <laughs> right now um, Can't bullshit a bullshitter. Indy, I was running up front. And I actually think I was going to get on the podium, and I, I think I stalled it or washed the front, like typical. And then um, Canada, I ended up crashing super hard first lap. I think Pike knocked a tough block out, and I was already in the air. And I just, just one of those things where you land on it, you just go flying. Like I just got up, bars are bent, everything's bent. And I think I got 14th. Yeah, not good. <laughs> <laughs> it was a rough one. And then I think. Um, I'm trying to think what was after that. Yeah, Andy Nothing. Was, Andy wasn't good. And then St. Louis. Um, St. Louis was after that. And I I had just a – probably my career in um, crash, honestly. Oh, yeah. What, what happened there? Uh, I ended up clipping a rhythm in the heat race and doing like a double handspring somersault front forward off the bike, something – and uh, I ended up breaking my humerus, um, dislocating my shoulder, fractured my skull. What? knocked out, like, bad, like, pretty bad concussion. Um, I didn't think it affected your skull. Yeah, back here. It yeah. was, was kind of gnarly. I mean, well, it was stable. Like, it sounds, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still fracturing your skull. It's scary as hell. But, like, it was super stable. Like, nothing was scary about it. Like, I, I flew from there, like, two days later. Mm-hmm. So, it wasn't, obviously, not a concern. But scary. When you when you hear that, when they tell you that, yeah. I was like, holy shit. Well, if you shit. hit it hard enough to fracture your head, that means your brain good. hits your skull pretty yeah. damn hard. That's yeah. the scary thing, yeah. Yeah. So, I remember being there and being, you know, very confused. I, yeah, I don't think I did anything I know I dislocated my shoulder. I didn't do any damage, I don't think. And then, yeah, I broke my humerus. I think that pretty much it, whatever. But um, flew from there. I went and got it fixed. Um, got healthy again. But my arm just kind of wasn't – it was okay, I guess. It was just had some – but, you know, like, you always have this view of, like, you're getting it fixed. It's going to feel good, but it's never going to feel the same again. Like, we all know that. Like, the first time I got surgery, I'm like, dude, it's going to be brand new. It's going to feel good. And I got it, and I'm like, this thing feels like shit. Yeah. Like, everything sucks. It's cold. It hurts. You know, but that one was pretty tough to come back from. It was, like, four months, too. It was, it was pretty rough. Um, and I was I was really bummed out because I was like, I couldn't wait to ride that bike outdoors because of Daytona. Like, I think I started last, and I came to sixth, like, on fifth. And I'm like, dude, I can't wait to ride this bike outdoors. Like, this is... 
it's going to be so much fun. I'm going to have a good year. And I was actually, for the first time, excited about outdoors, which I never really was. <laughs> yeah. And um, <clears throat> so start doing that and getting healthy and everything like that. And then I had had a call from Geico, basically, or someone, had, I can't remember who originally offered me a ride, but I presented them an offer that I had gotten. And um, basically they said basically they couldn't do anything. And and I I knew that I knew that my deal was kind of like hey this is we're helping you for a year type of thing and I didn't know that so I was trying to decide what I was gonna do and still kind of confused and my arm was still not I couldn't ride a bike yet so confused like, how like just not like sure what you yeah where I was gonna go okay. like and I, I luckily I had done good enough that year where I had kind of some options where yeah. I was like not left out in the cold and they knew that so I think if I didn't have anything they probably would have maybe done something yeah, for the following year. Hard, yeah. yeah or like help like maybe if i bring a sponsor or something like that I, we can do something you know so i'm trying to like kind of figure out what direction i want to do and everything like that <clears throat> and yeah i so said like my arm's taking forever to heal so <clears throat> everyone wanted me to ride the bike but i couldn't <clears throat> so just trying to figure that stuff out and i think i flew to jgr <clears throat> and because that's <clears throat> sorry that's where I actually wanted to go. I really liked those guys. and They were Yamaha at the time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of questions on the bike and stuff like that, but <clears throat> I actually, that's where I just kind of felt like at home there. Like I kind of wanted to change. Like I kind of wanted to move to North Carolina. I like the idea of that. I yeah. was like, I'm kind of all in in this. Well, it ended up working out. And um, at the time, I think I waited too long on one of the other offers. And so that one was out. So then I go to Cowie. And this comes to fruition, which it was kind of out of nowhere. Like, they were not really in the picture. Then all of a sudden, it was like, boom, they're in. And I'm like, okay. And I was like, dream dream of mine to be at Factory Cali, Factory sure. Honda, you know, something like that. I was like, yeah. just dream. So I jump all over it, sign, and took off. Like I said, I took that summer <laughs> off. So I didn't – I started riding it maybe July. Like, I, I okay. maybe could have made one outdoor, but it wouldn't have been – I wouldn't have been good. Yeah. And was, was Eli there at that time too? Yeah. Okay. So it was cool. You oh, guys – Cali? Yeah. No, no, he wasn't there the first year. Who was there with you? Uh, Davey. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah. That's what right. was in the locker? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he says. Okay, so. Actually, believe it or not, I was already on the couch at that point, so I honestly don't know. You don't know. Yeah. I, I wouldn't make you say. So, okay. Was it a two-year deal with Cowie? Yes. Okay. Well, yes, and yes and no. They had option, I think, okay. in July of the first year. If they didn't want to renew, they had to, you know, like in notice, they had to get a notice letter, but we continued for the second year. How was that bike jumping on it after coming off your Honda? It was quite a bit different, to be honest. Like, a lot longer. Yeah. It felt long. Like, it didn't really turn like my Honda. Like, And I, I'd been on Hondas at that point for... Uh, it was like six years or something. Yeah. Honda almost, to me, felt like it had that kind of a shorter yeah, front end. Like really a, the, tight. It was underneath you more. <clears throat> yeah, and that's what I actually, I had liked turning like that. And then I got on that and I was like, like kind of brake sliding. And it was just, it was just difficult. It felt, it felt long. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but everyone there was freaking awesome. Like right away, like I really got along with everybody. Um, and I actually felt pretty good. Like I started getting going and like we tested a bit and I started feeling like, you know, pretty decent again. Like my arm was finally getting strong enough to feel comfortable um just still not quite there but I, I was still feeling pretty decent you know and um it was still a transition though like i i, I mean to be honest with me i i, I ride with everyone here like i i couldn't ride the air forks like the the show ones like i i just couldn't do it i couldn't get along with them like the, you weren't the only one yeah i just they were just not not for me so did you were they did they give you an option to work no i couldn't else? i couldn't run anything you had else. to run them yeah there was um no, there was no option. That was what we had to run. 
And, uh, yeah, I just really struggled with that. That was a real weird time, you know, like where all the manufacturers were pushing it so hard. And I know there was a year or two where they're like, no, this is what we sell on the production bike, so you got to use them. Yeah. Right. Uh, Man, leave the little chamber at the bottom so no one can tell and just put a a freaking kit in it. You know, like, yeah. Put no, a spring I, kit in. I, I don't know if too, but like, yeah. There's no x-ray reason, machine. Yeah, it couldn't work, but. Hmm. Yeah, and then that year was very short-lived again. So what happened that year? Anaheim. Anaheim. That was Anaheim practice. One. Yeah, in practice. I, I s- saw that one. Yeah. I was sitting in the stands and physically saw that one. I remember that one. Yeah, and it was one. bad. What happened on that one? I came it, out it of the turn. false. Sorry. No, I, I mean, you're... I got told it wasn't neutral, so I I don't know. I mean, I was I was sleeping on this one. I say false neutral, also yeah. meaning just between gears yeah. when no, my gearbox that's doesn't what I grab. Said. I said like it didn't go, like whatever happened didn't go. It almost looks like it found a gear, but sometimes you don't get it clean. It goes in but yeah. jumps out immediately because exactly. right when you went almost for, and it was a little double against yeah. out of the corner, but it's one of those ones when. You're expecting the bike to take off, yeah, and it goes I nowhere? Went, I went to three, Yeah, but I ended up endoing on the double. Yeah, like, like it, you it went snapped, nowhere. It snapped so quick that I ended up the casing the double with my front wheel, but I was actually three out of that turn. Uh. But it was a, tr- I mean, part of that was we had to run first on that bike, mm. and that that's what happens. Oh, so you were first out I, of that turn? I, yeah, I wasn't going to click second, but I don't know. Like, I shifted down to first and then, you know, went to go three out, because we had a really long first gear. So, Yeah. Very similar that thing happened like to me at Yamaha in 07 when I broke my collarbone and had my bruised lung. Came out of a corner, was going from first to second, and I remember I told the guys, it's easy to find neutral. And they're like, well, we're going to work on it. And I'm like, yeah. you can you can almost grind out that the sil- right. and make it hard to find. And I got injured and then yelled at the team, and then they fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it always seems weird to me making a bike run first gear. I, there no was one likes it. Sometimes I have the option for that. I'm on no. Yeah, no one likes I it. I want to be but second, third. I don't want to have to cross that neutral. But what you even just said, it was a bit of a weird time. Bikes were producing huge horsepower. They were yeah, changing yeah. over the years. And I remember it was like, we didn't want to run first. But it was like, after all the testing, it was like, we got to run first in some spots. Like, just when you do a U-turn, yeah. you just needed to use that yeah. first. Yeah, the force And they made them a little bit yeah. longer as well. The four strokes didn't chug slow enough at the time, and if you if you were in second in a tight turn, it would stall, right? So that's yeah, four fifty yeah. was really yeah. easy to stall at that point yeah. too, yeah, and not easy to start. So I think that was yeah. what they were going for. <laughs> also, the yeah. problem, same thing, that weird time, <laughs> hard to start before electric start, air yeah. fork. Yeah, yeah, just. But yeah, I remember. I, I I do. I remember watching. It always sticks out in my head because I was like, it was a pretty like violent crash yeah, for a it was. slow. What almost seemed innocent coming out of a corner, no, and it was just like it, it looked like s- an imaginary person like slapped slammed you into the ground yeah. and then threw the bike on top of you. <laughs> yeah, it literally <laughs> like it was literally a corner that you would like a like it was not yeah. not hard, and but like the crash was so violent. So what you got spit in the bike hits you? Would you break? Yeah, on this? back my again? humerus and my back. So I same re- humerus. Rebroke the same humerus. <sighs> Broke my back, some ribs, and like this one was like bad, man. I was like over it, and I'm like my arm. I rebroke my arm again. Now my back's broken, mm. and I remember just being like, "Dude, this is like." And that was 15. And I got knocked out. Yeah, I was out for sure on that one. This was 15. Yeah, going into the 15 season, like right away, first practice, like yeah. just like at 11 in Anaheim. I'm like man. all over again. Like all that work, I felt good again. It's all over. Wow. You know, and I'm like. But everyone was super positive. Like honestly, on the team, like everyone was like, "We're here when you come back." I remember I rode to a race in the semi with the driver 
So I was like, well, I've never ridden the semi. <laughs> I'm like, I can't really do shit right now. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, and like they liked that, that I was still there and like willing to go to the races and sign and hang out and like headset yeah. if I can help or whatever, you know. And so like, yeah, I said everyone was super supportive of that. And, but man, it was just a real bummer because it was like, just like the Geico thing. I'm like, I just got that opportunity, like on Factory Kawasaki and I yeah. can't even do anything with it, mm. you know? And like, yeah, it's frustrating. Surgeries on anything? The arm, yeah, I got, I got my arm fixed again, so... So did they r- plate that the first time? Yeah. And then the plate came out? No. Oh, did it broke below the plate? Yeah, right below the plate. So it broke basically at the right at the base of the plate, so yeah. all they did was um, plate, plate. So now I have the original and then <laughs> two freshies. Is that right? Still in? Yeah. No, no one wants to take it out. It's oh. just, I guess that surgery is pretty gnarly. They don't like the blood you lose in it. And, oh. and it's the nerves. Like, I remember the first time, like, my hand feeling was, like, super bad. And then when I broke this one, they claimed that they fixed, like, cleaned some nerves or d- I don't did something in my arm. And that my arm was, like, way better the second time. Oh, is that right? Believe it or not, it was actually, like, honestly, like, blessing in disguise to re-break it. Like, it was, mm. it actually felt a lot better the second time I got it fixed. Hmm. All right. So, how long did that keep you out? Uh, I didn't come back till Hangtown. I okay. was I didn't come back in Supercross at all that year because um, that that arm alone and my back was a three to four month thing anyway. Right. Um, and so yeah, I just kind of waited and then came outdoors and started off terrible. I was terrible at Hangtown. I, like I, I felt like I was prepared like pretty decent, but I was horrible. But you're not. No, you're not. I, I think you think you are at a local. Yeah. practice track it's not too rough you're like ah, i feel pretty good yeah and then you go then you're like it's a new bike it's 450 the track's rough yeah. it's different and hangtown's a weird oh, hangtown's rough so too weird. yeah if you're barely yeah. off setup, i was gonna say you're like you're done dude. I've, be, I've gone there and been a little bit off and just was like whoa i yeah. was i was way off and other times i was like why was everyone else freaking fading so bad yeah yeah no, and, that, and everyone's like tough. dude you're on rails i'm like i i didn't re- feel like i did anything different from yeah. the year before mm. no that I think it's just the first round of any series, right? Like, you either have that comfort or you don't, in a way. Especially outdoors. Like, Supercross is a little bit different animal, but, like, I feel like outdoors, you have to be pretty on your on your game come that first round. And, like, and you got to be ready to suffer. And I don't know. I just, yeah, I, I was pretty terrible there. Um, Glenn Helen, I was better, I think, top 10-ish, which I was, like, progress at least. Because yeah. the first round, I did I flew through the handlebars at one point in the moto. Like, I was wheeling the one bump um, down the straightaway. And one lap, I, just, I don't know, out of nowhere. It was, like... Right, being back on the KTM, I don't even know what happened. I just <laughs> flung through the handlebars for no reason. I'm like, okay. Off into the that weeds. Was, that was random. I remember just going flying, like being like, what? And like, get up, gather my shit, and figure it out and finish or whatever. But I, I, it just progressively got better and better. And I think I went to high point. I think I got seventh or something. And I was like making some progress and like starting to feel pretty decent about it again. And... uh I want to say I raced one or two more after that, or maybe none. Maybe we went on break or something. Uh, I came back here, and we were testing, and I thought we were actually making some like good headway with the bike. Like I started to feel pretty good. I was getting strong again, too, which I was pumped on. I was actually doing motos, I think, with like the Star Boys. I think I had jumped in with Swanee and like Coop and all those guys. Like, hey, do you want to do a moto with us? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Like, it'd be cool because like, at the time, I think Bogle might have been hurt, too, or something, or home. So I didn't really have a training partner. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'd love to do motos and get pushed a little bit. And somehow during the moto at one point, something broke on my bike and I crashed and got knocked out and <sighs> broke some ribs. So it was just, an, again, you're just like. Back down to the why? bottom. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, dude, this is so frustrating right now. And like this time I actually, I, I, it wasn't my fault. I'm yeah. like, the other ones I can, I can take on the cheek, you know, like on the chin, like it, 
I either got too excited or I was not patient enough or I just made a plain mistake on my part. But that one, the bike blowing up, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you know, what do you, what do you do? You know, it happens to all of us at one point it's racing. Their, their, their machines are not perfect. You yeah. know, they're going to break at some point. Yeah. But yeah, it happens. So I remember being like frustrated and, you know, not really sure what was going on. I'm like, I can't race. Like they, I think they were maybe a little bit bummed I didn't, but I was like, dude, I just hit my head. Like I got knocked out. And this one, this one kind of messed with me a little bit because I couldn't remember getting dressed. And that was the first time I ever had that. Like we were like halfway home and I'm like, who put my clothes on? They're like, you did. And I'm like, I don't remember even like being near a gear bag or anything. Mm. And I'm like, I'm just used to remembering taking them off. I'm not used to putting my clothes on. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Um, But yeah, I just remember being like, uh, yeah, that one hit hard to me because I was just like, man, that's, like I normally remember quite a bit of stuff, and this one I was like, mm, don't really like that feeling of not knowing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I don't know. It was just one of those things where I was like, kind of like, okay, well, I need to take the proper amount of time off. I need to be smart about this, or you'll have long-term effects. So, didn't race anymore that summer, and we got ready for uh, the following year. So, Cowie said, hey, yeah, you're gonna stay on. Yeah, like, at that cool. point, I was still going the next year, and everything was. Um, <coughs> I mean, I think there was some. I'm sure there was some doubts inside the management up there that I wanted to continue to do it or not. And I'm sure they probably doubted keeping me, um, which fair enough. You know, I was in that kind of a weird spot anyway. And yeah. um, I did want to race. And if I felt like I was under contract, I would finish that out. And I, nothing would change as far as me giving a hundred percent. You know, I just, <laughs> did you have a two year deal or you resigned? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had a two year, but they had the option, I think in July or June or something, they could have pulled out or whatever but they didn't so i mean i'm lucky for that they were they were like i said as bad as that went for me they supported me till the very end even when i went to australia at the end they they sent me with factory cali parts from here Hmm. so it was i mean they were they were cool they were really cool through the whole thing um but yeah i mean 15 ended with more couch time and trying to get my stuff back together and i felt like i got my head in a good place and was like okay you know let's get it back together and get rolling for the next year and then how did that season go uh, I started off terrible, man. I was like, in, I was winning every LCQ. I felt like, and I'm like, you know, I'm a factory Cali rider, and I'm winning every LCQ. Like, this is, I gotta kind of get my shit together here, and this is embarrassing for me because I, you know, you expect more out of yourself, and like when you're not getting that, it's really hard to take. But that was like what we were talking about earlier. Like, I feel like you take so much time off, and like you're trying to get back mm-hmm. to this point, but you're just falling further and yeah. further and further and further. But yet you're rushing everything to get back, so you're not taking the. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how you fix that, but it's. It's frustrating. I know that. And yeah. I was just all around frustrated. And again, I think I had gone back to K-Dubs because I was like, I need to get away. I need to go back east. When we when we go east, I'm going to go back there and kind of get my stuff together, ride the ruddy tracks, and just switch up a change of pace. Mm-hmm. And I think we went to Atlanta that next week and just like in 14 when it all clicked for me. And in practice, I was on the board. And I'm like, dude, this is, this is everything's working out like it did in 14. Like, I'm starting to get my, my feeling back. Like, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the bike. I'm pretty happy with myself, but I'm starting to get that feeling back. I went out for the heat, and um, Nick Letty and Short somehow <laughs> hit each other, and it came into me, and I ended up cartwheeling with them. Oh, I think I remember seeing that. Yeah. Like, their bikes were coming across <clears throat> yeah. the track, and yeah. it hit me. You and I, I, I remember just going, like, what do you, <sighs> what yeah. do, you do? Yeah. And I landed right on the jump, and I... Rebroke my shoulder blade, popped my shoulder out, and broke my collarbone. So I was just like, <laughs> I remember walking off, being like, "Yeah, this is this is it." Like, you know, like I'm I'm so frustrated. No one's gonna want to take a chance on me. I don't blame them, and I don't know if I want to take a chance. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I was like, well, you know, you said like I don't know what the answer to that is. You know, as far as every time you get hurt, you drop back down. You keep dropping back down. 
<coughs> there's not an answer. No. The people who have the most success in this sport, the one thing they have in common is they stay healthy. They yeah. had the least look at, injuries. Look, look at every yeah. top Carl rider Michael, we have. McGrath, barely injured. Barely injured. I mean, you know. MC had a wrist. There's, that's RC had his knee. There's definitely a component It was like that. almost no, that. I sure. mean, yeah, they had more, but that was, when you look at it, MC it, wrist one outdoor. It's almost like you have money in, a, in an account in the bank, <laughs> right? That's your, that's your mental ability yeah. as a racer. And it doesn't earn interest. And every time you have an injury, yeah. you're, taking out a yeah. you're taking out a withdrawal. No, that's a good point. And, you know, at a point, you're out of money. You've got nothing left. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah. probably one of the best analogies I've ever heard with that. It honestly really is. It's really good. Well, that's, that's how my, my doctor put it about my knees, you know, after the third surgery. He's like, your knees are like money in the bank. That's not earning interest. You want to go for a run? It's expensive. <laughs> you want to go swim or pedal a bike? That's pretty cheap. I need, so I make, need to make wise decisions. I need somehow to build that back up. Yeah. Yeah. So, was that it for the whole year, or did you come back at Nash for the Nationals? No. I, so, I ended up, when I got home, I, mean, I planned on it. I wanted to. I think I flew to the doctor the next day, and I had torn my labrum. And so, it was like everything, <sighs> everything needed fixed in my shoulder. Like my shoulder was done then. Like, the, the first time I broke my humerus in St. Louis, um, I had popped my shoulder out. And I remember going into the x-ray, right? And I knew my shoulder was out, but they wouldn't, like, touch anything until they figured out my humerus. Like, they, we can't move anything, yeah. basically. Yeah. And I remember the x-ray tech being like, you got to have your arm like this. Oh. It's like typical x-ray tech. And I'm like, bro, there is no fucking chance you're moving my arm like that right now. <laughs> like, I don't know if you know, but this thing's bad, dude. Yeah. Like, I can see, like, I remember being in the ambulance and you could do this and nothing moved. It was just your arm was free. And yeah. I remember being like, that's oh. not good. That's not good. We need to figure that out. But I know that doesn't hurt, <laughs> but it's not good. Yeah. We're going to have to research this a little yeah. bit, but I can tell there's something real wrong. But I remember him being like, okay, I'm going to count to three. I'm going to pull your arm up. You're gonna, he, he like He's like, you pull your arm up like that. I'm going to pull it up for you. And I'm like, dude, I, I'm like, I can't. He's like, he put a towel in my mouth, and he goes, bite down. We're doing it right now. Shut your mouth. It. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay. So I like, I'm like screaming. He lifted my arm up. We shot it, put it back down. And I'm like, dude, you popped my shoulder in. And he's like, no, I didn't. And I'm like, yeah, you did, dude. I'm like, I'm not mad. And I'm pumped right now. <laughs> right now, pumped. he's thinking lawsuit shit. Yeah. He's yeah, like, I'm, I'm like, not supposed to do that. So he literally put it back down. And I'm like, oh, my shoulder's in. I'm like, thank God. I got rid of a lot of pain right now. I'm like, actually, so I'm, I'm like, relieved. somewhat uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. somewhat, I'm, I'm okay now. And he's like, no, I didn't. And the doctor comes in, and he was like, they were trying, to, they were like all talking about how they're going to pop my shoulder in with my humerus exploded. So they're like, don't really know. And he comes in, and he goes, hey, your shoulder's in. I go, yeah, I know. He just did it. <laughs> and, and the guy's he, like, I didn't do anything. No, he's, <laughs> I didn't do anything. He, he goes, no, I didn't. And I'm like, dude, no one's mad at you. Yeah. Like, calm down. Like, he's not mad at you either. But there's no, no way he should have moved that. No. If no, you he had have. bone edges, they could have caught arteries when he moved it. Like, that's a that's who, a bad deal. Who knows? But uh, my shoulder went It worked, in. yeah. So, from that one, I was going to say, so I ended up popping it out there, and I didn't, luckily, didn't do any damage to my shoulder. Okay. But this next time, when I popped it out, and um, actually, probably the problem was no one would pop it in at the race because my collarbone was broken and my shoulder blade's broken. So, they're like, can't touch it. So, next morning, I woke up, flew out, flew to Dr. Ting's, and I get there, and he's like, shoulder's out. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> you know, for, yeah, you know, it happens. It sucks. And um, he popped it in right, right, right when I got there. Like, everything was fine. And... But it was just sucked that I pretty much waited 24 hours to pop it back yeah, in. Yeah, so does that stretch everything out now? Yeah, or? everything was... Every, basically, when we went in for the... I can't remember, MRI or CT, whatever you... I can't remember which one's which. Um, but, uh, yeah, I went in, and he's like, it's all done. Like, we got to fix it. So, did that, and that was another three-and-a-half, four-month deal. Like, that one was actually pretty... I, I didn't think the labor one was going to be that big of a deal. 
Um, but it was actually pretty damn hard to like come back from and get my strength. Like it was a lot more tough. And I think adding the shoulder blade because I got that plated, like to get all the movement of like that back and then get this back. I was like, it was actually really like a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. You get, I don't know about you, but like I get so sick of physical therapy, you know, like it's so painful trying to get range of motion back and. Oh, and it's, it's just exhausting mentally. That and you're like, it's a two and a half pound dumbbell, and you're like, yeah, I know. That's the worst. <laughs> you know, and you're like, I can't feel like any more of like a pussy right now than yeah. I feel right now. And it I'm really humbleizes like, you. So hard. Like, why is it so hard? Yeah, you're like trying to lift up like a featherweight. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. Or a rubber band, and you're like, Dude, I can't even do it. And they're like, like just three more. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying. <sighs> I thought you guys were tough. Yeah. Well. Um, no, I, the same way. Like, and, and it gets to the point where it does get better in physical therapy, and then you're just over it. Like, I just want to be normal. I want to go ride. I want to go train. Yeah. I want to like go to the gym. I want to be normal. Well, I was gonna say you don't leave physical therapy like, yeah, man, I feel good. Yeah, I, I got in a good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got in a good session today. That's where I felt like. I mean, luckily, like Eddie Casillas helped me a lot with that, and I was like pretty pumped on what he did, and, made, and he kept it pretty fun. Like the the guys that were coming there and training, and like that he was helping, were like pretty cool to be around, and like made it fun. Mm. Um. But yeah, because I was just over it. I want to be back in my routine. Yeah. And it gets even better once I get cleared here. Okay, so you get cleared. Yeah. What that, time of year is it then? Is, this, is are the nationals over? No, it's probably mid-nationals or something like okay. that. I get cleared to like ride or whatever, so I get this good news. Where's your head at? Meaning like you're cleared to ride. Are you finishing out your contract at this point yes. in your head? Yes. Okay. I was like, I'm going to finish out whatever they want me to do. I'm going to go race the last three or whatever they want me to do. I'm I'm in. And uh, I'll finish it out, and then I, 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 in my brain, I was like, we'll kind of see what happens, but I'm, I'm done. Probably done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I remember I had flown back, I think, to Kevin's, maybe for Fourth of July or something that summer, because uh, I couldn't do anything. I can't remember why I went back there, but I had wrote like my, my retirement letter on the on the oh, flight is back. That right? Yeah, I remember being like, I wrote like what I post on Instagram. I had wrote it that far before that. Hmm. Like I, I just was like, this is it, you know, and. um but I ended up, so we're getting close to getting cleared. Like, I think it was, Eddie was like, yeah, you're good. And, you know, the doctor said, yeah, you're good. And my head's good. Everything's good now. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. I'm like, cool. And uh, I'm like, I had gone on a road bike ride that morning or something. Then I, I got a brand new road bike, I think that week or something too. And then I called Fedaro and I'm like, dude, let's go on a road ride. Like, I just got cleared. I'm so fit right now. I feel good. Let's go on another, let's go for another hour real quick. And he lived like two miles from me. And I'm like, he's like, all right, cool. And so we ended up going, <clears throat> and a car cut out in front of me, and I, I T-bone a car, like going like 25. So I break my thumb <laughs> and then get knocked out. No way. I get knocked out uh. from the hit. And so I have to call Dan Fahey now that I've just gotten cleared. Kawasaki team manager. Yep. Yeah. And um, I'm in the hospital. He's like, what? You didn't have a bike. Like, I cleared <laughs> my bikes are down at Cali, right? And I'm like... I go, I know, dude. I go, a car uh, pulled out right in front of me, and I I smoked the thing. I don't mean to laugh. It's just like, No, God no, it was just dude, comical. So many. Right? I'm like, how do you. You couldn't like, script that. <laughs> now I can't go outside. Like, you know, you start to get to the point where, like, dude, I came and work out dude, outside. That's how they made that movie Bubble Boy. It was <laughs> yeah. based off of you. <laughs> yeah, you just 100%. need to wrap you up. 100%. God. But the best thing, so then the lady's like coming after me. Like, right, like your insurance company's come after me, and he goes, you were speeding. And I go, I'm on a <laughs> bicycle, dude. I'm on a bicycle. You realize that, right? And he's like, yeah, I know, but, you, you know, it's a four-way stop. I said, no light, no stop sign, not a four-way stop. Like, what, you, what did you want out of that? Like, I have the right-of-way. Yeah. I'm like, not saying that she could see me. It's not, I'm not blaming her. Like, I'm not, I didn't, I didn't want any money. I didn't say anything. Like, I spent the night in the hospital. 
So I, you wanted, were you asking her to pay the bills? No, or nothing. Something? No, no, no nothing. Went off, they I didn't went want anything. They, but they were like coming after me because of her car. Like I blew her mirror off with my head and my shoulder or whatever <laughs> it was, and like dented the shit out of it. But yeah, I was like, yeah, I, I first. Sure, he goes, did you dent the car? I'm like, for sure I did. I hit it at 25 with my body, dude. Like, what do you, what did you want? Remember the insurance company? Like, he wanted me to like admit. And I go, dude, you can call. Like, I'll get a lawyer, but I'm not answering anything you want to answer right now. I remember being like, it's throwing me off. But he wanted me to admit like guilt. Wow. I'm like, do you have the police report? And he goes, yeah. I go, does it say who's at fault? Yeah. I go, there's your answer. I wasn't at fault. Like, I wasn't trying to get anything. I didn't you want should anything. have sued her. I didn't want anything. I didn't think it was her. It wasn't her fault. She couldn't see me. She did not do it on purpose. She was, yeah. like, crying when on I fuck, when I like finally came to. And, like, she's bawling, like, because obviously she just thought she probably killed me. Because yeah. I, I knocked out. She probably thought I was dead. And so, like, she was freaking out. My bike snapped in half. That's right. the most thing I woke up and I'm like, fuck, my new bike. Tarmac? Like, what was it? Uh, Vinge. Like uh, a brand new Vinge. And I'm like, dude, my bike's in half. I remember like, hearing this. I still remember that. I was like, dude, that guy has the worst luck. Dude, it's like I, I was like telling Fed, I'm like, dude, I don't want to go outside anymore. My sucks. I bounced off a car about a year or two prior to that, just trying to ride and stay in shape a little bit. <laughs> Some lady's like, oh, left. Oh, no, right. Yeah. <laughs> and as I saw it, I pitched and my front wheel almost tucked and went under the car but it snapped and it actually stood me up and i slapped the car pretty hard and it bounced me off and my feet unclipped and i never crashed oh, wow. but i did a 90 degree i turned the corner with her from <laughs> bouncing off <laughs> same thing she was like oh my god oh my god i didn't see you i'm like because you didn't fucking look yeah, yeah of course you didn't see me <laughs> yeah yeah She's like, oh. pretty gnarly <sighs> sketchy yeah. Okay. So that was the end of the. <laughs> that was the end of yeah, the season. Yeah. So luckily that was well. No. Then I. I'm, I'm surprised so, you didn't just. You know, like call it. Well, like so, tell Cowie, like, hey, there's three rounds left. I'll go and do whatever you want to do, but like, I'm done. Well, then then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna. My thumb wasn't that bad. Didn't need surgery or anything like that. And I'm like, all right, I gotta get my stuff back together. I think this might have been a little bit, maybe a little bit earlier than the season. I think like not three rounds left, but it was. I anyway, I can't okay. remember. Okay. Might have been July. Whatever. Okay. But so, I'm like, I'm going to finish out this thing. And then they were like, well, let's do the last two and then the MXGP. Because the MXGP was after the season. And I was yeah, like, That perfect. was in Florida? That would have been year? Glen Helen. This year, it would have been Glen Helen. Okay. So, I was like, okay. that I was like, I'll get to do an MXGP to finish my career. I'm like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I was like, even if it's on my soil, I don't have to really leave. And I'm like, that'd be actually be a cool way to end it. Would yeah. be to do an MXGP. So, I'm like, okay. You know, it sounds good. And then I got this call from Australia, Cowie want me to come race supercross for him and so i told cowie about it and um they're like yeah it's a good idea and they're like oh we were all we get, started getting ready for outdoors and we were getting ready for the last couple and they go why don't you just focus on supercross and just call it and like be done and we'll help you get ready for the australian series if, if you're gonna do it we'll help you get ready for it you can ride our bike and test and whatever we need until you go over there hmm. and i'm like i thought about it for a while and i'm like okay probably makes the most sense because by the time to that gp i'd only have like a week to get ready yeah. to go over there so it would really i would be not ready at all yeah and i mean i'd be in shape but not like super cross ready and so yeah they just let me do that they supported me all the way through it and, and so you weren't sketched to get back on a super cross track like no because i, I really felt like you I, had I, more success and luck in super cross if, yeah, if that I makes did. any sense yeah i did even with injuries but i i couldn't leave the sport walking off the track in Atlanta. I felt like I would have a lot of bitterness to it leaving it like that. You know what I mean? Like I, you I need walked closure. Up, yeah, I wanted I wanted to feel the good feeling one more time and be done. 
Mm-hmm. Like maybe taste a little bit of like well, I didn't need results. It was just have I go race and have fun, right? And then be it. done. Yeah. yeah, and that really helped me over there. Like that was I got the closure I needed. Like it was kind of back to local racing. Mm. Like I remember the guy coming in, like the, say the AMA, like the Gallagher or whatever. It's like, hey, dude, opening ceremonies. I don't have any gear on. And I'm like, oh shit, dude, I'm sorry. I didn't even know it was opening ceremonies. He's like, dude, no, we'll wait, it's fine. <laughs> he like sat down, <laughs> like, sat down to hang out with me, and I'm like, seriously? He's like, dude, take your time. Like just keep your, you know, we'll start when you whenever you're ready. I remember being like, cool. Yeah. All right. It's like yeah. a, no stress here, you yeah. know? And like, like I said, and they kind of knew, like Troy knew that I was going to be done after that. I knew that was kind of like my last deal. Troy. Yeah, sorry. He was like, Troy Carroll. He was the team okay, owner. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Troy and Carroll. so he had a lot of TC. success. Yeah. TC. <laughs> so he had a bunch of success over there uh, racing. He was a champion multi-time um, and then had his own race team. Um, and like He came over here and mm-hmm. did some races yeah. Yeah. a while back. So, and, and he brought me in his family like 100 percent um it was a great experience for me i found out that jack and coke was already in a can pre-made which was probably bad for my trip as far as results i couldn't believe it really down there they sell that yeah it was like jack and cola is what it was called and and they were in like little glass bottles but they're already mixed and you just yikes yeah it's dangerous and i like where i was living was um golf cart community basically so i could drive my golf cart from my apartment to any restaurant, any grocery store, anything like that, like you could, didn't yeah. have to get in a car. Just it's cover one eye and get your, get yourself home. Well, I found <laughs> out that it's electric, and if you don't charge it very often, like or every night, it dies. And it's it was like three or four miles, so like it's not ideal. You pushed it. And you just asked someone, hey, man, you give me a push, and they're like, we did that last week. <laughs> you know, <laughs> push you back to where you need to go to get you plugged in, but. Um, no, I, I needed that, and and honestly, I had a I had a blast. My parents were able to both come over and come see Australia, which was cool. And we got to do that together. Like they came yeah. in separate times, we spread it out. One of my buddies came and stayed with me over there for a while because he kind of knew what was happening, and you know, I got to got to know really good people over there that I'm still friends with now, and um, got to get a couple more podiums. Which I know it's not the U.S. stage, but it still felt great to have that feeling. Yeah. And and then to end it like that, I think the last race I did over there was in Tasmania. I I never would have gone to Tasmania mm-hmm. like had I not done that. Um, and like I said, I knew the whole season that I was kind of being, you know, careful. It wasn't until the Oz X Open and then I ended up crashing in practice or something that I was like, I lost sight of what I was over there for. I think because all the Americans had came and I kind of got that feeling again of like home, like... And not don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I tried to beat Justin Brayton every weekend that we were over there. I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. You know. <laughs> yeah. But like it was like everyone showed up, yeah. and then I was like, it gave me that like Anaheim feeling again that I was like, you gotta yeah. do better. Yeah, yeah. But then I realized I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You're not riding for anything. Yeah. Like you're riding for yourself right now. Like just give yourself some, some happiness before you get you're done. And so that was a good way to just sign off. It was awesome. It was exactly what I needed. Yeah. That's it was cool. like a vacation in a way too that. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I tried art over there. Like, I was training no different than I would train here. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, I think I was a little bit more at ease, like, knowing that. And like I said, I had fun. I was around really good people, and I had some decent success. All right, so you had a, a good sort of wind down in Australia. When did you make the, the call then? The, like you said, you posted on Instagram or whatever. Is uh, that right Sydney. when you got home? No, Sydney, the last race, the night. It was a two-day race, I think, and I think going into the second night that morning, I posted it. That that was going to be it. Yeah, this is yeah. it. And then I ended up doing one more in Tasmania because at that race, they had like some, it was like a straight rhythm sort of knockoff. It was like a, okay. I don't know, I shouldn't say knockoff. It was a badass race and they paid us a lot of money, so I shouldn't say knockoff. Yeah. But like, it was a whole track. 
and then there was so you did one race into that that was separate and then they, we did a straight rhythm race okay so then you could make I can't remember what making like second place was like 20 grand or something or was 15 it? grand when you say straight rhythm, wasn't it like it had a rhythm, like one turn and then another rim, rhythm and it no, ended? No, it was straight down, okay. but it was weird because if you saw a photo of it, the, the track connected to the straight rhythm track. Oh, so maybe the that's actual what I track, saw. you could, like, you, the last jump in that was the finish line. Mm. So you would actually turn right into a rhythm, rhythm, and then finish line, then you'd turn right and you'd go back on the track. But for straight rhythm, you'd do it all the way down and then just idle back and come down, which I'd never done anything like that. And I'm like, yeah, it was pretty cool. Pretty fun. And like I said, going to Tasmania, which... There's a couple. There's a story in that too. So like going back down there, it was like it was like going back a few years. Like it felt like I was kind of back in Kansas. Like it was kind of redneck and like a little bit older school and like a little more country. I, yeah, it was more country. And it was it was cool and like everyone. But the promoter called me. He's like, "Will you come?" I was like, "Ah, I didn't really want to." I was like, "Well, I told myself this is my last race, and I like I've already kind of done this. Like I, I've already kind of extended this longer than I felt like I should have, and I've I'm leaving here." healthy and like everything's good right i can pay you 20 i'll be there well yeah. <laughs> i said he goes what do i get to what do to talk you flight? in i go well dude i said i want to go fishing like set me up a legit fishing day i'll come early and like that's what i want to do i want to go fishing somewhere legit okay so i go there this dude takes me out and we're catching like massive fish like fish i've never seen freshwater yeah, uh, no ponds. Okay. Like ponds. Like it was stocked and stuff, which well, yeah, that is fresh water. Yeah, fresh water. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I mean, it might have had a little algae in there, but yeah, it's still yeah. fresh Not water. Fresh, yes. yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you learn something new every yeah, day, but there you go. Get my shit together. <laughs> um, so we were, were like ripping them out every like ten seconds. It felt like, and then so he's like, "Yeah, we'll keep that one for later." So like, his truck was like, a, it was a work truck, like a work Toyota, and it had like. I'm trying to think like like what a plumber would use here to like keep PVC on. Like yeah, it's like yeah. A, you know what I'm saying like yeah. on the front of that. But it wasn't for that. But I don't know what it was for. But so he just jammed the fish onto that. Like came up and just, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And <laughs> so we keep fishing, right? And, and mind you, it's it's hot. Like it's really hot. So I'm like in Tasmania. Yeah, it was like I don't know, it was just the sun. I don't know. It wasn't like hot temperature like, yeah. not like 95. So I it say was, it's not known to be the no, most warm. Climate. But I'm like I'm fried. I got sunburned bad, but I obviously. A lot closer to the sun. I get it. I'm an, I'm an idiot. I should have had sunscreen on. I didn't. But I, I, was, I, mean, I was sweaty. I kept shorts and a t-shirt. Okay. And I was sweating. So I would say 80-ish? 75, 80? I don't know. Yeah. And so, yeah, he just smacked Spiked that thing it. on there. And I'm thinking it's too hot for it to stay good, but okay. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever. So we're moving on. So we keep fishing for like two more hours. And I'm like, there's flies on it and shit. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm really going to eat that now. I'm not sure. Like, I'm kind of on the fence. i got to race tomorrow. I'm like, mm. But somehow, some way, he's like, we get back, and my mechanic is with us, too, and he's like, you know, like, he, I, clearly he's smarter than I was. And so the guy's like, um, you ever have mutton bird? I'm like, mutton bird? I'm like, no. But I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I'll eat anything. Like, dude, this is kind of like last two raw. Like, whatever, I'll try anything. And dude, he's like, yeah, it's like chicken. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. And it's a bird, I guess, that eats, like, all the fish there. So it did all it tastes like is like the gnarliest fish you've ever eaten in your life. Uh, like and I like fish, but I was like eating it and it's super oily and I'm like and I could I didn't want to be rude because he was so cool all day. And like, I <laughs> didn't take me fishing and I'm like, dude I can't be a dick right now and tell him this stuff is terrible. But like it was terrible. So I just muscled it down. I don't know where the fish went. I honestly don't know. I I was kind of excited at this point to maybe eat that and I, I, I don't I don't know what happened to that. Maybe he realized it was spoiled. I don't know. But I mean this mutton bird and being like, dude, that was just tough. <laughs> it was <laughs> tough. Bird. Whatever it was, it was it was rough. That's gross. Yeah, it was not that good. Well, mutton's like usually the kind of mutton sh- lamb, right? But or? it's like the shitty part of the lamb. It's it's almost like the dark meat or you know the stuff you don't really want. 
Yeah. So mutton bird just doesn't even sound appealing. No, it, no, that's when I heard the name. I'm like, hmm, kind of weird. <laughs> whatever. Like, but whatever. I'm like, I'm down to try whatever. Like he's cool. That's right up there with walkie talkies. <laughs> you know, I had a guy after we talked about it on the show. So like in South Africa, there's this thing that the poor people would eat called walkie talkies, and it's literally chicken feet and chicken beaks ground up into something. That's right. To put in a bowl or something. That's real. Right. Albie told me about these things, and the guy he guy emailed me. And confirmed because he listened to that show. He goes, "No, no, it's for real. They eat mm. that." So I can add mutton bird to that list of <laughs> disgusting things I don't ever want to try. Well, like I remember pate a few times like that. Like, I didn't know what that was. And I remember pate, like yeah. I'm like, mm, no, not for me. Mm-hmm. Like, just good pate though can be See, that's what really I've heard. good but in then, my opinion. Once I had the bad one, I wasn't willing to go back no, on that limb. I was you. like, I'm like, no, I'm good. I think yeah, but this one's gonna be better. And I'm like, but I'm good. That's like that commercial. Hey, try this. It's like. Chutney and burnt hair. <laughs> no, no, it's good. When something's really bad, everyone wants you to try it. Yeah. You're like, God, it's dude, the raccoon. You gotta try right? it. The raccoon. It's terrible. Yeah. Try it. No, seriously, dude, try it. Dude, the, it's the, really bad. The best thing was is like I got tricked with that. So it was like somewhere in Italy, I think. Like they brought bread around before the night show, and I'm like, oh, dude, finally, like some food, like bread, and I eat it, and I'm like, oh my god, what is on that bread? I thought it was like butter or something, and I'm like, dude, that is terrible, and I'm like. Again, like a dick moment for no reason. Like the lady didn't know. Like I didn't know what that was. And I'm like eating. I'm like, oh, terrible, you know. Then later that night, it was like piece of bread, different color. I'm like, clearly this isn't the same thing. Good, eat it, same thing. I'm like, <laughs> shit, like I'm getting tricked. So I like avoided bread from that point on. And then my dad came to Geneva that year, and you know how like every after all those races over there, like everyone eats together, like mm, in yeah. the buffet basically. And I see my dad like go somehow they had like the the clear glass of it. But like it was near the dessert, so it looked like cream brulee. Oh, like it had like a, that tint to it, and it was like jelly, and it looked like dessert. Got you, got you. So he like eats his food, and he's like saving it. And so I'm watching, going, <laughs> 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 yeah, this is happening. He took a spoon and just and like looked at me with like the eyes like that, like what is that? And I'm like, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, I know you weren't gonna like that. <laughs> I watched the whole yeah. thing and I let you eat it. Yeah. Thanks for the warning. Was it yeah. pate? What was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Just but just raw. No bread. Like these the other ones you have bread in it. I won't eat that crab on principle alone. It's your liver filters the shit out of your blood. Yeah, it's why whole, would I want to eat that? It's just bone it's just marrow, right? It's pate. It depends. It's it liver. Marrow, it could be a bit of everything. Liver. But like in, in, in South Africa, if you go to a restaurant, most places you'll be able to get uh chicken peri peri livers. And they're really good. Like, really good. I'm it's out. like a soft... I know. <laughs> Most I'm people out. just hear yeah. that and they go, I'm out. But I'm like, that chicken's liver is in way better shape than mine. I'm going to take my chance. I'm still not eating Go it. for it. I'm still not eating But they're good. It's like soft, tender meat. But <clears throat> I can... See, I'm down to try, like, anything once. Like, I've, I've eaten chicken liver and heart and stuff like that. And Yeah. It's not bad. <laughs> Reminds me of the first time... Took my dad to a tepin place out here, and he got uh, wasabi confused with guacamole. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I look over, and this guy's just bright red. Steam coming out And his, uh, you know that look where you're like, I thought he was having a heart attack. All of a sudden, he starts punching himself in the chest. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm like, are you okay? And then he points, and I'm like, oh, you're an idiot. Yeah, that's. <laughs> then we're dying laughing as yeah. this guy's like battling to breathe. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so, um, 
Were you nervous about calling it quits? I mean, we kind of touched on this, or it was you were good with it. Like, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it hit me pretty hard, especially that day, because like the next day I raced at Sydney, like everyone was coming up and being like super cool, and it, but it wasn't. I mean, I don't want to make it sound like rude, but it's not like my people necessarily. Like I was in Australia, but everyone was being super cool, but I wasn't at home yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't at a race that I really know everybody. Yeah. But I, I was really surprised how many people there were like, dude, that's awesome that you're here for your last one. And like, it's cool. Thanks for coming. And like genuinely like, like kind of like Vegas, like everyone was just happy Yeah. and it was cool. And like, yeah. like I said, my mom came to that one too. So it was cool that she was there for that. Um, it's cool yeah. that your parents got to see your first win, got to see your last, yeah. your last race. You know? Yeah, no, it was it was cool they were a part of that. And like, yeah. I mean, my, I mean, without any of my family, like I don't know, like I said, there's some of those tough times and stuff like that. And then like just teaching me growing up and stuff like that and how to be and how to respect people and work ethic and all that. Yeah. Like without them, it's not there. But yeah, the closure was there. Like I felt good about. Ah, it. Ah, that's right. I remember you. You do love your mom. Where is that? Oh, they're here. Show everyone. Come on. <laughs> oh, it's a little fatal. You, your scar yeah. really ruined that one. Yeah, I really messed that one up, didn't it? I, I still remember when there was nothing around that, and yeah. you just had this heart with mom. And yeah, the, I had these two. And that and, was it. Forever. And I was like, is that like a Hannah tattoo? Is that going to come off? You're like, no, no, it's permanent. I'm like, <laughs> you seriously fucking had your mom tattoo? You're like, yeah. I'm a bit of a mommy's boy. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, you owned it. <laughs> and he said, I'm going to do some cool stuff around it. <laughs> yeah, I ended up getting dad because, I mean, I can't. Yeah, you can't have mom and not dad. Yeah, it's fucked up. Then you're not going to be the favorite or whatever anymore. Oh, you'll be fine. They're not taking you out of the will. <laughs> <laughs> the will. <laughs> All right. So, um, stepping out of racing, you, you jumped right into that team manager role. Uh, somewhat. Like I went to Geico um, first. They had, they had actually offered me a job when I was in the hospital after Anaheim um, the first year uh, at wow. Cowie. Okay. So they said, hey, when you're done this year. And I called him, I think, like, hey, I think I'm, I think I'm done. I think I'll take you up on that. Oh, was that right? Yeah. It was actually really cool. Like, my shack had come and told me that, like, hey, whenever you're ready, there's a job here. Hmm. So when you're done, like, don't worry about having to find something. We'll make room. We'll figure it out. Okay. And so I ended up being, like, the amateur team manager and, like, mostly test rider that year. Like, I test rode a lot that off season for them and um, tried to help. Um, Sometimes I think that's kind of also good to do that unwind process just yeah i was still riding yes. at all and just stepping away you kind of yeah wean it almost yeah and i was still on a factory bike i was still kind of spoiled with like mechanics working at the test bike and stuff like that and but yet i'm the transitioning into like as soon as i get back from the track i'm like on a laptop working and booking flights and kind of figuring stuff out and figuring all that out but then the next day i'm like kind of back riding a little bit and then come back in yeah. and do the same stuff so yeah. it wasn't like a big shock you know um and then not that long in the Supercross, Bobby Reagan came up to me in a race and said, "We need you here." And I'm like, "Kind of got a kind of got a job." Like, I mean, what do you mean? And then he explained it to me, and I told the team what they had in mind, and uh, Jeff said he couldn't hold me back from that. And he said because he knew that that was my goal was to come to be a team manager like at Geico. Hmm. So you you and, knew that it was something you wanted to do after racing. Yeah, you were like, yeah. "Man, I want to be a." Yeah, and I told him like, and the Rocco was still there, and I said like, "Hey." I don't want to force you out or like, not that I could, but I didn't want that anybody to think that like, I'm coming here to take your job. I, I want your job, but when you're, it's ready, a natural, yeah, someone's always going to fill someone's yeah, shoes. Yeah. That's what I said. I, I don't, I'm not coming to boot you. I just, yeah. when you're done, I want, I want that. Mm -hmm. So like, I want to shadow you and learn and yeah, you know, that's was he cool about that? Yeah. Was and, awesome. did, and he, he eventually left anyway. Right. So yes, yeah, was after I left. So that was like one of those things where I don't think it was totally planned. Mm. And then I had left. <laughs> 
Hmm. So yeah, a little bit weird how that worked out, but yeah. I, I, a couple of things that I, it keeps coming up is these Geico guys were really good to you. Like they seems like awesome. Jeff and all those guys are just good people. Like they want to do the right thing. Yeah, you know what they've I mean. They've been pretty loyal. If you go look at the the <clears throat> yeah. history with their riders, it's not really a revolving door. I mean, there's no. been guys that have had. Uh, I mean, like, uh, obviously Christian Craig's a little bit unique because he's <laughs> married right. in there, but I mean, you see a lot of the same guys there. Whether it's been engine builders, mechanics, you know, whoever, it seems like a pretty family orientated yeah. almost. You know, most race teams, it's yeah, almost it cutthroat. Not. In that sense, I think people take that the wrong way, but it's kind of like, if you're not the best guy for that job right now, we're going to find him. Whereas other places, yeah. I think they go, you know what, you're good enough, or, you know, we believe that you can be good, even if it's not the best right now, we'll be patient. Well, and that's what was crazy. It was like, they were patient through all that, and then it was like, teaching me the second part of my life, basically, now, and totally cool with it. Yeah. So were they cool about you going to Star then too? Yeah. 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 They, he just said like I can't hold you back, and like I made sure I told them how much I appreciated like even opening this door up. You know. Yeah. For <clears> sure. Without them, that wouldn't I wouldn't have gone transitioning anything. That and quick. and right. I'm sure they know that. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, when something like that comes along, also for sometimes teams like that, I think it almost takes a little pressure off. Going, we don't need to find a spot for him. Yeah. This that's going to be a spot. This works. For him, yeah, and we're happy with it. I think that just comes back to that—that's a loyalty thing, you know. Yeah. That's a—you've built up a relationship where they can at least say that's better for you. We can't do that. Yeah, no. At the time, they're like, "We don't have that opportunity. We're not going to hold you back." And good luck. Yeah. And if, if you—I mean—they weren't like saying get out, but if you are going to take yeah. it, like, yeah. go for it. Yeah. But if not, you still have your like. You're not going to have your job now that you said that, you know. Yeah. But yeah, <clears throat> yeah it was cool. Mm. And you and you raced again after that. Yeah, I've raced. Um, you did the 125 All Star stuff. Yeah, I've done some All Stars, yeah. and I've done some. I've done a couple plus 25 uh, amateur nationals, like because I go with all the amateurs anyway. So when I'm there, I'm kind of like the All Star stuff. You did pretty good in. <clears throat> yeah, I ended up winning a couple. I'll never live it down from Villapoto that I didn't beat him. And blah blah blah. <laughs> he's gonna talk shit, but he's nine time champion but, or whatever. But it still, is. how did that feel like going back to the all, those All Star races, racing with a lot Dude, of the same guys? You know what was crazy was like Hangtown was so fun, but I was so unprepared. Like that, that crash. I actually, when I crashed at Paula preseason, it was I think it was 18 preseason, and I didn't ride from that crash till Hangtown really. Like I think I rode a day or two before that. I hopped on 125 and was like, yeah, I feel okay because I couldn't. My, I messed my knee up pretty decent, and I remember being like, man, I can like hardly bend it, and I was scared to put it out. And I was like, and then we didn't really. It was like last minute, like, oh, let's go put a horse in the race. Like it'd be cool to be a part of it. You know, and we have 125, so might as well. And uh, it was really fun. And, and then I think we went to High Point. Maybe we did Colorado, then High Point or something. And I don't know what happened to me at High Point, but, dude, my heart rate was like 185 on the gate. Like I looked down at my heart rate monitor because I, like, I always wear it to track my steps during the day because I'm always curious, like, how much do we actually walk during the day? Cause it's always cool. Yeah. And so um, I looked down and I'm like, 185? I'm like, am I having a fucking heart attack right now? <laughs> like, what's happening? Like, how could it be that high? And I, I still don't know to this day. Like, Jay, Jay X, funny, because Jay was actually working at Star at the time. So his rider was hurt. So he was my mechanic. It was like a reunion for us. Yeah. Like, we're like, <laughs> but we're having a four-lap race. We're just having fun type yeah. of thing. He's like, dude, you're like super pale. And I'm like, dude, I know. I feel like I'm about to pass out. So I don't even know what's happening. And I, the third second car went up. I'm like, later. I'm like, I don't know, dude. Like, I'm freaking out, but I don't know. We'll wing it. And then and nothing, whole, nothing ever happened? No, whole shotted and was fine. But like. Didn't you, didn't you win that one? 
No, Durham. Second. Me. He got uh, second. Yeah, he passed me. Were you having any trouble breathing? No, not at all. Strange, dude. Still don't know to this day. He won Thunder Valley. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so you weren't, you're not too far removed, but the couple of those that I've done, it's so fun to get back just on a national track and the no, ride in front of the crowd again. Like, dude, and the, I feel like the crowd was more into those than the races, dude. dude. I'm telling you. Like, they, they love like, it. Di- like everyone, and then from there on, like, dude, when are you doing another race? Yeah. Like, high-fiving me. Like, dude, you're <laughs> the 125. And I'm like, dude, I felt like people liked me more for that than, like, winning anything else I ever did. People dig it. I mean, yeah. the, it's it's cool. I hope that they keep those going. Um, I'm gonna, it, it's I'm, good for the fans that go out there. I mean, you can is. watch You can watch the 250 and 450 on TV or on your app. But when you're at the race, it's the stuff that you don't get on TV. And the dream race yeah. is something that... Everyone there it's has not ridden the, two strokes. It's not the dream race. It's the 125. Oh, sorry, all star. Yeah. yeah, dream race. My bad. But anyway, that when it's just something cool for the yeah. fans, and then they recognize names and like, yeah. oh, that's him. Yeah, that's yeah. him. That's our local hero. He almost, you know. Yeah. Well, that's it's neat when guys like you do it, or Nick Way comes out, or yeah, RV. I mean, that's what people. If if all of them had a couple of those guys, at least it would make it really cool. Because then you got the young local kids. Versus these old, you know, yeah. pros that people know. Yeah, I remember that, like that Tierra kid, like he he was all yeah. of a sudden on the radar. He was good, yeah, yeah, and he was dude, he was so fast. I think it so did him fast. wonders it did, I think because so no too. one even knew who he was. I had no. I did, I had never heard of him, and I'm like, who's this kid? But he's yeah. fast. Well, the kid, even the kid that uh, beat RV at Paula, yeah, um, this last year, they call he's got some nickname. Uh, I can't think of it anyway, but he, yeah, dude, that kid, same. He no, was he's ripping. Awesome. No, he's a really good kid. I remember him, dude, changing tires at Milestone. Oh, yeah? I went, I went into, like, you know, that, uh, the shop yeah, used to be there? Yeah, they had little... And I went in there, like, I think trying to get, like, who knows what I need, a tube or something. And I remember him being like, yeah, hold on a minute. And he was, like, 10. <laughs> he changed it to a DF tire. I remember being like, dude, this kid's gnarly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this, kid's, this kid's legit. Uh, that's funny. <clears throat> um, okay, so you, you stepped into a program that's pretty successful. Um, yeah. Neat that you've got history there. Um what what's evolved you know from the time you first rode for them to now what it's like how much different i mean kind of everything's there's a lot of things that are similar but there's a lot of things that's completely different like obviously the program and the bike i think's and, and to be fair i don't know if i understood it enough then to know hmm. like how much different the bike is sure. or you know what i mean like i didn't when we're testing and stuff like that like when when you're the racer you're not you're less focused on everything around yeah. you and you're more it, I always say to people indirectly, we don't realize it, but as racers, we're, we're somewhat selfish because totally. everyone's there to run around after you totally. and you're just used to pe- that and it becomes, how do I feel? What do I want? What do I need? Well, what do I like? And I think that's a big reason why I've had such a tough time even keeping a relationship. Like, I feel like you're so selfish for so long and it was like, I was kind of programmed that way to yeah. like, well, oh, you don't, like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. or whatever you know and it would like yeah. you know what I mean like it would just end it and I'm like well I don't have to do that yeah. type of thing you know I don't know because I like, said so yeah yeah <laughs> like, you know what I mean like you do be, program yourself to be a very selfish person. hey where's my sandwich and water at no racers are yeah. very very narcissistic because you're programmed we've talked about it you kind of have to be yeah like, if you want to be successful you kind of have to be cut but you don't even, yourself you don't even realize you are no. until you take a step no. back I had to have in my relationship people say you know what you're not selfish in like a mean way, but you don't realize, but you're a bit of a selfish person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm very generous. Yeah. I'm very nice. And then you were like, you know what? Yeah. I do get it a little bit now. I'm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm getting it. I'm opening that can. Up. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yep, 
Got it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm my, an asshole. My, my Amber had to like fully reprogram me. You just, you have to, especially when you have kids. Then it's like a whole other level. Oh, of, yeah. You, you, it's not about you at all anymore, yeah. really. Now it's just, are you okay? You okay? Everything good? Everything good? <laughs> yeah. We good? Yeah. You need money? <laughs> and on the off chance where the kids are at school and the wife's not there, you're like, I can do whatever I want right now. <laughs> I better enjoy this because this is these don't happen very. I make myself a sandwich. <laughs> hey, you almost feel weird too. You ever notice that when they're gone, you're like, well, "What am I supposed to be doing yeah, what right do now? I do what do I do?" Um, so, have you had any? You know, like there was two things that drove me nuts as a manager: half empty water bottles. I don't know if you remember how pissed off I used to get. They are always everywhere. Did they annoy? They'll open it, take a, two drinks, set it down, and they're just scattered across the whole pit area. You're it's like so irritating, dude. And then families, you know, like girlfriends, trainers, moms, dads, sisters. Especially when you guys start doing well, the, uh, usually the entourage yeah, starts growing. Yeah, normally starts to, to grow a bit. I mean, we're actually pretty lucky with that. Like, No dramas over there? Cooper's pretty really. low-key. Yeah, yeah. And Dylan has Dylan doesn't have any friends anymore, so <laughs> yeah, you don't no, have to worry about that. Yeah, they're all gone from Anaheim. No, I think, I think we're pretty lucky with that. Like, it's a pretty small group. Um yeah, no, as far as that goes, I mean, the water bottles are fucking everywhere. <laughs> but as far as dramas and stuff like that, no, it's actually pretty, pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So I just forgot, too, that uh, Christian's brother, Coker, Jeremy Coker, works for yep. you. Dude, I didn't even recognize him a couple years ago when I bumped yeah. into him Yeah, after he lost all his weight. He lost, like, a lot. He, he cut his weight in half. Two of me. Yeah. And now well, he's he's smaller than me. Yeah, it's crazy. And he bummed me out. I was like, what pants are you in now? And he's like, a smaller waist than I have. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? Yeah, I don't well, know if a lot of people know that, but it's his half-brother, yeah. Christian Craig's half-brother. He worked for Christian here Yeah, he was in 2010. Did no, he work for Tara this summer in 10? Yeah, yeah, because he was Christian's mechanic. Yeah, Christian got hurt. And then Tara also was here, and then, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, anyway, that's cool. That's a cool little tie-in. Yeah, I mean, he's our engine and crew chief, so he's... Uh, He's pretty. Had, he's got a lot of time. Anaheim had to be a little weird for him because you actually <laughs> yeah. see him from oh. one of those dot cameras, and he's high five, sort of yeah. enjoying the win. And I'm like, oh man, I wonder if he took, <laughs> you know, if it all digested. Because well, I'm sure he probably went back and went. It probably didn't look good, especially on that side of the. I camp. didn't even think about that. Well, side that's of the it. Th that's the thing is, I think we both. <laughs> Like I was saying, I think we both got caught up in the moment. Like honestly, that was one of Dylan's best supercross races that I've ever watched. I was going to say he rode phenomenal, and yeah. I think that keeps getting overlooked. So, if yes. you look at the ride itself, that I mean, he was. I think it was really one on of rails. the most brilliant rides I've ever seen. Like to crash and still be able to pull it off, but everything he was doing on the track, he was riding amazing. Yeah, and so. I think it sucks that that gets overlooked from that one stupid mistake. Especially when you you go look at it. There was not m much separating. Everyone was doing the same rhythms. No. And he was able to make up a lot of time in like Everywhere. one lap. And I'm like, like he, I mean, he blew Fortner away in the whoops. Like when he passed him, it was so quick that I don't think he even knew what to do. And I remember being like, dude, this guy is unreal right now. And I think, like I said, I think we all lost sight of even thinking about that. We were all just like, dude, this is an amazing ride. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, have you had to fire anybody? Um, I don't know if it's technically. I mean, I guess, yeah, kind of. You're gonna have to. It's pretty, point, pretty. Yeah, it sucks, huh? It was, yeah, and it was a, a younger kid, like a rider. <laughs> I was just actually gonna ask you, you have any favorite riders that you've worked with over the years? I know you're not supposed to say, but someone that sticks out. Because you've had some, some unique. 
characters, if you think about it. Jeremy Martin, simple, quiet, Cooper Webb, attitude, you know, different personality, yeah. Ferrandis, Justin Cooper. Like, when I look at your guys' team, you've had some really, if you look at personalities, it's pretty spread around. I mean, I, I, I was after Jeremy and Cooper, so I missed that. I mean, I'm, I worked with Jeremy, I guess, a little bit at Geico. Oh, Pleasant, yeah. But AP. Um, he seems like it would be hard not to nah, love having dude, that guy he around. Can basically make the shittiest rainy day like awesome. <laughs> I don't know how, but yeah, he can do it. Because he makes a song funny. about it. It's a shitty rainy day, <laughs> yeah. but I'm loving it. Um, man, I don't know. It was tough. I think that uh, that's a tough question. I don't know. AP made, made it pretty damn fun, though, yeah. I'll be honest. What's he got to do to turn the corner here in this 450 class? Uh, I think it's that mental block that, like, you got to feel like you belong. Mm. I mean, when it's that deep, dude, you, you, if you don't believe to 100%, yeah. you're going to get ninth. I He's not that far off, though, in my opinion, when no. you look at it. Like, like, even like someone like Malcolm Stewart, a lot of people had high hopes for him. And when you look at his results, you're like eighth, seventh, ninth, yeah. and you're like, eh. But the the eighth and seventh place finishes to me are a lot closer now than they were ten years ago. Yep. Those guys were almost being lapped. Now they're twenty seconds off the leader, and it's just everyone's yeah. done this. No, for sure. And for it seems sure. to me like if you just, it's, it's just that like confidence, like like one good ride could yes. make him go. You know what? I think that I honestly, can ride this bike. I can do it. He's literally, I think that one heat race, just a you know, win. Yeah, yeah, something to to like get you over that hump of like, dude, I do belong. I, I hope he does. I, I really like that. I kid. He seems to me like he's just lacking a little bit of mental confidence right yep, now. Yeah, I think so too. I think he's not that far off. So it'll be it'll be fun to watch though. So you said uh, you told me you got a girlfriend. I didn't know this. About a year now. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's very shocked to hear the news that I've been well, attracted to women. Well, you went through this. Now, I know you're attracted to women. I, I know your weird <laughs> fetishes. So I won't share them on the air, but <laughs> you, went through, <laughs> you went through this phase where you're like in a turtle shell a lot. You had braces. You kind of weren't like. Dude, the braces really set me back. Like, I was honestly like, okay, so. You almost had a bit of an emo look going, though. It was funny. I don't know how that happened. It was like all at once. It was like, no, dude, I could have been. Even your haircuts were terrible. Well, that's kind of just me being lazy, you know? No, I don't understand it, dude. I really went through this phase of, like, dude, I could have had two grand hanging out of my zipper and no one would have touched it. Guy, guy or girl. It wouldn't have I would have grabbed it. Well, I mean, you know me, though. You would have been threatened by it. That's true. But what, what, the money or what was either behind way. the money? Yeah, behind <laughs> it, mainly. Um, no, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It was strange. Like, I just went, felt like I went through this phase of, like, I don't know. It was just, I don't know. Whatever. It was strange. But, yeah, no, I've uh, no, found myself a... <laughs> Look at I, you. Strange. Now you're like a butterfly out of a cocoon, man. Like no, it's crazy. Pearly whites. Yeah. After all these surgeries, you still look pretty normal. It's somehow, I knocked myself out a lot and didn't do any damage to the face, which is impressive. Yeah. Good for you. So who's oh, the gal? Who's the lucky gal? So um, I ended up meeting my neighbor's daughter at um, Christmas last year. And uh, yeah, we hit it off pretty quick. And he basically challenged me like I couldn't pull it, which was probably pretty fair at that point where I was at. <laughs> Um, he's still shocked. Yeah, <laughs> he, still, he still can't believe it. He's like, dang um, it. But no, her name's Taylor, and uh, it's been uh, it's, it's crazy. Like I said, I've been selfish a long time, and it's it's nice to kind of have that person to uh, come home to and everything like yeah. that. Does she call you out when you're selfish? Like when you do something? No, I don't. I don't think she will. I think she's so like go with the flow that 
Yeah. Which I think is why it's worked so well is because it's just kind of, she's just, yeah, it sounds good. And your neighbor's good with you dating his daughter. Yes, it's crazy. I didn't think that was going to go doesn't, that It well. doesn't ever get weird? No. Because you guys were buddies before you knew her. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. We're like watching football, drinking beer, and like now. Now he's watching football, <laughs> drinking beer, yeah. and having to close his windows. Yeah. Because well, he doesn't want to hear anything. He came over from the Super Bowl, and I was just, you know, talking shit to him, and it was just normal. Hey, speaking of the Super Bowl, you got to be glowing, right? You're so a big Chiefs fan. I, I'm a I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Oh. But, like, that was, like, unreal to see. Yeah. Like, to say I'm not, like, extremely happy for all of them is, like, I mean, Mahomes is awesome, dude. Like, you, I don't know how you don't be a fan of that guy. Like, he's... He almost blew it. He did. He looked like he was starting to choke a little bit under the pressure. Yeah. I, I don't want to say that. He was just out of rhythm in the yes. beginning. Yes. And I'm like, it's going to be the day when he needs it the most. He's... And then... You can't pull dude, it together. He, he pulled yeah. it. Someone told me a story about how he and his wife went out to dinner in his hometown. I know this is a great story, dude. And no one, no one went up to him asking for out. They all yep. left him alone because they kind of knew. <laughs> and he got up and as he was leaving, he, tell me if I get this wrong, but he like openly said, "Hey, thank you guys for letting us enjoy a night together." And they left, and he had paid everyone's tab. Yeah, that's pretty damn cool. No, that's that's like you don't have people in his position. I don't feel like, especially I don't want to say in all sports, but mainly football. That would do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, right then I'm like, this guy's awesome. I was yeah. just pumped on his teammate that's uh, paying for the adoption fees for dogs in, oh, the, yeah. in the Kansas area. Yeah. Yep. Oh, is that right? Oh, Shelters know. are like pretty full and he said, hey, I'm going to pay all the fees for anyone adopting. So I was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. cool. I love those feel-good stories. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so what's next for you, man? Um, you digging the job? You, you see yourself doing this long term? I mean, definitely a fair bit. I mean, I still feel like I got some time in me on it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I didn't do that many full seasons. So now that I'm actually doing all those, the full the full calendar, um, it's it's hard. You know, yeah. it's hard to be yeah, away sure. from home that much. But Like, I, I always hated the travel. I wasn't one of those guys who enjoyed yeah. flying or staying. I wanted to be home. I'm like mm-hmm. kind of a homebody. Are you good with it? Like... I don't mind it, yeah. honestly. Like I, I enjoy going to the the cities and stuff like that, especially Supercross. Like I enjoy that, and then going to a restaurant that we don't have at home, like not a chain one. Like yeah. I like I like yeah. forcing myself to go try different stuff, yeah. and different food, and like kind of getting out of your comfort a little bit. But I mean, don't get me wrong, I love being home, especially yeah. at the end of the season. Like I can't wait to be home. But um, no, I see myself doing this for a while. Cool. I think it also changes too. You know, let's. I'm just saying hypothetically, if you and and your your lady get serious settle down and then the kids come i really think that's when it starts changing where you feel the not the need but for me it just i felt like i wanted to be home more like i didn't want to be gone so ride that wave while you have that independence because it's not an easy job it'll no i mean we've all actually done it briefly i respect people that keep doing it because i'm like it, it wasn't for me like, to me, I felt like it was babysitting all week, and then you're gone on the weekend. And you're like, wow, this is like the never-ending job. Then you come back on Monday, and it's like Groundhog Day. Go through the parts you need to order. Yeah. Figure out what the problem was. Have a team meeting. Mm-hmm. You know, what's happening. So, it is fun when you win, but I also know, like, it is, it's it's almost a yeah. 24-7 job. At 10 yeah, o'clock at night, is. when a mechanic calls, you've had this. I know you have. Yeah. You're like, do I answer it or not? You're like, I know where this could go, and I don't want to deal with yeah. it at 10 o'clock. Yeah. It's tough. I always loved being, when you get up into the manager's tower, though, and the card goes sideways, it's like, 
You're almost there. It's pretty close to being on the line, you know? Because you've got so much skin in the game. Dude, it is. And, like, seeing them win or, like, I mean, I've seen a couple guys get their first win, right? And it's, like, I almost felt that. Yeah. Like, for them. You know what I mean? Like, you feel that, like, I don't need it. You know what I mean? But it keeps me with that feeling of, like, dude, they got, I see them try all off season and put themselves out there and like you're vulnerable, but you you put yourself out there the whole time and like you get the whole shot or whatever. Oh, I don't know. It's just it's you relate so much. Yeah, it just feel like you feel that for them, like oh, dude, man. it's yeah. unreal. Like you're never gonna forget this feeling, and like it just that that keeps me going in it. Yeah. Where it's like that feels awesome. Your podiums with us here when Cole and you were both on the podium at San Diego when BT won that USGP at Glen Helen. Yep, dude. I mean, I cried. Like yeah. I would tear, I would be like, you know, tearing up, wiping tears. I was just so happy. Yeah, no, it just feels, know? it yeah. feels like, oh, cause even though like, I, I mean, I feel like each one of us is a percentage, right? So I'm a small percentage of them getting that success. Yeah. Like I'm not his trainer and I, I'm like, whatever, but like, yeah, I'm a small percentage, but it's still, it's still so gratifying to yeah. be a part of that. Totally. To be like I, you know, whether it was a half percentage, but I, we all helped you get to that and it's, yeah. it's cool. And I don't think you really maybe realize that as a rider, huh? Like no. you're not going... Hey man, thank you for what you do because I, I no. couldn't be here without you. Yeah. I really you know? wish I would have. I mean, I felt like I was pretty like respectful and thankful for the stuff I got, but like I really feel like I, if I could do anything over, it would have been to be like make sure I told all the boys thank you at the end of each night. Yeah, because yeah. like I'm not tearing down. Like I'm peeling out before the the tents even off, and so like I wish I would have just given a little bit more. Like thanks, boys. You know. Yeah. I appreciate that. There's a shit ton of work that goes in behind the scenes. Yeah, still another two yeah. hours after yeah. everything's done. You know. Um, I want to ask you about amateur racing. Um, is are we are we out of hand with how much we're supporting kids? And I mean, you're you're a product of it, I guess. <laughs> but but you know, we're giving kids factory rides at on eighties. You know, like yeah. It, I mean, it's it's just different, and I don't know if we're out of hand or not out of hand. But I, I do feel like we're making it to where. They know what to expect when they come in right now. Like my first year where I'm lost and like maybe could have put in that race, but I didn't know what to expect mm. or whatever. I feel like right now we're able to groom them into knowing that that yeah. first year. And we're taking in a lot of learning out mm. and hopefully a lot of mistakes out. Well, that trial and error. Yeah. That window shrinks a little bit. Like, yeah. I mean, for me, when, when, when I went pro or chased the dream, I was clueless. Like I had no, I thought I knew, but I had no idea. Yeah. And I feel like if just someone was there that had been there, done that just to help yeah. answer some questions and, you know, it makes it better. I think to your point that maybe Loretta Lynn's has become a little too much of a focus. I think some, when you look at certain teams I, and I team just, members, I just hate to see the the budgets. So much of the budget have to go to that. Like I would love it if we if if the teams all got together and said, "Look, no more race engines." You know, have somebody that that, that just builds like let's say it's Pro Circuit. Okay, uh, they're going to build all the whatever bike. They're going to be all our our engines for our amateur kids. We'll give them bikes and parts. You know what I mean? Think how many more kids you could help. If you weren't building full race engines for them, a couple sets of suspension, all the stuff. Well, and I think we're, I think we do a good job of separating that. Yeah. To, I mean, it, everyone's going to say they do or whatever, but I feel like we're good with, like, our bikes aren't our race bikes. And they're not near it. They don't have tie. They don't have a kit. Mm. Like, it's, the bike's pretty 
I mean, I know the, the motor's done, but the bike's pretty stock. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's not that far off, and I think we do a good job of that. They don't get the same graphics. They don't get the same... You have to earn that, I feel like. And yeah. I, I want you to go... When you go pro, like our amateurs right now, like, and I told this to Brad one day, I was like, I, I want them when they go pro to not be like, cool, I got tie bolts, and ride off. Like, no, I want you to have the bike. Hmm. Like, I want you to be riding this, uh, you know, going amateur and going, I want that. Yeah. I want that. That you know next what I mean? step. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So I feel like we do a good job of somewhat separating that. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Our amateur bike's badass. I rode it. It's awesome. Yeah. But it's not quite there, no. How good's your race bike? It's the best bike I've ever ridden. And I, I know, again, I'm going to get Twittered like, yeah, you get paid to say that. No, dude, it's, it is the best damn bike I've ever ridden. Yeah. I think it's the best bike in the class. Well, the Yamaha, Tivity Yamaha, I don't think anyone will argue. It's it's the Some best people stock will, bike. But yeah. It's really good. It's unbelievable. Mm. I, I, and even when we got on the, like when I first came here, I hopped on the 17. Like I couldn't believe it. It like had torque like a 450, and but it had traction. I was like, I don't understand. Like how does it have so much traction? But like it revs quick. Like it revs like a 250, has torque like a 450, and I have traction. Like I'm like confused. I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah. What like, am I riding? Happening? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Brad's uh that's pretty smart, man. So, does Yamaha help with the engine stuff, or is it all in-house? Uh, I mean, I think if we have anything that we need maybe help with or something, yeah, they're in for sure. Technical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's all in-house. Mm. You, you start seeing with, with teams and manufacturers, there's got to be that leeway. For sure. If you force everything down a team's throat, there's going to be friction. If you say, we're doing it our way, because teams then, you know, don't agree with everything. But I think they've also realized, and, and Keith McCarty, I think, has been pretty good at this, going, we're here. I'm not going to push myself on you. But if you need help, you let me know. Otherwise, we're just stand in the background yeah. you know, and let you guys do what you well, need. Well, it's easy to step back when <laughs> their team just keeps winning. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Keep how, on keeping on. Yeah, how yeah. Many, I mean, good grief since uh, Jeremy Martin. How many titles have you guys won? And that's not, that's not been long. No, 14... Eight titles in six years? I think so, yeah. So in the last six well, less, years... Less than six years, yeah. Yeah. In the last six years, you guys have won more 250 championships than anybody, i got to believe, right? Yeah. I haven't done the math, yeah. but just common sense tells yeah, me Yeah, it had to be, yeah. Pretty impressive. Um, who's the amateur kids you got coming up that you got your eye on? Um, so we have... Matt LeBlanc? Yeah, we have Matt LeBlanc, Jarrett Fry, and uh, Nick Romano. Okay. You think those guys all uh, something special? Yeah, I do. And mm -hmm. I think that that's... Like I said, I think that we're taking out a lot of that learning. Like, I think that, I mean, you can make it no matter what path you go on. I, I do believe that if, if you're kind of driven and, and you have that kind of, I don't know, determination or whatever, I think you can on any path. Like, if you're doing it with mom and dad, yeah. I still think you can do it and impress someone. It's harder. I understand that. But um, I think with the path that they're on right now and, like, I think the program that we help with them and help just learn, you know, quicker yeah than, than just steepen just the learning curve basically yeah but don't put them in dangerous positions yeah you know what i'm saying or, or like make them train like they're 19 or 20 yeah um yeah i think we're i think we're on a really good path and I, like i said that's that's coming from the whole staff like that's i think we all just work together so well it's good yeah cool um so a couple more questions here um we asked this kind of of everybody how do you want to be remembered in this sport um, I guess as a rider, well, I guess it could be collectively because you're still in the sport as a manager, but how do you want people to remember you? 
Um, honestly, my only goal when I when I when I told myself from the beginning from this was like I wanted to know that I gave everything I had, no matter what. Like, if I never won a race or whatever, I told myself that if I could I could be done racing and I knew I tried as hard as I could and didn't leave anything on the table, I'd be happy. So I just I mean, hopefully that for just for hard work, like yeah. in that. I mean, and the biggest thing for me is a small town Kansas boy. Now I live out here full time and like, we weren't supposed to be like that. You know, like I grew up in, like I said, a town of 75. We weren't supposed to be out here ever. Yeah. And that's not normal. Yeah. So, or at least how I was raised, it wasn't like you didn't leave or whatever, but yeah, just, I think is a good guy too. Yeah. Like, just. Well, think, you're going to need to work on that one. No, a little bit. But, but the, rest of, the rest of it, you've got down <laughs> okay, pretty good. Cool. <laughs> if you can just quit getting freight trained by dudes. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, anything else you want to say to fans or people watching? No, I guess just thank you for everything. Like, I mean, I feel like I still get good feedback from a lot of people. So it's, uh, it's nice to have that. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you that just from what you said, I mean, I think everybody think, knows you're a nice dude. Yeah. Like, you're one of the friendliest guys, always make time for people. Although, you did flip me off in the pits last week when I said That started. felt good, though. There was no hesitation. I said, Will. He goes, I'm like, oh. I'm on guard. I just feel like i got to always be ready right <laughs> now. The, hey, what happens when you come to Hollywood? It's the international howdy, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I feel like, right? But the other part, where you always give it everything you have, man, I, I was so impressed um, even then, but he, hearing more of the details of now, the way you won that championship, like breaking your hand and still mm. going out and getting it done. Like, I don't know, man. If you've never had a boxer's fracture, they hurt. Well, you and on your throttle hand, like, damn. Do you remember in 10, right before Salt Lake, then I separated my shoulder? I do. And I, like, we taped it. And like, the only reason I was able to go on the podium that night was because they shortened the whoops that night. So I think my hand came off when I ended up in practice again in the whoops. And I remember being like, dude, there's no way I can make it through the night. Because I crashed at the Paglias that Thursday. Me and Weimer are going for the championship. And we're, like, getting, like, a ego yeah. contest at the track. And, like, but we're, like, good friends. Yeah. So, like, we're racing at a practice track. And I end up crashing and separating my shoulder. And yep. I remember, like, going that, there. That like, was the night. What night was it? No, that was That different. snowed. That's what Hanny won. It was snowing. That's right. I remember, like, barely hanging on for a second. Being like, dude, I'm going to crash any minute. But it's a hell of an effort, man. There's not a lot yeah. of guys that could do that. I know. So very impressive. That was some real willpower. It was. Yeah, and I'm glad they knocked the whoops down. Yeah. <laughs> the best thing about that was, was like, dude, that next weekend I didn't race Vegas. Because like, we're like, we all decided, like, dude, I got it. To any chance of like racing Hangtown, I can't race Vegas. And I need to take some time off. And I remember going to the Circle Bar and Troy was there. <laughs> this is where like, I knew I was like, this guy's, like, I love this guy. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm not 21. I was 20. I remember being in the circle bar and they're like yeah get in here you know and I'm like dude I can't drink you know like I'll get fired and they're like that's your boss like I think it was Maddie or something like he's handing you a beer like, I think you're okay like he writes your checks and I'm like okay and we're like I don't really drink but okay and I remember just like drinking next time I know I'm like don't remember anything and I had to wear a skirt on the track walk the next did you day. hit that's your right. head yeah. that's right you did well, I, did I wear something too I had yeah, to wear a dress did. I, remember, I remember getting up next morning being like shit I'm late and like Pinning it to track as fast as I can, because I was like, Dude, I got to stick to my bet. <laughs> what did we? What was the bet? If I didn't win, I had to. W I walked the track at Vegas. If I didn't have a win before Vegas. I had to walk the track in a skirt. That's right. Which was fair, and <sighs> I did. You did. I think it's my mom's skirt. Well, you know, uh, you know, Troy's uh, his famous quote around here is, "There's a drug test on Monday, and if you pass, you're fired." <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's classic Troy Lee right there. Well, bud, listen, it's an honor to call you a friend. I'm stoked for the way your your career's turned out now, and uh, 
you're kicking ass over there as a manager. So congrats. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, thanks so much thanks, for coming Willie. on. Legend. All right, we're going to be back to wrap up the show. That's Will Hunt. At Nihilo Concepts, we have a passion for innovation and for motocross. Our mission is to develop parts that will improve the durability, functionality, and the appearance of your motorcycle. We're proud to say that everything from Nihilo is made in the USA in our state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Stewart, Florida. Whether you race every weekend or you just ride for fun, Nihilo offers high-quality, innovative parts that you just won't find anywhere else. Nihilo offers custom engraved engine covers, one-piece titanium foot picks, brake tips, internal engine components, specialty tools, frame grip tape, carbon fiber components, and so much more. Check out our website, nihiloconcepts.com, and see for yourself why teams like Red Bull KTM, Rockstar Husqvarna, Troy Lee Designs, and some of the fastest riders in the world choose Nihilo Concepts. nihiloconcepts.com Ford WP is more than a store. We're truck and Jeep experts. From wheel and tire upgrades to full custom builds, 4WP has you covered. Do your rig right. Shop online or find your store at 4WP.com. the whiskey throttle show great chat with our buddy will Hahn. always fun to see him and hang out <clears throat> and it's cool to his, hear his story uh we're jumping into our uh, product spotlight section here and we've got chase novelich from power dot with us Ch chase welcome thanks for did having I me. pronounce the last name right is novel yeah you actually did you nailed most it most people don't <laughs> yeah um so you guys uh like, first off i gotta thank you guys for for jumping in and supporting this show from day one yeah and thank um, you guys it's, yeah it's been fun well, we sure appreciate the, the support. I mean, to get this thing off the ground, obviously we needed some capital and um, we just kind of came to you guys with the concept and you backed it from the very beginning. So thank you. Uh, and turns out you guys also have an awesome product and we, thank you, you know, I think we've done a good job of helping you guys sell some of them and uh, the feedback we've gotten from fans is that they love it. If they're using it, they're, they love it, right? And I think that's the real simple um, kind of equation with this thing. If you leave it sitting in a drawer, it's not going to do anything for you. Pull it out and use it, and you're going to like it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and we've had great feedback from from the listeners of this show, and uh, you know that's that's been super awesome. Yeah, we, we've been really excited about that. So uh, happy to be able to kind of spread the message into the moto community. Uh, I grew up racing motocross, and and prior to this show, we really had no like we weren't in motocross at all mm -hmm. so um this kind of amplified the message and brought this device to people that really i think need, need it, it right yeah. so 
yeah, that's that's been awesome. And your biggest, uh, if if correct me if I'm wrong, but I see a lot of CrossFitters using it. Uh, yeah. What are some of your other bigger markets? Yeah, I mean, CrossFit was the biggest market for us. Uh, and then from CrossFit, we actually ended up, we, we started to work with Lance Armstrong, hmm. uh, maybe 2017, I believe we started working with Lance Armstrong. He became an investor in the brand and that kind of catapulted us into the, into the cycling and kind of endurance sport community, uh, which was awesome. So, um, we, we started working with Lance on his podcast and kind of in a similar fashion, uh, you know, that kind of catapulted us into cycling and that's, that, that's what kind of led me to say like, Hey, look, we should look at moto as another potential market that, yeah. um, th these guys, I actually equate motocross and CrossFit uh, uh, very similar. Yeah. Like the amount of strain that you put on your body during a CrossFit workout is, you know, it's 20 minutes. It's all out as hard as you can go. And growing up racing motocross, I, same th thing. There's like a yeah. parallel mm -hmm. between the two. So I knew that motocross athletes would, would find benefit from power dot. Well, I want to just have you explain, cause we, we do our best from a, a layman's perspective to explain what this product does. Yeah. But the um, I want you to go into a little bit more detail. This this is not new technology. Um, no, the the technology's been around since the twenties. Uh, it's been used by medical professionals and, and athletic trainers, um, both for injury rehabilitation and uh, and for athletic performance. It, maybe around the eighties, uh, it became more consumer friendly. I would say, but it was still really clunky. The machines were big bulky handheld yeah. devices that were like you know this big and um, a bunch of wires with no direction at all on what you were doing so right. you know it was all guesswork when it really wasn't something you took home like i remember in the mid 90s going to uh, a sports doctor here named dr toy who works on a lot of the racers and he would do estm on me but it was this big box it was mm -hmm. all these wires i mean it was not it's like I wouldn't even have thought that's something you could own and take home. I bought one for twelve hundred dollars. I was Is that injured right? enough. I bought oh. a big clunky one for twelve hundred, <laughs> and the pads were good for like five uses, and they were just. Yeah. So duct tape them on. I feel like what you guys did is just really take something that was proven to work and perfect it. Yeah, absolutely. And and you talked about price. That was kind of the biggest the biggest hurdle for consumers to get over was the devices that were available for consumers were. Eight hundred, twelve hundred dollars, um, and those devices still exist on the market today. I guess those are our competitors, right? Um, <laughs> most of them have brought their price down from the eight hundred to twelve hundred dollar mark to try to compete with us. Um, but, but yeah, so we basically took that technology and said, why can't we build this into a mobile application? Like everything else in the mm -hmm. world is built into a mobile application. So now we have what was once a big clunky device is now built into something the size of, I always say it's like the size of a matchbox car, right? Yeah. So um, that's pretty much all you have. It's got a couple lead cables that come off of it and then it connects via Bluetooth to a mobile app. And through that mobile app, you're able to select preset programs that tell you exactly what it's gonna do. So you're not guessing through the different parameters, setting different parameters on, on your big clunky handheld device. Um, you say so you select your program and then once you select your program it allows you to select what body part you're going to be using it on um pulls up a photo to show you exactly yeah, yeah. where to place the, the the pads and then from there you pretty much say go and increase the intensity um and then basically what happens from there is it sends electric impulses into your in, into your nerves and uh causes muscle contractions those muscle contractions have a variety of different benefits from increased blood circulation um, which helps brings oxygen and nutrients into the muscle to help them recover faster um and and then and then we also have a smart tens program 
that's designed to basically trick the nerves and, and block the pain signals from reaching the brain. Um, so it acts as like a, a natural pain relief, right? So rather than taking a bunch of pain meds and dumping them down your throat, you're able to throw this device on and get some relief from some of those pains mm -hmm. that you have from whether it's an injury or just even chronic kind of everyday, <clears throat> everyday stuff. Mm -hmm. And one of the, one of the things I love about it, cause I'm not intuitively super techie. It's gotta be pretty dummy proof for me. Yeah. And no, Donnie knows. No. And so when I, when I pulled it up on my, on the app, I was like, well, how do I know how to put it on? And you go to the next screen and it's like, it shows you exact placement for what you're, you know, what you want. I'm like, Oh, all right. I mean, you can be an idiot and just walk right through it. It takes you through it. Yeah. And we're trying to add more to that as well. So just recently over the last maybe two months, we released a news feed uh, feature that we're putting more and more content on um, videos on how to address specific problems, whether it's patellar tendonitis or um, you're coming back from an ACL surgery or something like that. We're starting to put more content in there and then just content for people to read as well when you're sitting there for 20, 30 minutes. And um, so we kind of have both sides of it. We have, you know, the, the, the content that you can just sit back and read and get some information yeah. about something that isn't muscle stimulation, or you can get some information on muscle stimulation. And we also launched a forum, uh, around the same time that allows, like, if you, if you do have a, a certain question that maybe isn't answered through the app, you can go on there and post your question. And whether it's our technical support team that goes on and answers that, or just peer to peer, right. Mm -hmm. People that have maybe have a better idea of what to do than, yeah. than you do. They can teach you how to, how to better use the product. So we're going to continue to try to uh, develop out our app and make it easier and easier for people to, to access and reap the benefits of muscle stimulation. Well, it's awesome. And, and as far as like, um, specific moto uses, you know, I've, I used it, that technology on pretty much every ACL I tore <laughs> because the first, uh, you know, that lower quad muscle by your knee is the one they want to start developing back right away. Yeah. Fades, fades real quick. And it's hard to just atrophies, it's right? It's hard to make yourself yeah. flex that muscle when you got all that swelling and, and so this thing just does it for you and starts to develop some of that muscle back. But tell, what else does that do for moto, you know, moto injuries, you know, you talked about flushing out uh, fluid and lactic acid and that kind of stuff. I mean, what does that do physiologically for the body when you use this device? Yeah, it's really just about bringing blood flow and nutrients into that area, right? That's what helps your muscles heal. So um, if we can speed up that process, then we can speed up the recovery process. But outside of even like recovery from say an ACL injury, um, you know, you can get benefits on a day-to-day -day basis, whether it's arm pump or your low back sore, your legs are sore after a ride, um, using it between motos. And then one of the other things that, uh, is, is really cool is, is we have a warm up feature so you can actually use it prior to your ride, uh, and, and get a, get a, a true warm up. where, yeah. um, we, we were talking about it a second ago. I think a lot, not a lot of people put a, an emphasis on, on warming their body up and that, that creates a lot of injuries. So you know, stepping outside of moto, one of the biggest issues is people go straight from their desk and then they go into a, a workout at the gym or they go out to the track and they ride and, and then they wonder why they get hurt yeah. or why they're so sore the next day. Um, yeah, that might be because you didn't do what you're supposed to after the workout, but it's probably more likely that you didn't do what you're supposed to before the workout. Or after, right? I mean, how, yeah, yeah. how often in our sport, when you're done riding, do you do you stretch and do like, you know, a, an active cool down? I've never seen riders stretching no, at the track when they're done. Nobody. Load up, I've get never seen it. Sit, sit in traffic. Yeah. And you, you know, your muscles are all tired and worn out and you just put yourself into the worst possible position and sit that way for an hour or whatever it takes you at home. Yeah. And it's time a lot, right? People don't have, or at least they tell themselves they don't have enough time, but, um, we like to think that this kind of alleviates that as well because you're not and especially without all the wires hanging off of it, you're not confined to one area. You can still go. I use it while I cook 
breakfast in the morning, right? I'll throw it yeah. on and, and get a session in. So, yeah, it's... Well, even as, as a rider, you can put it on, on your way to the track and on the way back. Mm-hmm. And that, exactly. would, that would be the recommendation, right? Like whether it's your forearms or your low back. Maybe whatever. it's not your right calf or something. <laughs> not <'cause laughs> a little, right little whiskey foot. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be the ideal way to use it, right, is is the warm-up on the way to the track. If you have arm pump issues or something there you want to deal with, and you can use use it during the day. And then when you're done, again, if there's a, a, a group of muscles that you think get tight or that feel fatigued to you, you can throw it on and do the active recovery. Exactly. And so. it tracks all that, which I think is pretty cool too. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, it tracks, and, and that's one of the, the cool things about our TENS feature. A lot of people compare it to a traditional TENS device, um, although we have a lot of different programs that aren't TENS. Um, our, our TENS program is what we consider a smart TENS. So basically you go through a process of, of inputs everything from where you're experiencing the pain to what caused the pain and uh, is it chronic or acute um, and then what the severity of that pain is and based off of all those inputs we create a custom protocol that helps you relieve that pain and then it tracks the pain score over time so you set the score before and after and kind of see you can see how it's it's helping you out yeah that's pretty crazy well i love it um anything else new or uh, that we should know about um you no, I mean, I know, I know both of you guys like to use it for massage and, um, <laughs> is that lazy <laughs> man? Like, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not, it's definitely not lazy. I, I probably okay. use the massage setting more than anything else myself. Um, what, one of the things that's pretty cool is we just came out with the back pad. I don't know if you guys have ever sat there and oh, tried to like put the pads on your back. This is one piece. So it's kind of the shape of like uh, butterfly wings, I guess. And the pod uh-huh. goes in the middle and the two cables go to the side and you uh-huh. slap it on. It's designed for the low back, but you can actually use it anywhere on the body that you want. So um, yeah, I get kind of between my shoulder convenient. blades, and it's I, I can't put those pads on myself, obviously. So we'll get so. you some butterfly pads. Let's do it. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, we just launched it on Monday. Breaking news. What was news. that? Two days ago? Yeah. Is it Wednesday? I've lost track of the days. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, just this week. Yeah, it, today was the day, the second day Will almost flaked on us. So, yeah, anyway. Okay. So, I don't know all right. Cool. <laughs> um, and then outside of that, we actually just, we actually um, are launching a medical platform as well. So, it's specific to medical professionals. I don't think I've even told you guys about this yet. Okay. Um, specific to medical professionals, it has 64 different programs in it, um, which is a lot more than we have on our consumer device. And then it also allows you to connect up to 16 different patients to one iPad. So, before where oh, you wow. were saying you would go and do your your physician and and get hooked up to a big box um it's not a big box anymore and it can 16 different people at once and then that that doctor uh can actually send the protocols to your phone at home as well so it'll pop up as a push notification and you can complete you can complete your physical therapy one of the biggest problems in physical therapy is that the compliance is so low right Right. people start the process and they don't finish it and then again they wonder why they're hurt again Mm -hmm. or why they're not getting better so um, this kind of uh, tackles it on both sides. And then, um, from, in, from the insurer standpoint, uh, it, you know, it sends a full feedback report back to the doctor that they can print out and staple and, and wow, cool. submit. So yeah, uh, we're pretty excited about that. Is there something on your website specifically for physicians if they want to contact yeah, you? Yeah. Uh, you can go to medical.power.com and learn, learn more about that. And, uh, we have, you can sign up for a demo and, uh, our, our guy, Anthony, will give you a call and, teach you a little bit more about everything wow. that it has. It's got a lot more than I just said, but yeah, that's yeah. kind of the, the basics of it. Um, that's rad. Yeah. And then uh, on the consumer end, uh, I'm pretty excited. We just launched an at-home trial program. So 
we, we partnered with something called a firm, which is kind of a, a financing option, if you will. Um, so you can actually break it down into monthly uh, payments. Absolutely. But what's cool is uh, it's 0% APR and you don't owe your first payment for 30 days. We have a 30 day money back guarantee. So technically for $0 down, you can give PowerDot a try. We're pretty confident that you're gonna like it if you do. I think that's one of the biggest hurdles for us as a, as a company is a lot of people don't really understand what muscle stimulation is and how it can benefit them. But once they try it, they're yeah. kind of a firm yeah. believer of it. So, um, well, there's a reason it's been used by all of these yeah, physicians exactly. for years and years. Yeah. Exactly. So we're excited to be able to offer that to our, our customers and we, we hope that that helps kind of let people access the technology. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on, man. I, yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate it. it a little more in depth. Like I said, we're, we do our best to talk from experience from us using it, but it's nice to have a guy who's intimately aware of how that thing works. So yeah, I appreciate thanks for it, coming guys. on, man, and uh, get me some of those butterfly pads. We'll do my <laughs> massage on. All right, thanks, Chase. Thanks. All right, well, that's Chase Novelich from PowerDot. We appreciate his feedback. Uh, it's an amazing product. Like I said, uh, if you are not familiar with it, hopefully that helped give you a better idea of kind of what it's all about and why it would be beneficial for you. So check them out. And um, I want to jump into our four-wheel parts get-at-me Q&A. Four-wheel parts is your one-stop shop for anything off-road. Uh, not just any kind of products that you want to buy to put on your rig, but they'll put them on, service it. Those guys do an awesome job. So check them out at fourwheelparts.com, the number fourwheelparts.com. Donnie, what do we have for questions today? Maybe I should turn my mic on. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, yeah. all right. Um, Kate first wants to know... Um, why Suzuki hasn't been so good in, in a few years, and what will it take to get them kind of back, resurrected, uh, winning into motocross and supercross? <sighs> Sales. Sales leads to bigger budget. I don't know. Uh, not everyone can be the number one. You know, at the end of the day, like, if you go look at most markets, if everyone tries to do the same thing, they fall by the wayside. It just seems to me like Suzuki has been okay with where they're at in the market they know they're not the biggest they don't come with we got the latest greatest but they got good pricing and they're solid you know there's still a there's still an audience out there but when you look at the racing aspect they've i mean they've really cut back so it's a vicious circle if you're an uh, up-and-coming kid aspiring kid do you want to ride for someone like will hans team or do you go, I want to be a Suzuki guy? You know, th I think that a lot of that's been missed or lost. Like, when I was younger and I came over here, I was like, oh, man, that team green with the pro circuit backing, like, that is the amateur team to have. And I think that was the case in the 90s. And then other people got on board. Suzuki, it's, it's interesting. I think that they're, what I've seen is when you have um, each of these manufacturers, they're like American Suzuki president. If he's a fan of racing, and if, if the director, whoever is the big boss over at Suzuki of Japan, if they're a big racing fan, there's going to be more effort, more push, more money put into development and pushing the racing program. And that's not just throwing money at a team. That's bike development. That's making sure your bike is competitive. It was. If you Already. look back when Ricky was on Suzuki's, that was the bike to be on. Um, that was there, whether it was the 252 stroke, how good was that thing? And then when they went to the four stroke, same thing. He was killing it on that bike. That bike was really good. Reed wanted to go there to be on that bike at that time. The, the problem that never translated into sales, whether that's 
bad marketing. Um, Even when Ricky was winning for them, it didn't translate it to didn't, sales. I know. It yeah, they turn. did not. They did not sell one extra bike when Carmichael so, won there. So I think that there's a, a a complete package of development, supporting racing, supporting amateur racing, so that like GL said, you get those young kids that grow up on Suzuki's and and then give them a good factory team to want to go to, uh, a good 250 team. I mean, that's that's the model now. You 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 come out of amateurs. There's all these different 250F teams have an amateur support program. Then you want to get to the 250 team, and then if you succeed there, you go up to the factory team. Suzuki doesn't have that chain, you know. It's there's, I guess JGR, but it's it's uh, it's pretty cobbled, and they're trying to get back exactly. together. Exactly, it's trying, new. It's a little bit cobbled. It's they're trying to get their amateur program back. Uh, Larry Brooks is actually running that, you know. So they've got a capable guy over there doing that. But I think they're at a crossroads. This is my opinion. Where they either need to like get their shit together and go, okay, here's the plan for the next five, 10 years. Let's go after it hard. Or they just need to pull the cord and get out. Well, but do they? I mean, if they're making money and... and I don't think they're making money. They are. You think so? They are making money. They're selling bikes for 5,900 bucks. But how much money have they spent in R&D and development? Nothing. So that bike probably cost know. them less. But I, I know what you're saying. I mean, we get brand new bikes that come in like, oh, 2020 models are here. And they're like, oh, the instant rebate. I'm like, you guys discount <laughs> on the front end. That's unique. But they're coming in at, we're not here to say we're the greatest and the, the, the best thing since sliced bread, but we'll give you a damn good bike at a good price. And there's still a niche for that. Um, but, you know, when we look, you know, I look from the outside and I go, okay, you know, like at our store. And I always use this as a reference because these are people walking in spending their hard-earned dollars on what they want. You know, they come in, like, TLD is cool. They want it. You know how much Suzuki merchandise we sell? A lot? <laughs> no. I was, yeah, was going to say, yeah. yeah. It's like nobody goes, oh, I want that shit. You could have it on blowout, and they're still like, mm, I'd rather pay twice as much for that. Yeah. So there's not that, there's no sexiness to the brand anymore. Like, there's no... You know, Yamaha yeah. has their diehard fans. Honda does. Even Cowie does. KTM certainly does. You know, they bleed orange. Suzuki, it's a little bit like, yeah, I'm, I want to have a decent bike at a decent price, or you know, I can afford that payment or whatever it may be. And they've they've allowed themselves to go into that holding pattern, if you want to call it that. So, like you said, you got to figure out where you're at. But I, I've been told from people pretty high up that. They're they're okay with it. They, they want to be better, of course, but they're okay, and they're still making money in, in North America, so they're going to keep cruising along. They could actually be helping guys stay in the sport and come into the sport, actually, if the bikes are so much cheaper, right? It's like if a guy can't afford to go buy a KTM, well, a Kawasaki, you know, for some Yamaha. people, I mean, here, you know, if, if let's just for argument's sake, take take a four fifty, a Suzuki is about thirty percent cheaper than a KTM, and probably bridge the gap in the middle from the other Japanese brands or call it between 10 and 20% back. But when you take a, say a $10,000 machine and a nine, and then there it's say seven, like you said, that's a big difference. You know, when you bring yeah. it back in perspective, it's like, do I buy that hundred thousand dollar Mercedes or something just like it for 70? You know what I mean? There's someone that goes, I'd rather pay 70 for that, yeah. Genesis, you know, it might not have the the rah 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 around it or the big name, but it's a damn freaking good unit. Yeah, and the truth is that Suzuki, they're they're good bikes. You can make a few changes to suspension. Sure, 
a different piston and an exhaust on it, and all of a sudden it's a really good bike, you know. I remember Suzuki, I, I, I'm, you know, back when they had the big S and it was yellow magic and all that stuff. There was some, like, cool for sure, factor. For sure, for sure. You know. I um, agree. Whether it was the Barnett days or the DeCoster days or, you know. Then it seems like. Damon Huffman winning on them on a 125, Ezra Lusk. You know, they swing, had these cool. times, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had these cool moments in time where they either had really good bikes or the best bike or they were winning everything. I don't know, man. There's just not, like you said, there's not that cool factor around right now. And. It'll, it'll be interesting it, to see. I don't know if there's I th- a I think, answer. I think a bit of a facelift would help immediately. I mean, especially in the American market, to me, it's a it's a more uh, sophisticated market. Like, when you go to places like maybe South America or the Asian areas or even Africa, Suzuki's are still relatively strong because it's less image conscious, in my opinion, and more about what do I get for what I'm paying for. Yeah. But in America, it, it's and, and and you can throw in, you know, with KTM having success and and then bringing Husky along. Husky doesn't actually sell as many bikes as Suzuki, but when you look from the outside, you put Husky here and Suzuki here. If it makes sense, I keep forgetting people. Not everyone watches. I got one hand higher than the other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, people think Husky's up here and Suzuki's down there. But the reality is, go look at worldwide sales. It's a complete role reversal. Right? So, you know, you, you look at numbers and you go, okay. But the perception is that Suzuki's dead in the water. Well, I, you know, they, they're definitely behind with development. They're behind with a lot of their their amateur program. They're behind with their professional race program. Dude, they got leading edge technology. They're going to be coming out with, hold your breath, an electric start on a dirt bike. We'll see. Ooh. No, I'm kidding. That's a rumor. <laughs> I don't know. Ooh. I might just be pulling some shit out of my house, but uh, they any- probably will. Anyway, I hope that they pull it together. I would. It would be a huge loss to have Suzuki just pull out of racing. It, so. It'd be a huge loss to lose Suzuki as we know it, yeah. and I think that just keep in mind that they're not as bad as it may seem because we look at it from a racing perspective, which is like, oh, they suck. There's no one there on a yellow bike. What's happening? They still have a following, but it would be nice to see that come to the forefront and a good program where it's like, yeah, we got six solid brands. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What do you got next? Um, Ben Anderson wants to know what has been the worst injury for you guys to recover from? Listening to Will Hahn, all his injuries. That's been my worst injury. Jeez, that, that poor guy, dude. Jeez. I, uh, I would say my, I had one uh, crash that was a, I did a femur and a knee and a hand. And obviously that was the worst one injury. But if I had to nail it down, even between my femur and my knees, I'd way rather have good knees because the femur... Once they rot it, it's it is what it is. It doesn't hurt me or bother me anymore. The knees are gonna mm. mess with me forever. So, if there's one injury I could eliminate, it'd be my knee injuries. Well, if that was the question, I'd probably say my knee. But my worst injury coming back from was when I disintegrated my femur. But you know that uh, anyone that listened to my show, I talked about laying on the couch and it snapped. And <laughs> still to this day, friends call bullshit, but. I swear to God on my entire life. It wasn't healing right or something and then it just broke? Is it that what it snapped yeah. just from sort of turning from my back on a couch where you got your feet up on the edge and your head and just rotated and 
because of the plates and the rods, it just snapped in a fresh spot huh. because of the weight and the weakness. Okay, so I'm going to change my answer. So I had three surgeries. I had bone graft, plates, screws taken out, rod put in, plates, screws, bone graft, everything taken out. Okay, so one summer, 98. This was right after we were just talking about Glen Helen 98 when I rode that aftermath Honda. Uh, the very next week, I blew out my ACL and my right knee. I went in. The doctor goes, oh, I think the ACL's there. We just got to go clean it up. So Clean we go, up your ACL? <laughs> clean your knee up. Like go in and get debris out. He thought, it, he thought there was still an ACL in there by doing a stress test. I'm like, okay. So I go in. He cleans it up. I, I wake up from the surgery. He goes, oh, yeah, your ACL was torn. We took it all out. I'm like, okay, you put a new one in? No, 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 we didn't oh, do that. You told us this story. So then I had to do the get the swelling down, go back in, get the ACL put in. You're like, then, bro, I need that. Then that got infected. So I oh had to go gosh. back in. They had to flush it. They they like put me back under, went in and flushed it all out. Did they take your patella tendon? Yeah. Uh, then that that uh, I had to get a pick line because the antibiotics weren't strong enough. So I get a pick line and go through all these antibiotics. Then the screws came loose, so I had to go back in. They had to pull the screws out. I want to say there was one more. Anyway, I was out. <laughs> I, I, I had like five, six surgeries that summer. Yeah. Worst oh, summer ever. That's anyway. lovely. Yeah. That's that all we got? That's all I got. Hey, uh, if you want to send us a question, find us on Twitter, W underscore throttle underscore show. Yep. That's our awesome Twitter handle. That's GL not, mans that. That's not banned. I not need banned. to man it. Yeah, GL GL's asleep <laughs> sleep at the wheel. So tweet him so he wakes up and uh, send us your questions. We'll answer them on the air. That's our show, gentlemen. Uh, thank you to Will Hahn for coming on. We really appreciate it. Uh, always good to see Will. And, um, you know, he it just it, he's such a nice dude. And everyone kind of knows that, but it's it you just see it on display when we sit and chat with him like such that. Such a great, also. great guest. We well, yeah, say awesome everyone knows guy. that. I think people... It's one of those they've heard or they think they know type yeah. thing, but hopefully with them watching this, you get to... That's one thing I think is cool with this show is people get a chance to see and learn things that they thought they may have known or reaffirmed or gave them a whole new perspective, but... Yeah. Um, I say everybody knows. I guess I meant in the Yeah, industry, yeah, yeah, right? exactly. Like, we know Will, and we know what to expect, but Will's fun. Yeah. We can laugh and joke. I could tell stories for days and I actually need to ask JG and like Hamlin and those guys that were all, we all, Reed would come and train with us every now and then, Ferry, but Will was a became a little bit of the punching bag for the jokes. Yeah. Because he was the shy, quiet, nice, innocent guy. So <laughs> we would just, I remember JG and I would, I think I was injured, he was injured and we were just wasted and we just, he was getting ready to do a big ride and test day and all that. And like two in the morning, we come in and we just, just, just beating them up in the bed, like physically beating them up. He's like, "You guys are seriously assholes," and we're like, "We know." <laughs> Nothing's changed then. Uh, but yeah, no, he's a super cool guy. Well, uh, thank you to him. Thanks for everybody for watching. I want to just thank our sponsors again. Uh, if you're looking for a motorcycle, a UTV, uh, anything with wheels. Uh, or a boat for that matter, Yamaha. Check them out. They are simply the best in the power sports business. PowerDot, big thank you to those guys. Method Race Wheels, get 20% off using uh, Whiskey Throttle as your checkout code. Same with PowerDot. Troyley Designs, SKDA, Dunlop, Four Wheel Parts, Adidas Pro Circuit, Nihilo Concepts, 
Seat Concepts, Fire Department Coffee, Specialized, Paleo Ranch Foods, Langston Motorsports. I also want to mention uh, Vital MX. If you guys are interested in going out and checking out some of the project builds that I've done, uh, you can go over there and check that out. I also write a column there every Friday. All kinds of cool features. Go to Vital MX and uh, have, a, have a look around. Just don't smack your lips. Yeah, don't smack your lips. In your column. That's right. <laughs> I get told that often. Uh, I don't even notice it. I would have oh, never people, known if you didn't. People pick up on every little thing. It is what it is. I'm not worried about it. Hey, thank you guys for watching. GL Donnie, thank you guys. We'll see you next week. This is the Whiskey Throttle Show. We'll see you.